intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your face! is the hunting ground, man is the endangered species. Welcome to the Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. This is your host, Stephanie. They're bigger than life. Giant-sized, marked-for-death and Predator 2 posters are waiting to hang on your wall. Check your local video store for details. Joining me today are Jesse. Antichrist, he's not nice. He will take away God's holy sacrifice. You can win, just don't sin. State of grace, you must stay in. You can win if you never do the filthy sins of flesh. Just don't sin. Think of Mary and her baby in the crash. You can win, just don't sin. Please don't watch pornography. You can win, just don't sin. And sin is what will make your God angry. You can win, just don't sin. At millennium, God's peace will come again. This isn't about money. This is about power. John? A monster devours your planet in Avanox for Nintendo. Do you have the guts to battle inside the belly of the beast? Fight ugly eyeballs, twisted worms, skeleton fish, guardian ghouls, and save the planet from total destruction. Avanox for your Nintendo. Which means you're cutting off my dick and shoving it up my ass. Kion? Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill. Two videos. The Ultimate Sci-Fi Action Collector's Edition. Predator, coming soon to video. Okay, pussy face. It's your move. And Dr. Betty Graves. We did a long speech. It was a big thing about Dungeons and Dragons. And people actually got absorbed in that stuff. They took on those roles. And they began doing horrible things. And it was almost like an invitation to demonic possession. So I go in for my physical, right? And the doctor says, I need semen, stool, and urine sample. I say, gee, doc, I'm in a big hurry. Can't I just leave my underwear? On this episode, we will be discussing Predator 2 from 1990, which was a Jonald Sutherland pick. But first, we're going to stop in at the Sleazy Speakeasy. What's relevant to me is that I love Mel Gibson. What? I love Mel Gibson. You need a fucking doctor. You need a fucking brain transplant. You need a fucking soul. I call Mel on his birthday, January 3rd, wish him happy birthday. I love Mel Gibson. I need someone who fucking treats me like a man! Like a human being with kindness! I love Mel Gibson. You get it now? What mean is? Get it? I love Mel 
Welcome back, everyone, into the Cellular Saint Studio! <laughs> the original studio, often duplicated, often moved to different locations, but never reciprocated. And never duplicated, <laughs> but always duplicated. <laughs> <laughs> duplications, duplications. Kion is here. Uh, hey. Melissa is on maternity leave. Uh, Say Love Satan grants seven days for <laughs> her to get seven days. her vagina back in working order. And get back in here. With the stipulation being that I get first dibs on the placenta so I can make my afterbirth baby butter for my face to keep me looking forever. Yes. I thought we were bottling I the breast to milk, be. too. That's a side project. That's the milk is long. That's how you make money. That's liquid gold. I've already had a conversation with Alex, and Alex said I'm going to keep her pregnant. I'm going to keep filling her up with cream. We're going to keep the milk flowing. It's going to get so she's going to be the dairy cow of Say You Love Satan podcast. Yeah, we'll hook a mic up to her. Time to make the donuts. (laughs) I even told Alex like we can artificially inseminate if he wants to play World of Warcraft. He could just he could just do it with my hand, and then I'll put it. Yeah, I mean humping a lot burns calories. But also, there's a stipulation. That Melissa has to wear overalls with no bra or t-shirt underneath. Oh, yeah. like, for those like mommy milkers. Oh, for those reels that I keep getting from uh, Instagram. Gumgy, gumgy. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, there's like an Adrian Barbeau looking chick with big milkers who's like older, who uh, just wears overalls and nothing, and she like squats down and tries to explain something to you, and you're like, always left wondering... Is there going to be a nip slip? <laughs> oh I asked Melissa, I was like, can I just get a shot of the of the milk boobies? Just not for sexuality purpose, but for scientific research. And she said, <laughs> absolutely not. And I was like, I tried. Have you guys experienced uh, the Hornia Instagram reel algorithm and the, the shit that fucking people do on there? Oh, well, yeah. I, there was one. I don't know why I started finding the, like this video oh, would pop up. You don't know why stuff? Yeah, no, I don't know why. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it's just this woman walking down the street and not wearing a bra and her boobs are just bouncing. Fucking and I don't great. understand why that's showing. Not the, uh, Listen, not the yoga what, poses and no what do i look at on oh, the cats yeah but cattle dogs what did i tell you the other day i was what? like i just read this big scientific article where this they studied a bunch of women and they wanted to see what would happen to the boobs this is real this oh, is yeah, in yeah. jesse news yeah they wanted to see what happened to the boobs with women if they didn't wear bras as opposed to the woman that wore bras and it turned out the myth of bras was invented by Big Bra to make money off of the women's by a man. through a lifespan because the breast that did not wear breasts or did not wear bras were super perky and the ones that wore the bra were sagging. But it makes sense because if you work your muscles, you stay pumped. In a world where the breasts didn't wear breasts. <laughs> where the breasts didn't wear breasts. Man, James Cameron's breasts. Sometimes I'm like, are they your breasts or are they your breast breasts? <laughs> breasts, the These way These are my breasts, inside breasts. Yeah. Booby boobies. Hi, I'm John Wayne, and sometimes a man likes to sit down and have a nice cold breast with breasts. <laughs> uh, real quick, I wanted to... Get uh, on your breasts. What are you and I drinking, stuff? You can start it. Uh, we're drinking a rosé, because Melissa's not here, and I'm, I'm going to live that wine life. We are drinking a rosé. Um, it's the Apothic Rosé, a rosé with dark secrets. Man, I didn't oh, know they made a rosé. They do, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good, I must say. Yep. Um, quick question for y'all. Uh, uh, this is more for the penises in the house. Just, I'm a little research. Penises in the house! Research I'm Woo-woo. doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. talking to my coworker, my coworkers, I have a great collection <laughs> of coworkers, oh and... Uh, my buddy Pete is probably 35. He's Asian. And then my youngest coworker, Shamara, is like 25. So we have a, and she's black. So we have a policy that you can say the racist, most craziest shit to one another. And no one's allowed to get mad. So they'll say fucking shit about white people in front of me. Like white people smell like dogs. And I'm like, that's cool. I, I, I'm glad. I feel better for knowing that. But we were also having a conversation. Shamara was like, 
we're talking about fucking we were talking about sucking dick and eating pussy and i was like i eat pussy like a tyrannosaurus rex i was like and she's like i don't like sucking dick i was like why not and she's like if i'm gonna suck a dude's dick they got to use wet ones after they pee. So my question to the men in this house is... Because you get the dried pee on the I tip, I told you her, know? I was like, no man alive is using wet ones to clean his dick every time he pees. So we're going to take a poll, no guys. No man alive. So I just want to know for my own sake, have you ever or do you continue to use wet ones when you pee or do you do the shake method? Always the shake method. I mean, do you even use yeah. toilet paper? But here's no, the thing. no, not I at all. I save my pee till after I have sex so I can shoot out the gunk that gets stuck no, in That's uh, good. No. Yeah, clean it out. Right, yeah. but no, Jesse's talking about in general, like, do you as a prep, like, do you ever clean your no. dick I tip with a wet wipe? Like, like, if, I'm in, if I'm taking a, like, a bath or a shower before we have sex, like, I'll purposely like take a pee afterwards and make sure I leave pee on my dickhead so <laughs> Steph has like a lemon head to enjoy <laughs> when we're in there. Like a sour, Thank you. Know, you. Thanks for that. In preparation for yeah, my yeah, slime. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's got to be tangy and minerally. Yeah, Thank you. Mm. Like a bleach. Like a bleach <laughs> lemon. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I wanted to talk about this quick movie uh, real quick. Guys. I just watched the trailer before I came over here while Steph was getting ready to record. Uh, it's called Skin and Marink. Did you guys? Uh, oh, people are saying it's terrible. People are saying. Jackson what? said it was like the most boring so, shit he's ever seen. And and, and, it, and that's true. Okay. But then there's this hype train behind it where people are saying it's the there scariest a fucking hype movie they've ever, have they, they've ever seen. What? I don't believe it. So basically the, tra- <laughs> the trailer, it's like, it was made for $15,000. <laughs> so it sounds like they're trying to make it like the next paranormal activity. Wait, okay. Well, I have to back up real quick. What does the name mean? Is so, it from okay. the elephant show? Skidamarinky dinky Is it? I love you. That's the reason I wanted to bring it up because I was like, holy shit. But I only t- a certain generation knows that. Right. But right. the funny thing is, when my brother was really fat, <laughs> Danny, my middle brother, <laughs> yeah. when he was really fat, like he would we would make him do skidamarink, and it was like his truffle shuffle where he would go. <laughs> He would tuck his he would tuck his neck in and he would do like quadruple chins and he would go like skin him and he would do that weird hand thing and but he would also like flip his tit up and like lick his tail and we'd be like Dan do the skin him a rinky dick do the skin him a rinky dick so you guys had your own truffle shuffle is pretty, what you're saying pretty much exactly cool. yeah. Um, but the the trailer looks like not good, so I can I hundred yeah. percent agree. But he's basically it's, made it seem like it was it's, boring. It's funny because after Jackson posted that shit. One of my friends was like, I had nightmares last night because I watched Skinny Marinky Dink before bed. <laughs> I'm like, really? I just like find it hard to believe. Oh, yeah, I haven't had a nightmare after watching a movie no, since I was I, a child. No, so uh, I just like. My eyebrow went up because when people were talking about it, they were like, I guess the general plot line is just a bunch of kids left to their own devices in a house. Mm. And it, the house is doing like House of Leaves shit, like doors are disappearing and stuff. And the uh, windows. Yeah, but they were like, oh, it's really low budget, like very very claustrophobic uh, kind of concept and I was like oh I, I know what the fuck is going on here this is going to be like a like a, something that somebody thinks is way more artistic go fuck than yourself. it is yeah exactly go fuck yourself go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> uh, and that's all I got to say. Uh, about, John, what yeah, you John, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking another Bonesaw Brewing Company a local brewing company out of Glassboro, New Jersey just 15 minutes south of here Cherry, uh, the chocolate cherry cream ale called Cherry Cordial Queen. Oh, is it good? Fucking delicious. It sounds delicious. It is fucking delicious. Cherries. It's 4.7 alcohol by volume. Cordial. Um, it's I love, like, a, I it's love a, a cherry cordial. Yeah, it's a cream mm. ale, but it's got a little bit of tart. A little bit nice. of tart to it. Is it a cherry? Like you know, sour so a sour. Guys, I have... I have another confession to make. Oh, no. <laughs> no! You're going to be a father? <laughs> no, uh... I'm a I'm a vampire survivor's addict and I don't know how to stop. Oh. <laughs> uh, I have a sickness for killing pixelated monsties. 
That look like they're from Castlevania. Yeah, and then John told me about it, and then he was like, "Come on, it's gonna be our dream." It's and like then the it's like the ring was it's me like, being like ass. To no. ass. No. It's like the ring where I have to pass the sickness off to somebody else for me, me to live. Let me set this up a little better because I talked about it earlier, but it's funny for the listeners to hear. So me and Steph came over here for New Year's Eve, and we we're like, "We'll watch a movie and we'll drink whatever." So we when we came in. Victoria greeted us and I was like, where the fuck is John at? And I heard Victoria go, John, they're here. And he was upstairs and I was like, that motherfucker's playing a video game. But he didn't like even was in no rush to come up. So then we go upstairs and he and I was like, what are you playing? And he's like, Vampire Survivors. And, then he, <laughs> and Steph came in. He's like, yeah, oh man, it's so good, dude. It's so good. And Steph comes in and Steph's like, um, you don't look like you're doing anything. You're just like going to the left. <laughs> like he's st- constantly to the left. And he's like, be quiet. I'm trying to kill death. <laughs> Uh, it was funny. It's it's a roguelike with Castlevania. And then he elements. proceeded to play it for like another twenty minutes. I, you guys, just 20, 20 minutes. I gotta make it the thirty minute it is mark. So easy to get <laughs> sucked in and sucked off by this game. Yes, it's horrible. I, mean, I won't. I won't ever play for it. our generation. And for that it, reason, it is cool because the dude who made it was like one guy, and he was like just doing it for fun. Was he I like guess. a one guy? And now he's like fucking probably a millionaire, bro. One guy. He was only yeah. selling the game for like three to five dollars. I think Good like that. So I don't really think he's gonna. But be that's right. But extrapolate that. Take that shit. Extrapolate that shit. <laughs> I mean, I got Look it for free on Game Pass. Dick. I fucking love it. It's, uh, it's on iOS. It's on iOS for free, so I mean, just like, you know, just do it. iOS. And uh, it. I just got to say, we're recording this on January 14th, and um, tomorrow, The Last of Us series comes Oh my God, out. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Pedro Pascal. I didn't know fucking, what is his name? Ted Ferguson's in it. What the fuck's that Who's guy's Ted name? Ted Ferguson? He's got the mustache from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> the guy looks like an owl from oh, Parks and Rec. Oh, oh, you're talking about um, um, uh, Keith Offer- Offerman? Offerman. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman's in it? Yeah, Nick Offerman. Oh, his shit. name is Ted Ferguson, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ted Ferguson is in the movie. It's in he's, the show. No, he looks like... I think, he said that with such confidence. It, it looks like he's... Um, sometimes the names just come to me. And I, I don't choose to say them, but it's there. So I say it out loud. He looks like he's playing the crazy guy that you run into like in the first Last of Us that has like his house and all the supplies and shit. I I'm excited. It I'm looks co- good. I, it does, and everybody's like saying like this is Netflix's next big show. HBO Max. Or, HBO. Or, yeah, that's what I meant. HBO. What did I say? Netflix. Netflix. Oh. oh yeah. I thought I said like you TV. said, <laughs> names just come to you and they you just spit them out. Spit it out. Just uh, true. <laughs> from what I understand from the early reviews, which I haven't tried to spoil myself on, they basically said that like it hits all the major story beats of the game. Good. Good. Yep. Good. I can't stop the woo choo choo. So basically, yeah. the darkness is going to consume me the second I watch the first episode, knowing what happens. And I was sold when I saw the uh, the the monsters. I was like, oh shit. That, that Ted looks- Ferguson yeah, the, is um, excited to be on the Crackle <laughs> series, Resident Evil Four. I'm pretty sure it's still the guy that's doing the Chernobyl stuff. And oh, everything else, the yeah, Barry, the Barry, so the Barry Gower. Yeah, follow him on Instagram. He, uh, they post a lot of practical effects stuff that they're doing for this, which is I have high hopes. Yeah, it looks. Mm-hmm. Really that's what I do. Looks- I mean, listen, if anybody's gonna do it, Justin, it's gonna be Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be Hulu. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just watch it on your uh, Amazon Prime account. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Benny, I know Benny, you got something to bring to the table. Do, oh, what are you, what are you drinking things. first? I'm share, having a little share bit this bullshit I'm, you're drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we, we all. Oh, you already drank yours? No, sorry, I put it in the shot. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I because he's a man. He's a I'm civilized actually, man. I'm gonna pour him a man yes. too. Watch me. In one of my, one of my windows that Jesse experienced throughout his time on the podcast, because I'm, uh, as you guys know, I'm younger than you and more virile. So I'm reaching. <laughs> I mean, you're like five. How old are you? Thirty-seven. Did you just say you're sterile? I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's if, what happens when you're 35. If we you check each sterile. other's blood pressures right now. Mine would be best. Okay. <laughs> Wait, uh, I think mine is the best. Mine would be more best. Okay, I think yeah. mine is the best. Great. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to like 
save my consumption of horrible poisons in my body for special occasions. So today, I was like, since when? <laughs> I'm just having, I'm actually like trying to shift to are, consuming. Are you, oh, I'm happy for you. Are you saying this special? For the record, I don't, I don't like this new moderation, Benny. Well, come like VHS Fest and stuff, the MD is coming back. Yeah, figured. But uh, <laughs> we're going to all have a shot of uh, some Fireball. I'm not. I'm doing this and other thing. Steph pumpkin. is having the Rattlesnake Rosie's Cheers. Pumpkin Pie. I don't Cheers. like cinnamon. John's not part of it because he doesn't love us. Cheers, oh, everybody. Salud. 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 Cheers. Salud. 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 Mm. That's good stuff. All right. <sighs> um, but I want to share a couple of things. Yeah, please. Yes, please. Because this is related to her work, uh, we have a wonderful a listener who came to our Friendsgiving, and we'll call her, I don't know, Jay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh, Invincible Cat, yeah. <laughs> what? And um, so she, uh, as we know, she has an obsession with Dracula. She wants to be... She wants to fuck Dracula. She wants to fuck Dracula. Dra- Dra- Dracula's any Dra- hot. Any Dracula. Dracula's hot. And she told us that when she was very young and she would go to lunch... In her lunchbox, no. she would pretend that she had a little Dracula in her oh lunchbox as a little bat, and she would keep him there, all right, and have conversations with him. That's so how, sweet so, and sad. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about Kay and how cute that is, and then- They don't let bats into public school because of rabies. <laughs> Kyle and Jesse and I were talking about the progression of the internet and how it broke and our I just, brains. And I imagine that it's just like a dead rat she has in there with like paper tape to it. <laughs> It stinks so bad. All the rest of the kids are like, oh my god, what does she have in that lunchbox? Is that bitch eating liverwurst oh, again? Oh, oh, the statue vampire, why don't you sing to me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, but... When did the rap become Jonathan Davis? <laughs> the comparison uh, to what now Kay has to deal with is she has a student, I mean Jay, Jay has a student, and this student basically is obsessed, Jesse, this will really connect with you, with Godzilla, but only nice. with the Americanized Zilla version of Godzilla. No. The Fenzilla. This kid li- needs to die. <laughs> Listen. I will send you the poison. We can do it discreet. Listen, it's uh, it's a step. The you know? then, wait, wait, the, the Puffy Combs version? Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, Matthew, yeah. Matthew Broderick. The extent of That's her love of, of Zilla. Come with me. Is, <laughs> is that she like wants to marry him. Oh. Okay. And every time that they have like a kind of study hall, Oh, it's a girl. Uh, yep. That wants to marry Godzilla. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm. Get that lizard dick. Uh, mm. This this girl will ask our friend to print out a picture of Godzilla. And if she gives her any Godzilla <laughs> other than the Zilla, she'll be like, no, not that Godzilla. You know which one. Only Zilla. <laughs> Man, I hate this kid so much. Wow. Can, I just talk, can I just talk about if that was my kid? I would just be thinking of all the ways I failed this child. No, but think about it this way. The majority of young children don't know Godzilla at all. So the fact that this kid has any interest in a Godzilla? No, this is a yeah. slippery That's slope. That's the Puff Daddy, Daddy Godzilla, Godzilla though. <laughs> that is the Puffy no. Godzilla. This is a I'm slippery slope. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> the fucking, like, a, a, a full model this of is, Zilla. It is. Yeah. That's like a child discovering that, that Ghostbusters exist, but she only likes the 2016 Ghostbusters. That's like, oh. And refuses to watch any of the other exactly. ones. Exactly. It's like exactly. It's like a kid watching have never seen any of the Halloween's movies, and then he watches Halloween's ends, and he's like, "This is the best movie <laughs> by far, bar none. We're gonna go to the top with this one." They really did a revenge noir uh, Halloween ends, and I really like this this Giallo uh, killer with a with a motorcycle helmet on. I love the Gio and <laughs> when they stab ins and stuff, but also noir synthwave. But- Halloween kill supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween ends. Sorry. Um, the other thing is that our friend. Uh, 
who's not related to Jay. Her name is Kay. She really likes new metal. So we were talking, I was thinking about well, oh, how old she? is Yeah. How old is Jonathan oh. Davies? Well, she loved Queen of the Damned. Jonathan well, Davies does the yeah, whole yeah. soundtrack. How old is he now? Like in his 40s, right? Oh, Jonathan Davis has got to be like 50 years old. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about inevitably when they do like the end of life corn revival. And I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if he had like, you know, his mic stand is like that Giger yes, mic stand. Yes. What if he had a ride along like <laughs> wheelchair that had the mic in front of it? And he's like, recky tacky tack, recky tooky tooky. Listen, Jonathan Davis is 51. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to get, I'm going to be sound like a contrarian, but the new corn album was fucking awesome. Awesome. It's good. It's good. What? I'm a freakity on a leashity. When did Corn release a new album? Uh, like last year, two years ago. Yeah. And it was fucking like the production on it is fucking sick, bro. Those tones sound like fucking Meshuga. They be going like. All right, I got two more. Why is Kion making an Umbuga's face? Because he's reliving high school right now. Is what's happening. Last episode of Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesse said, "What is the best Australian food?" Or like, yeah, what is yeah. There? Oh, I did. Okay. What did they bring to the and culinary I, experience? And I'm going to tell you what it is: shrimp on it the bobby. It is available at Target, and it is the number one biscuit of Australia. Tim Tams. Tim Tams. I know about rule. Tim Tams. Yes, what? my a good friend of mine. I met when I was in the military. He was in the Australian Navy, and we met in Korea. And he talked about Tim Tams all the fucking time. Did you get to try them? I did get to are try. Are they like they're cookies, right? Because biscuits they're are cookies. Like, well, there a biscuit, yeah, but it's like covered cookie. in chocolate and oh. it's caramel inside. Oh, yeah, man, I'm it into hits. it. It hits. Okay, it hits. well, since yes. you know about a little bit about Australia. Vegemite or Marmite? What's Australian? It's Vegemite. Vegemite. Is it Vegemite? Okay. Yeah. Okay, because but I couldn't... Don't they eat both, though? I, I, thought, I, I think Marmite's a British thing. Yeah. And yeah, I always yeah. confuse the two. And but, I, they're but, the, they're, but they're but the they're same both people. Are like, they're like fermented yeast, It's the same right? shit. But, but the, British people and Australian people are basically the same Don't you know people. the 80s song? Took Brit- a bite of my Vegemite sandwich? Oh. Took a bite of my Vegemite sandwich. British- I come from the London. Well, British people eat weird shit like spotted dick. I don't yeah. know what that is, but you they eat it. Oh, but spotted dick, And they co-opt a lot of other... Cuisine. Yeah. So like yeah. they're, they're all about a little bit. Yeah. Well, little because bit. curry is like the number one dish curry in, in is England. The number one. Yeah, thing yeah. You in mean when you have yeah. a bunch of colonies spread out all over the world, you kind of bring <laughs> shit back a little bit, a little bit, and you put it in your museums, and you're like, nah, find the keepsies. Yeah. No Greece. This isn't your marble statue, Greece. This is oh, our marble guess statue. What? That's also an American I, uh, thing. Well, I mean, like Eddie Izzard kind of said it best when he was like, oh, uh, do you have a flag? No. Oh, well, then it's mine then. <laughs> Because we have a flag. Yeah, but, oh, but, Eddie Izzard. But the, the pilgrims brought the Indians like cornucopias full of apples and stuff. So, I mean, I think it was a fair trade for that all And that. a bubonic oh. plague. And a bubonic yeah. plague. Yeah, I mean, and the smallpox. And, yeah. you know, the boo-boops. All that shit. The oh, no, I'm sorry. You pustulating. <laughs> Are we about to be postulating right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is you about to be postulating? And I think, uh, oh, I have one more. One so, more, one uh, more. right before we were supposed to record Return to Oz and then everything happened, um, I had a dream with Glenn Danzig in it, and I don't have a lot of very elaborate dreams that I remember. Okay, well, let's hear come, the details. Come look at my book collection. <laughs> ben, I got a Benny, bunch of books. All, I'm, all I'm documented. S- I'm so smart. I have books. This Benny, Benny, won't you come and sit on my lap? Yes, I will. <laughs> this is a book about demonology. It's called Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, does my crotch twitch the way it does, Benny? Uh, so... <laughs> Here's what I remember about the dream is that I guess Danzig had bought, you know, like when you have a dream, all the logic behind the actions of other people make sense. Danzig had, I guess, bought a supermarket and the supermarket was only full of monster cereals. Like, God, I wish this was real. Hundreds of varieties of monster cereals. So many monster cereals. Yeah. Try them all. 
And in the dream, he was, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, Glenn, when is uh, Death Rider coming out? Like his vampire cowboy movie. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. And I, was like, Are you fucking and I remember waking up and being, like, and being like, even in a dream, I can't get a straight answer. This is fucking point it, damn it. Um, but I also remember at one point he was like mumbling. He's like, hey, you vampires, you know. And then he was getting pegged later on in the dream. Oh, Dude, nice. I, that wow. makes sense. Wow. I would love to watch a TV show where it's about a supermarket that only stocks monster cereals and Glenn Danzig is the manager. He's like, <laughs> And he's, he's in the back doing Excel spreadsheets. And he's like, I fucking hate this stuff, man. I'm going to spreadsheet time. What are you, are you, you're telling me we're not selling any of the Morlock cereal? What the fuck is with that? Ben, come in here. I got the Excel spreadsheet all fucked up. One plus one is an equal in two. What did I do here? My equations. Check it out. Check it out. I made one plus one equals 69. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm fudging the numbers. Fudge poopy. Huh. That's what I got. I'm just happy to be back here with oh you wonderful God, people. Me too. Kion, what you drinking? I'm drinking some Hohengarten and a little bit of um, spicy, spicy liquor. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> some, some spicy fireball. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so cinnamony. I just can't do it. Well, this is like Golden Schlager sends yeah. Golden gold. Schlager. Gold Schlager like is the fucking the worst. Gold. Well, it tastes like a, a Omega Fireball. Is that what they were called? The candy? A golden schlager sounds like when you lick someone from their asshole to their dick tip when their Wait, penis you, still has urine on it. Do you remember the other the other cinnamon one? It was like uh, blue and red. Um, yes. What the fuck was that shit called? It was the blue and red Rumple bottle. Mints? No. No, 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 no. No. I don't remember It was that. its own fucking thing and it came in a bottle and it had blue ones and it had I know what you're ones. talking about, dude. It was like, it looked like it was frozen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just remember gold schlager because all the kids were like, yo, there's real gold it's flakes gold in flakes that. In it. Oh my God. <laughs> This shit is cinnamon this gold flakes, son. Uh, my business model is going to be buy good gulches, pour them in a sieve, take the gold. We're going to be rich. I'm telling take you. Take it to the pawn shop, son. Take it to the pawn shop. gold. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking some um, Belgian wheat. Burr. Beer. Burr. That's my comfort beer. Man. It's a good beer. It's a good burr. It's a good like- basic burr. The hoe card was my shit. And Kyan, then like a dirty hoe was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and what next to the bear? Yeah, next to the bear. Oh, next well, to the bear. For later, isn't I have it? um some stuff for later. It's um dosi do the rounds, and it's dosis those <laughs> the rounds. And, and it's, I, put it, I put in a rounds. I jar. know. I saw that. I was supposed to return that shit to them. <laughs> I just, first, I thought it was like just a fucking eggs. Bugs life in there because it has the just eggs font. Have, you know what the just eggs is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah, fake yeah. Eggs. I thought it was like oh shit for people just, too lazy to make to eggs. make eggs. Yeah, that's so me. yeah, that's gonna be some fun time later because um courtesy of courtesy of Jesse's mom, Jessup's mama. Jesse's mom. Thank you, Jessup's mama. Jill Lewick down there harvesting <laughs> the weed crop. Because I love the, the, the reefer. You know, the reefer. We all do. It soothes my soul. She'll turn your weed into tincture. Steph doesn't want any reefer unless she knows she's getting laid. And otherwise, she's like, I'm not smoking. I'm like, but what about that dick? She's like, give me the weed. <laughs> I mean, high sex is the best sex. Uh. Isn't it though? It yeah. is. Isn't it though? It is. It's the best. <laughs> it's like an exploration. You feel like an explorer. Ponce de Leon discovering the areolas. <laughs> Ponce de Leon. <laughs> discovering the areolas. It's like watching Reading Rainbow for the first oh time. I, yo, when you get high and you're horny, you're like, I've never been hornier in my life. Until no. the next time you get high and horny. You're like, damn. Sometimes I'll smoke weed. It's and never ending. And Steph's giving me like a beach and I'll be like, oh my God, I got like five million more nerve endings than you. <laughs> <laughs> I see it's everything. True. I know everything. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. It's true, but then sometimes you get too high and you're like, why do I hear voices all around me? <laughs> but when you come and you're high, it's like becoming a Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Best. Thanks, guys. Really like, oh, rub it in. Oh, oh my God. To live forever. 
and the rock music starts to play does in a, the background. Does a uh, draculated Clancy Brown come for you, though, afterwards? <laughs> no, when, when I fucking come, my dick turns into a flashlight, and I just shoot, like, du- double D batteries right out of my people. <laughs> Oh, so it's like the lighthouse where you're like staring into the eyes of Poseidon. Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I'm Robert Pattinson and I'm watching the cum drip down from No, no, no Steph, you, you're not definitely not Robert Pattinson. You are William Defoe and you're like, you didn't like my crab bisque. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> no, did you? Did you have the crab bisque? Up next, trailer trash. Let's go right into it. Oh, not trailer trash, just... Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, not trailer trash, trash, is wait, it? Wait, not trailer trash. Did you? So I love how disappointed Stuff's face was. She's like, oh, no, oh, not no. trailer trash, is it? <laughs> is it? That's my life with Stuff. I'm just, like, drinking way too much tonight. It's great, though. You're the best version of yourself. <laughs> you be that bitch. in the world's most forbidding jungle. It came for the thrill of the hunt. Now, it's coming to a different kind of jungle. This time, it's open season on all of us. Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso, Bill Paxton. Predator 2, hunting season opens again this Christmas. Please to bring you our feature presentation. The lady was just under the dude, just like, nah, 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 I love it. Ooh, give me my sheet. And I just remember her eyes just being so wide. And she's just like, and it just disturbs her. Talking about this, dude. I went to like a risky video back in the day. And me and my buddy went in there. We were all excited because we were old enough to go into a porn shop because we were over 18. We went in there and I'm like, I'm going to buy this porn. My buddy was all excited. He's like, I'm going to buy this porn. Look at it. It looks fucking crazy. And it was girls, but like they had CGI fire coming out of their buttholes. <laughs> it, it was called, it was called, um, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is it called? German ass blasters. And they had like fucking fire coming out of their butts. And we took it home, and all it was was like chicks getting fucked in the butt and then pooping on the guys. In the beginning, we're like, these bitches are so hot. And then they were shitting. I'm like, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like uh, I felt like I was oh on fire. Uh, yeah, what is it? Two days Two ago girl, on one the cup? book cult. Uh, no, man versus jar. 
You remember Man oh my god, Jar? that disturbed yeah. the fuck out of me. The, I remember the part that. that. Really sticks with me about Man vs. Jar. And if you haven't watched the kids, you well, do I know. I, I, you don't even. I already know what you're going to say. Scream, but it's, it's, it's the no. scream. Ooh. It's the fact that the whole time he keeps his mouth completely shut until the last split. Like literally the second he's. Oh my there's god. Blood, there's blood and pouring, his butt's out, of his pouring out of his butt. Yeah. And chunks of glass, and he just goes. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. <laughs> Dude, because the fucking jar, he puts a jar in his ass, and it's a mason jar. No, but the part that that is just like when you brought that, it just Mm. went right back to my brain. Is when it breaks, and Uh in my head, in my mind's eye, I just envision the jar just shattering into a billion pieces. It is, and then him just like. Shards of glass on his ass. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, and then it's when you, so it's just a sensitive then, area. Oh you, know? you remember that thing when you were a kid and you it was like a, a Play-Doh thing and it, you made the guy's hair when you pushed yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. that's what his asshole was like when he took a shit. <laughs> oh the next my day. god, bro! He took a shit and he bro. was making like. Did that, he live? Well, like the hair. I uh, uh, probably had to go have sure he had to go have man, sutures man versus in his jar fucking rectum. Is the elder millennial stand by me? If if the each one was still around, they'd have a pop up video of like where is one like the jar man now but no but if you if we if let's not forget though rotten.com paved the way of for course. man versus jar right oh, no. so e-bombs world rotten.com was even before it was yeah, i think that predated e-bombs yeah. too right e-bombs yeah. was pretty old e-bombs, e-bombs was old but no because um didn't they have com was more it started as just pictures and then yeah, like pictures yeah. of like dead yeah, people of dead people and like bestiality yeah. and shit i'd always be shit. on there and i'd be like man look at all the dead jews Dude, crazy and and high school we had the high tech we had the little high tech program in in washington and i remember we would go on the computers and the apple computers with the Yes. Fucking yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that shit and we were going rotten.com in class and the teacher had no fucking clue because oh, the internet was fucking new so now, now know, you have fuck. a subreddit for every type of thing dude that it, you want to uh, get internet's so dirty take it over stuff okay our feature presentation is predator 2 from 1990 a john old sutherland pick and you're welcome bo 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 uh, rated R budget. Oh, 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 regardless. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you for that. I don't know why John just like <laughs> the tone he made when he said yes. that. It just reminded me of a uh, budget of 20 to 30 million and it grossed 57.1 million dollars. Nice. Too, too little. Nice. I know, right? It's All right, taglines uh, pull over, park, and pray. Eat, pray, love, predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to in Philadelphia to pray the parking authority isn't coming <laughs> to put a boot on your car. <laughs> put a boot on your car. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you can park in a median all down uh, South Philly because you pray. Know, yeah, don't come to Maniunk though, because I take your fucking ass for just sticking out behind the sign for like two well, inches. Also in Philadelphia, you have to just as they should, because Maniunk is a horrible fucking desolate place it, to park. It is. Desolate. I know. We live there. It's fucking horrible. That's <laughs> the worst. That's what I call home. <laughs> like I, yeah i chose this every, every day i come back from work it's like trying to find a parking spot like in a desert that's just full of cars and you're just like one of these days over the horizon one of these days <laughs> we'll find a spot guys that's why i take public transportation i don't ever move my car i come home at night and literally it's me trying to avoid drunk people that go to st joe's yep. and like trying to find a parking spot and it's just like people it's like i'm almost like paper boy yeah, but, yeah. But I'm just trying to find now, a imagine spot. if you will if that was a predator movie yeah, it could be. I wish I was the predator. It is like the predator. You're literally running around trying to find a fucking parking yes. spot. The first after we moved in, the very first night that I because I, I work second shift, so I'd come home at like two thirty in the morning. 
I drove around for 20 minutes and I was on the verge of tears I because I couldn't find a parking I remember, spot. I remember her texting mm. me like, what have we done? <laughs> what like, do we do to ourselves? And I'm like, what have I become? I was like, don't get upset. I was like, you know what? I remember actually telling her, you know what you can do? Pull up your car on Google Maps and take a screenshot of it. So tomorrow when you have to leave, you remember where you're at. I was so far and, and away. And hashtag with my life now. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was like, my car is tiny. I will fit in any fucking spot. I don't care if nobody can get out in the morning. It's fitting in there. In the morning. Yep. Um, okay. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh my. But you have to say that like through like Egyptian sarcophagus teeth. Uh, like the BC what is does. That? Oh yeah. <laughs> Lions, tigers, bears. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes perfect. I'm like, how is he speaking when his teeth are touching? I don't understand how that's even possible. <laughs> He's in town with a few days to kill. Mm-hmm. Man, these are terrible. He's going to KNA <laughs> to get some fucking Dippadelf. I saw some news article today about, about how the predator. No, about how now <laughs> people are putting xylazine, which is a veterinary sedative, yeah, yes. in with fucking heroin cool. and fentanyl, and and the people are fucking having their limbs amputated. Ne- neato, but why? And they- they're fucking dying because it's not reversible. But what? So what is the purpose of putting that in there? I don't know. They're cutting it to with get it super because duper it's fucking high. yeah, and it's like cheap. I don't know. Who knows? But isn't comet cheap that you clean? Well, your no. What happens with? is when you take it, you eventually start to morph into a predator. Oh, yeah, no, it's like, like animals. Yeah, yeah. You like start like animorphs. animorphs. You start animorphing into the predator. That's what it is. <laughs> Silent, invisible, invincible. My farts. He's in town with a few days to kill. I wish there was a. I wish there was a version of the Predator where he went to Philadelphia and he tried to kill somebody, but then he became addicted to heroin. And then it's him like invisible, like dipping out like in the streets. And then, and then he's like in the alleyway, he's like, "I'll suck your dick." Like, no, no, he would be like. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, he wants to suck it." That means he wants he, to suck your he dick. Said, uh, if he said he's gonna, he suck has it. like a hobo translator. <laughs> he says that man. He said he'll suck your dick. No, three clicks means <laughs> post anal coitus. Four clicks means he'll take the balls into. Oh, this boy needs it. Today. He said you can DP him and he can fuck. Oh. and you can end it as much. Six clicks. He's gonna man versus Joffrey. Listen, you see these scars on my body? I didn't get them because of being homeless. I got him trying to decipher what these clicks <laughs> no i imagine he would go to like northeast philly and he would the, the ship would come down he'd jump the fuck out and the first heroin addict he'd run up to it and guy be like please flay me please take my skin it's so itchy and the, and the like, what the fuck he's like i can't stop the itching you're walking down an alleyway you just see a barbed dick stick out water <laughs> I want to see the movie where Predator tries to jump out of his ship and at the same time an addict's holding his needle up to shoot up and Predator's foot goes right to the needle and the heroin injects into his foot and then the next scene is just him deep throating in an alley. Oh my god. That scene that scene in the bathroom where he's repairing his arm takes on a whole different <laughs> oh, Y'all got me sweating, man. Y'all got me sweating. Mark, Mark, get out of here. There's a predator in our bathroom. He's shooting again. <laughs> shooting up and sucking dick. <laughs> Yo, man, space heroin is crazy. <laughs> He's in town with a few heroines to do. Hunting season opens again. Okay, sure. The ultimate hunter. Mm-hmm. 
This time, he's coming to a different kind of jungle. The hood. The hood. Los Angeles. Compton. It's like when fucking Leprechaun goes to the hood. (laughs) That's what's so funny about this movie. They're like, wait, we're going to make Predator, but we're going to bring him to the hood. Yeah. And we're going to have Danny Glover fight him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what if these racially stereotyped (laughs) gangs fought an alien? It's not racist, right? At all. Right? It's the the 90s. The aborted script for House Party, Kid and Play, Fight the Predator. (laughs) This movie is like basically Ouch. like a lethal weapon mixed with RoboCop. With it like is. A yeah. Element yeah. To it. Mm-hmm. I just kept okay. I was gonna wait till later, but I just kept waiting for Danny Glover to say, "I feel like I'm getting I'm too, too old over for this shit. shit." No, he's actually in the prime of his life right now. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, that boy's so fucking Yo. hard in this movie. Every time he's running, his ass looks like tungsten. <laughs> it's like it, it's fucking hard as you no, like He's got a shit house. He's got a dump. He's got a dumpy. The most important <laughs> question is why is he wearing like wool fucking pants? Everybody. In- Los Angeles. Wait, that's that was the 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 dress code for that time. During a heat yeah, everybody like is like degrees. everybody is wearing like. 600 thread count polyester. <laughs> like they just got to Cuba. So it's like they just got to Cuba and they're like, we're gonna do a dancing competition in Havana. There, where's my zoot suit? I want there to be like, I want there to be a continuing joke in this movie that every time Danny Glover goes to the bathroom to take a shit, he destroys the toilet because his ass is so hard like tungsten steel. So he's always like, that porcelain needs to be replaced. Porcelain needs to be replaced. I, I just imagine the predator fighting him and he's like, you're a hard as fuck, Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finally. This time, Los Angeles, 1997. 97 was a good year. The near future. I feel like if you are aware of the 90s, like you lived through it in any capacity, you are almost like, it is almost required that you love this movie. Because this this fucking movie is dripping 90s action movie. And to... And to also 80s action, it mm-hmm. just bleeds into yeah. one. Yeah. But it, there's like, this is like, I mean, because it was filmed in the 80s anyway, but like, it does feel like an 80s, 90s movie. Just fucking. Oh, yeah. Big oh, blazers, yeah. big hair, big guns, big explosions. You got your ragtag team. It's like mm-hmm. almost like uh-huh. aliens. This movie's basically aliens. It is. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for back of the video game. Because guess what? Just like other times when Jonald has the other game, times. we're gonna we're gonna talk about <laughs> Predator Two for Sega Genesis. And this right? one's MIB, you guys. Yeah, this one's MIB. MIB. It's MIB. factory sealed. Look at the look at the look at the yeah, look, look, look at him, the look at him fucking. He's like look at him caressing, caressing it. it. Right? He's I'm all about to stick my finger right through that plastic. It. Rip it open. <laughs> Rip it open. <laughs> if, if, if was I don't like drunky stuff. <laughs> if uh, Cronenberg was gonna make a movie about John, it would just be him fingering his fucking his boxes. Uh, Genesis cases. <laughs> like, oh, that's Crimes of the Future. Have you watched it yet? No, no. Oh, you need to watch it. Oh, Crimes of the Future are the best. Um, yeah, just imagine. <laughs> that was just sincere. Imagine if you will. Yeah. Imagine if you will. It's a Friday night. You know, school's over, and you got one game to rent for the weekend, and you're in the fucking Crash Bandicoot. You're, you're in. The, you're in. You're in the Blockbuster store. Steph's like Parappa the Rapper. I never played that. Kick, punch. It's all in the mind. Just you want to test me? I'm trying to find. Don't jam an Earl. Why is that guy's head shaped like an onion? <laughs> We'll Sorry. Know. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Um, you only got one game to rent. You know, for me, it was going off to the local Save Time Deli, and inside the deli section, guess what? They have video games hanging up in the boxes, and you were like looking at the boxes, and like oftentimes as a kid, 
What did you do? You had to look at the fucking box and figure out if you were going to rent this game well, for John, a weekend. Some of us lived in civilization and we went to Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what I was going to say. John went to a deli to get video games. What fucking world is this? John's like, I went in the deli. You put your look, hand in the pickle jar. Look, I didn't, we, we weren't about to. We weren't about the. Uh, Whatever you got out of the pickle jar is what you rented. Um, we weren't about the uh, the corporate franchises of uh, oh, renting. Oh, I, I worked oh, there, okay? Oh, oh. Don't do it. John's like, oh. I remember when the Walmart sometimes all you need. Town. Sometimes all you needed was a firm handshake and a wink that you were going to bring this game back at the end of the weekend. So, uh, not a commissary note from the big go- big government IP. What are you talking about, corporation? This blockbuster fucking tagged my ass when I came in there. They go on a red from here. I was like, yeah, they pulled like blazing the barcode on my forehead. They're like, you good? Yeah, they they, they delocated I'm just, you. I'm just imagining a fucking like American Gothic farmer. Well, mother, he didn't bring back Predator Two. He puts the shotgun into his mouth. <laughs> No, it's he repo, didn't rewind. Man. He didn't rewind it. It's time to end it. He brought it back, but he didn't rewind it. It's re- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, re- it's repo, man. Like Harry Dean Stance and uh, Emilio Estevez are out there, and Harry Dean Stance like these fucking scum can't bring back to video games <laughs> after the fucking weekend. I gotta I, get my I second get Genesis out of- games out of this bad <laughs> area. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Predator 2. Why don't you just bump genitals, <laughs> you fucking sickos? <laughs> Some of this may sound familiar from what we just covered. The Predator is in town with a few days to kill. It comes from a distant world, invisible. It's armed with powerful weapons unlike anything we know. It mercilessly stalks humans for sport. As Lieutenant Harrigan, it's up to you to rescue innocent people from the clutches of the evil drug gangs. Before they become trophies of the Predator, search the streets, rooftops, and subways until you confront it. The Predator is on the hunt. Find him before he finds you. Mm. Cha-cha-cha. And it was the best. This is a good game. This is a good game to play. It actually is one of these games where, like... uh, as we talked about it in the, uh, that's the ar- one that's arcade like, segment. That's the one that's like the vision where it's polyamorous, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the polyamorous. Yeah, yeah it's the uh, everybody fucks each other perspective, yes. It's a polyamorous perspective. <laughs> um, yeah, this is one of those games where like, as a kid you can kind of play through it. It wasn't so punishingly hard that you feel like you weren't accomplished anything it with your life. Lion King? Well, let's be I'm real. I'm sad that I missed that game when I'm, I'm a youth. The, all the uh, all the 90s like as a kid right all the games that you played in the 90s everything was oh, sorry it wasn't in the mic <laughs> everything was fun right it yeah. didn't matter how janky it was it was just fun to play so to be able to play the predator or you know as your favorite you know, I think one of my characters. Um, you got to play as a black man, as which a, I felt was very progressive yes, for the time. Because especially even though, for the time. But he was a, a black policeman, and he killed a lot of minorities to get to <laughs> that predator. Hey, it's Danny Glover. Yeah, it's Danny Glover. I um, I think the only reason I didn't play this game is because I was more caught up by RoboCop vs Terminator. Honestly, Ooh, that oh, game was that a game too? Rolled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never played was any of these. The tits, bro. It was uh, you could say next to Aliens vs Predator, RoboCop vs Terminator is a franchise migration that you uh, kind of wanted. And then also too, if you remember the '90s, they were always trying to merge IPs. So like that that Alien vs Predator. I remember the comic books. Oh yeah, the, the DC comic games. books were the best, and they were all in black and white, and they were very like just ooh, this gritty. looks really there's gritty some, and really yeah, There's really cool stories to be mined with the comic books. Oh hell That's yeah, why this is cool that it's actually based on the comic book. Yeah, yeah. The comic book. I also read the novelization back in the day. You know that book? The back youth? in the day. Back in the day. All right. What about the youth? As a youth, now it's time for back of the VHS. 
This electrifying action sequel unleashes the deadly invisible predator to another jungle, the urban jungle of Los Angeles. Danny Glover stars as a lieutenant who mistakenly concludes that the mangled bodies found by the police are the work of feuding gangs. Instead, he finds himself confronting a savage alien who has come from a distant world to hunt people for sport. Gary Busey and Ruben Blades, who's in the movie for five seconds, co-star in this suspense-packed high-tech thriller. 20th Century Fox Home Video 1996 release. You know, Man, fun fact, Ruben Blades, a.k.a. Ruben Blades, is a uh, musician. singer, musician. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. And so is Maria Conchita. Ma- Ma- yeah. Maria Conchita, Conchita Al- Alonso. Alonso. She's fucking sexy. Ruben Blades has the hits too, man. Does he? Sing a couple. Sing a couple. Oh, I don't know though. No, sorry. I didn't know he was a musician. Yeah. He does that backwards hat thing and he puts a little light on her and he's like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm Ruben Blades. You're like, yeah, I believe that you're an NYPD blue. I'm Ruben Blades. <laughs> he's not Jimmy Smith. Mm. Oh, he's not? <laughs> no. It's not Jimmy Smith. <laughs> I like it when that Pollock showed his ass on the TV that That's one not time. Jimmy Smith? That's not Jimmy Smith, bro. No. You mean uh, Lord Alderaan from the Star Wars? Oh, my God. Everyone's canceled. <laughs> you mean, you including mean, Lord Alderaan. You mean, you mean Bal Organa from the Star Wars? Fuck me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jimmy Smith of the Star Wars? <laughs> Jimmy Smith of the Leo Organa? Is it that? Jimmy Smith is Morgan Friedman. <laughs> Morgana Friedman. <laughs> I kept chasing after that princess. I could just <laughs> imagine the pitch, the pitch meeting for Predator. Two. I was in the Jewish <laughs> based deli, off of and that. I was eating a sandwich that wouldn't quit. <laughs> behind the VHS or uh, on the back of the VHS, the pitch meeting for Predator Two is like, hey, um, you know, when we make this sequel, let's make it urban. Yeah. I think the urban thing is going to really bring something different to Predator. We got to reach the youth. We got to reach the youth. <laughs> I mean, like every the franchise youths. does it eventually, right? Like Children of the Corn had Urban Harvest. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you have, uh, they're like, well, we want it Jason to be. Jason takes Manhattan. We want it to be tasteful. And then a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles car with like a leopard top shows up. And a guy goes, boom, in the booyaka. You want to try some of this ganja, man? <laughs> and they get the most stereotypical gangsters to fight. Yeah, the but that's like, why it's a 10. Uh, <laughs> it really is. The nineties. Everything the 90s. has to be look like. What world ex- exhausts when like military grade hardware finds its way onto the streets, the of, streets of, of, of and, and, Los Angeles, yeah. right? And they're just hurling grenade launchers and shit. And cops are like, "We're gonna drive these Chrysler minivans up to this <laughs> situation." Yeah, and fucking uh, Danny Clever's running around with his wool Boy, pants and, 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 and his tight wave. ass and his wool pants. He's like, "Let me pull my revolver yeah, and, out and of it, my." Yo, he had a massive. <laughs> he had to have like they had to have like he had to have huggies on because there's no way his taint sweat wasn't penetrating <laughs> when he was running around he was sweating so bad it probably thought he was running around with like a dead tauntaun on his back because all his wool was so wet with sweat wait and you know what's funny Danny Glover has a very specific run so like when he runs it's a Danny Glover run it is you yeah. mean a man it's, stricken with arthritis yes it's he, like the when, old man when run. Danny Glover runs he looks like Jason when he's doing his like kill stride but spud up but yeah 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 <laughs> or, yeah. or, sp- or sped, Dude, up. He's sped up. up he's got a fucking rumper though he does 
was, man. So I'm torn Dude, when he, in the very beginning son. of the very beginning of this movie when he gets out of the car and he's running back with like you know the stereotypical cop where he's got the gun pointed in the air and his elbows are out. His fucking ass covers half the side of that well, quarter wait, panel wait, of that y'all car. Y'all are forgetting. You are y- y'all are forgetting. Like, I don't know when the car be- the car ended and that a- that, that boy's fucking ass fender began. Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon. There was a scene where he was like shirtless. He was actually jacked. No, he was fucking ripped at this time. Yeah, Danny yeah. Glover was a jacked okay, motherfucker back here, in the day. But here's the thing, right? We have to think about these movies like how old were they supposed to be in Lethal Weapon? True, right? right? Yeah, because okay, yeah. we're we're all in our late thirties, early forties, right? But they were probably the same age. Yeah. We look at them like well, they were so I, much I, older. I, right. <laughs> no, you're right, but I, yeah. I think yeah. he was in his 30s. Yeah, when he's yeah. in uh, Lethal Weapon and he's in the bathtub in the He's like, I'm scene. too old for this shit. And he's only like he's 32. <laughs> this shit. And in this, he looks like a fucking linebacker. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, he, he I, I think this was the right move to make to pivot from the first Predator. Like, yeah. yes. I really think this was the right move. Yeah. It was the right casting. And I know, like, there's all this, like, talk about, like, you know, they wanted to have uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger come back, but he was doing T2 or whatever it, it was the right move to not have him involved and to have danny glover yeah, yeah. totally different feel it feels like a fucking ro- it feels like robocop world like that's what it feels like to me i have such a love for danny glover and i think it's because of all of the lethal lethal weapon movies i he's love great. those movies yeah. so much he's great he can yeah. do no wrong he's so great and it's funny because he really like had like a rise as an actor and then he just like He's like I'm cool. Yeah. He I'm just, good. He just like he does what he, he wants to do now. Yeah, I don't want to say he went away, but he hasn't been no, like, you in can, any um, big roles really. Yeah, and like looking through his IMDb, you can kind of see that transition too. Where like uh, he did some like Wes Anderson stuff and like the the Dead Don't Real Die. Bombs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but well, like early, like he was in like he was in the Color Purple, which is like yeah. a huge movie, yeah. right? Witness. I was with, watching um, this. Yeah. At, I was I was watching this at work, and my coworker Shamara came by, and she's like, "Why is that motherfucker from Color Purple in this?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't watch this shit. Color purple. Well, because he was a white guy. Yeah, he was a, not just that. He was a pedo. Yeah. yeah. He married Don't a fourteen year old. Glover be loving yes. the kids. Yeah. Poor Oprah. And, 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 uh, and Whoopi. And Whoopi. No, it was Whoopi it's because Whoopi, yeah. he was like, she's ugly, and you can oh, marry no. her. Hey. Oh, uh, America's that uh, movie is the views of anti-Semite darling uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. oh, you kids, you look. I'm gonna wear you like a glove. <laughs> no. Okay. Directed by. Stephen Hopkins, who directed Dangerous Game, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Classic. Judgment Night. You know that movie? Judgment Night. Is that the Cuba? Judgment Night is one of my favorite 90s movies next to Surviving the Game. Surviving the Game? Uh, I'm going to have to pick that on this. I don't care if it's not a fucking horror movie. Surviving the Game is going to have to be done, Uh, bro. Yes. Yes. One of my favorites. Uh, Lost in Space from 98. And Did the dark, he really do Lost the, the Tark the really? Dark Tower TV movie from 2026. Oh, wait, 2020. I'm 2026. Sorry, 2026. 2020. 2020. Oh, wow. the, the movie has not existed yet. Wait, that's with that's with Idris Elba, right? No, that's, that's, that's no, that was no, that's horrible. the movie. Oh, that movie oh. This is this is like a bad. TV adaptation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I didn't watch that. It was I couldn't. Bad. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. And yeah. Who else? Matthew McConaughey. Is that who was that? It was. That was the TV movie. Yeah, the Idris. Movie. It was Idris and some kid. And I just remember the movie made no sense because it was like. He hated the kid, and then all of a sudden he liked the kid, and then they were like, "All right, yeah. let's save the world," and, and that was it. Mm, and then he was like, also driving this car, <laughs> and that car eventually became like a transformer, and it was Bumblebee. Oh, it was Bumblebee, Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fucking. Wait, nuts. Is, is Shia LaBeouf in this? I think yeah, so. Shia yeah, 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 and yeah. Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, music by Al Alan Silvestri. Wow. He did Chips, the TV series, Chip! Romancing the Stone, <laughs> Cat's classic, Eye, classic. Cat's Eye, Cat's Eye, Cat's Eye is a great soundtrack. 
uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. Mm. Uh, well, uh, let me just say right Sylvester is very prolific. Very prolific. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. prolific. But like as far as pr- as far as like soundtracks go, the first Predator movie, the soundtrack mat- met- meshes perfectly with it. Where in this movie, quite honestly, it's like an afterthought, and I'm not mad about it either because I don't really need it to be like in the forefront. But the the first fucking movie, that soundtrack was like crucial for all those scenes to be awesome. Yeah, I feel like in this movie they just basically took the theme and and anytime there was a serious scene or whatever and the predator showed up, they were just like, eh, we're gonna play the theme again. Yeah, eh, we're playing the yeah, theme exactly, again. Exactly. It's a good theme, but yeah. But it's like not the but the beats it, but it's really like it's also important from like a visual aspect too, because like when you're in the jungle, you know, in the first movie, you need other things to stimulate your mind because you're just looking at like yeah. tree canopy. Well, and so also, that's when a soundtrack is really important. Right, and he did the predator. He did the predator soundtrack right. too. Right. But when you're, but, but then when you're in a city, you have so much more to look at. There's so much like, like let's talk about the set pieces in there. Oh they're, my they're god, fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're almost like a Hellraiser. Like when they go into that dude's apartment, yeah, the, the Aztec columns it's and like shit. It's like straight yeah. up like Hellraiser movie, bro. Yep. All the carvings and shit. Yep. Um, okay, so I'll, I will continue because there's much more to. Uh, well, why don't you do that? Mention because you're, you're slapping um, the Delta Force flight of the navigator oh playing there <laughs> yeah, summer rental who framed I roger rabbit rental classic mac and me my stepmother is an alien the abyss death becomes her all the movies and, you and watched as many a kid, more basically dude death becomes her is a classic holds up. look that is such a great you movie fucking hear they're doing a remake of that with anne hathaway no. what no, can they I stop it can yeah. they stop stop ruining my fucking childhood death becomes her that movie is a classic it is it's it so is good. man that movie is great and it still holds up to the and the uh the cgi was very adventurous but it still looks good though i mean it's not great but like it looks good maybe instead of watching it like in the last couple years we were like this movie still fucking rules mm-hmm. it's great i love at the end when they go to the funeral and they're like falling Peeling apart and me. Yeah. yeah that was so good um special effects stan winston studios Woo. um known for the terminator aka stan winston doesn't do anything he just beats people to do it for <laughs> invaders from mars the entity edward scissorhands uh batman returns the island of dr moreau aliens the monster squad dead and buried leviathan leviathan Predator, Terminator 2, Congo. T2. Stop eating my sesame cakes! Stop eating my sesame cakes! Uh, the Relic and Small Soldiers. Ooh, Relic. Relic is another 90s thing. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I was talking. I always, like, I think I always mix up Relic, uh, the Relic and with, Mimic. Like, time, Tom, uh, Tom Sizemore. I think, like, uh, oh, Sizemore. even though, like, Relic is not, like, a slasher movie, I still think Relic would be good, fun to do on Y2 Killers because it kind of, like, felt. It was like the trying to be the Renaissance of horror movies in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, we got all sorts well, of weird shit it like, like some, yeah. it's in that feature. it's in that like Lake Placid type of Mimic. creature 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 feature, feature stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sci fi um And I remember being so hyped for Relic because like they really like showed the creature in the forefront. I was like, Holy shit, this thing's like really like cool But that was a, I really you know, love that movie. The yeah, only thing that the, the only thing that was a good movie is the CGI, some of the CGI and some of the shots does not hold up. See, but are you whatsoever. comparing that based on today's standards of what we look at CGI now? Comparing because that to back then, I thought that he's motherfucker was no, no, Kion, He's comparing it to Anaconda. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> okay, I got it. A lot of it, a lot of it comes down to, uh, especially when they're doing like Blu-ray transfers and stuff like that, where like some of the CGI, like it on Jurassic yeah. Park, you can't you can't tell a, a goddamn. That thing. movie is the most perfect movie but that the has CGI, ever existed. There's certain CGI where you can tell like the way those creatures are lit or whatever's happening does not coincide with anything that's happening right. in the scene. Yeah. And there's like a there's like a scene in that where like. It's in the, like the amphitheater or like the main hall of the the museum, and it's like exactly it's like lopping about. off the heads of like the people, which is a really cool scene. But it looks like it's not even in the room existing with them at the same time, and mm-hmm. it just is like yeah. yeah, I could see this on a DVD or I can see it on a VHS, but like 
this this is not kind of like why i really liked um the the monster uh this is like a weird like connection but the relic monster always reminded me of the monster from the host um oh. that weird yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Weird cr- squid like, like squid creature yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that comes out that fucking and the cgi for the host still holds there's up. another movie is exactly like this one like the the relic called deep rising, yeah. Also, deep rising yeah. yeah but it's on a yacht it's on a yacht and it's like, like it's a the, cruise ship. yeah and it's, mm-hmm. this, and it's the exact same thing where like everything holds up until the exact point they meet contact with the creature and you're like Oh, they're fighting with CGI it's, tentacles. It's a silly. I think Treat Williams is in it. Yes, and Sam K. Oh. Jansen. It's first a silly. First play. of all, that guy's name but that's a, makes me just want to. But that's just also punch a, him in that, face. that's definitely like a Y two killers. Like, oh yeah, right that in that, thing, right in that, that dead silence. And then Mimic era. is okay, all coming add, out. Are you adding these to your list? They're, Treat they're Williams. List. Any movie that Treat Williams is in. Because <laughs> yeah. that dick. I mean, is Mimic, on Mimic my was the one with the roach. Yeah, thing mm-hmm. right. The, the, the evolving cockroach. The cockroach. Tor did like the second one, I believe. I thought he did the first one. Yeah, I think he did the first yeah, one. Yeah. The first Maybe one did yeah. that. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Guillermo. Guillermo's GDT. There, there's a, you can get like a the trilogy of the mimic. And while we're on it, Captain like Curiosities, the viewing, fucking <laughs> the cream that you will ever see of mm-hmm. any fucking thing Ooh, ever. There was a lot of good episodes. I in showed that, my man. coworkers the viewing. That was the Panos Cosmatos. so good. Never in my life have I ever felt like I had less in common with people when they were just cringing that's how much a, they hate that's it that's an acquired yeah but that's like shit that's like, it like that's so an acquired taste yeah. that's like that's like showing somebody like oh this is nick cage you may have never seen him his movies here here's mandy i love yeah. for the, you know what i mean like you have, right. to, you have to work yeah. up to that I mean, yeah but did you guys watch the new pinocchio I did not. Oh, oh my you know, god! Watch good. it it's and then the and Disney then watch or the GDT no, the one, Guillermo the Toro one, right. and then watch the making of because yeah. you will appreciate your, it so your much. Your fucking more. mind will be blown watching the Pinocchio making of because like I w- we watched Pinocchio because we were bored. Uh, it's on Netflix, and I didn't realize I was watching it, and I was like, "This is fucking really great." The voice acting's in it, awesome, and the animation's awesome. I didn't realize it was stop motion. It's I thought, stop motion. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was CGI, and then we watched the thirty minute making of it afterwards, and I was my mind was fucking blown. Fun it's fact, amazing. I actually was watching a, a YouTube channel today where they were uh, it's uh, VFX artists react, and they did uh, the Pinocchio. There were three Pinocchio movies that came out last year. Apparently, yeah. the what? GDT one, the Disney one, and yeah. it was like. This third one that looks like it came out when Shrek was the first Shrek was made, and uh, um, they were comparing the. I know the one the, you're talking about. It's got like horrible dubbing. Holy Shore is the voice of yeah. fucking oh, Pinocchio. No. I, I it's you guys so the weird. There's this scene where, he, where he's like, oh, "Okay, let's go off to the thing," and then he just makes this weird ass noise, and it's Pauly Shore, and he's like, "Giggity, giggity, giggity," and as he like skips off, and, he's in the juice. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it's what am I? What am I? A chip, He does this weird fucking, uh, this weird giggity type fucking noise right. at the end of it. But yeah, the, no. they were talking about the the stop motion. It's and, amazing. And you watch the Pinocchio. Watch the thirty minute making of because it will fucking make you love. And he was working on the movie for like fucking fifteen years. And there's so many good actors in it. Christoph Waltz, um, Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett. Wow. It's just like amazing. I think Clancy Kate, is it Clancy know, Brown doing voice too. You want to know too? how fucking how tight uh, Guillermo del Toro is with Kate Blanchett? He made her be in the movie just so she could do monkey noises. Yes, yes. I am. Um, she literally. She was like, does, "I'll be in any. I'll be any character." He's I know like, it was coming monkey. out around the time that Cabinet of Curiosities was coming out, and I, I was expecting like to hear people having a buzz about it, and it like came out, and like I didn't feel like I didn't hear anybody talking. It about is it. so right? good, and let me tell you that it is not the Pinocchio it's story darker, that you know. Right? It's, it's not. It's, it's Nazis. All right, Nazis. Okay. Anyway. It's, you could tell it's a gear mode. So what are the Nazis doing to the Pinocchio boy? <laughs> they are fingering him for research it's purposes. It's so good. 
God. Okay. If I think of the wood, what will if, the boy come? What if we made all the Yudin out of wood? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay. Cast uh, Danny Glover as Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. He was in Witness, the Lethal Weapon franchise, as we mentioned. Angels in the Outfield. Oof. Operation Dumbo Drop. No, <laughs> only the classics. The Royal, Classic. the Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, that's. Oh, he's awesome it. in the Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, he is. Saw. The best part is wait in Royal Tenenbaums when Gene Hackman's talking to him, and he's like. Gene Hackman's like, you want to talk some jive? I'll talk some jive all day. (laughs) (laughs) And the dead don't die. He, um, and the color purple, we forgot. And the color purple. The color purple. Yep. Purple and the nerp. Um, what were you going to say? I don't remember. Okay. It's gone. Um, Gary Busey Lost as... Lost the ether. Gary Peter, B. As Peter Keys. Gary B. He was in Carney with Jodie Foster. Yeah, we just have talked about that on Sodom and Gomorrah. You if you have never fucking watched Carney in your life, good God, please watch that fucking She's movie. She's a baby in that because movie. Because that movie is fucking crazy and super enjoyable because Gary Busey's just like... It's one of his earlier roles, People too. are always mm-hmm. like... People are always like, Gary Busey was really weird after his fucking accident when he smashed into concrete going no, 65 miles per hour. he was always no. weird. No. Actually, that motherfucker was born stranger. Right? He just <laughs> yeah. happened to survive and maybe it made him like 1% A little more weirder, stranger. But he's always been a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and surprisingly a really good actor, though. When he, he is was good. In his yeah. He's he great. was really yeah. good. He, like, the thing about Gary Busey is, you can give him like, you're like, Gary, I want, I want to film this movie, okay? Um... It's about like crocodiles from outer space that come down and they take over humanity. He's like, he gives it 100%. Always. No matter what the It's like yes. the Nick, Nick Cage yeah. effect. It, yes, yeah. it absolutely yeah. is. The, the Nick Cage of like, I will act earnest in every single he movie, no matter how Holly. ridiculous it is. He did the Buddy Holly biopic, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Oh, shit. I've yeah. never seen that. He was Buddy Holly. Oh he was God. Buddy Holly? Oh. Was he eating his guitar? <laughs> he's on the plane I hope Weezer doesn't make a song about me <laughs> oh my god okay just eating his guitar just shredding into like hamster bedding Silver Bully which we've covered on the uh, podcast Eye of the Tiger Eye of the Tiger Lethal is a, Weapon Eye of the Tiger is a 10 the we bad. watched it at, I, I brought it over to John's house and we watched it oh my god and uh, our minds I Our minds were blown. I, that picture of the oh my god, Gary Busey, Gary Busey as, as Billy Buddy Holly, as Buddy Holly is fucking insane. Holy he looks shit. like he looks like he's wearing Ben's glasses there. That's he crazy. does look a little like Buddy Holly. That's crazy. Wee, no. Oh no, my nightmare uh, came to life. <laughs> oh my god, he does. Look, that's insane. That's when he was a serious actor. Yeah, yeah. when he was like before, like crazy. So before he gave it. a shit about getting an Oscar. So, yeah. so I watched uh, the making of a Predator Two. It was like thirty minutes on YouTube. It was it was actually really enjoyable because um, they talked to all the actors in in a, in a lot of depth. Uh, Danny Glover, Bill Paxton. But I must say that when they're talking to Gary Busey, it is like as expected to be like otherworldly. So I had to write down some of the shit he said. He's talking about all the actors. And in this particular scene, he's talking about Danny Glover. Danny Glover has all the ingredients to make a great chocolate cake. He's got the eggs. He's got the flour, the spices. But December 4th, 1988, at 1.15 in the afternoon, I hit concrete going 45 knots. I had some out-of-body experiences, and I went to the other side. So I know out of this world. And Mr. Danny Glover's chocolate cake is otherworldly. <laughs> wow. 
Is he like oh, wow. literally talking about a chocolate cake? No, he's, no, like, he's talking about him. a black man. That sounds he's like, talking about a black man that he that, worked with that, that reminded way, him of a chocolate cake. But that sounds like he's doing like a stream of consciousness. He basically was trying to say like his acting was like all the ingredients to make a perfect cake. But the fact that he he's had a black cake, and he yeah. was Hank. And I was just like, Gary, maybe you should have said vanilla chocolate or something. You could have you changed oh, it. Oh, Gary, so Gary, then, Gary. Okay, right? so I thought okay. that was racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he follows it up with this. He's talking about Maria Conchites, right? Okay, Maria Conchites. He's like, me and Maria have the same birthday. We both love onions and garlic. She eats onions disguised as Oreos. I'm not kidding you. If I was kidding you, I wouldn't be here. I'd be somewhere else in a different suit, in different clothes, working at a regular job. <laughs> what does that mean? What? This is the interview that's happening. <laughs> to be fair, this what? is the first movie he did after his accident, so maybe now, he wasn't now always there. Now, if you'd excuse me, I need to take my teeth and large and medication. And in the video, <laughs> eat some cheese. In the video, he keeps trying to hand Maria an Oreo from, like, I guess, catering, and she keeps saying, she's, like, awkwardly laughing, and she's like, here, here, Gary, here's your Oreo back, and he's like, it's your Oreo. <laughs> and he keeps handing it back to her, and it just goes back and forth, and you're like, oh my god, I just want to sink into the walls and not be here. Oh my god. Okay, where was I at? I don't Lethal know. Weapon, Hider in the House, Point Break, Hider Under Siege. Hider in the House has the best cover because it's a woman do it like folding laundry and Gary <laughs> yeah. in the window. In the window in the background going like fold the panties correctly. I'm gonna shoot What was, what was the name of the home security company that they always had the commercials for where it was like Slowman? Yeah, Slowman Shield. Yeah. I'm coming in. <laughs> Slowman Shield can stop me. <laughs> oh my god. He's okay. killing the Slowman Shield sticker off the outside of the window. <laughs> the Slowman Shield. Now the house immunity is down. <laughs> the firm rookie of the year. Lost Highway, Universal Soldier 2, and Soldier. Okay. Bill Paxton. Oh. Billy P. Oh. As Jerry. Twister. Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, go okay. put some fucking tornadas. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Ooh. Right? Also known as Night Warning. My God, I love that book so like, much. That is a good fucking um, movie as well. Mortuary. What? what? Oh, I thought you were saying something. As what? <laughs> He's in fucking mortuary for five seconds at best. The Terminator, Weird mm-hmm. Science, Commando, Near Dark, Martini Ranch, I heard him say something stupid and a slap stuff in the face. <laughs> <gasps> Pass the ammo, Slipstream, Next of Kin, Brain Dead, Navy Seals, Aliens, The Dark Backward, The Vagrant. Indian Summer, Tombstone. The Dark Backwards, good. I still want to cover. Shock. I want to cover the Vagrant so bad. The Vagrant's fucking fun, bro. True I, I Lies, Apollo Thirteen, Titanic, Twister, Frailty, Frailty. Does anybody believe that he was actually <sighs> on Apollo Thirteen? Didn't no, that bro doesn't have enough brain cells to be an astronaut <laughs> oh in any God. realm. Wait, then he was in that that show with the fucking Mormons. What was that called? Uh, Big Love. Yeah, Big Love. I love that show. There's Chloe Sevigny. The first season of, or second season of Agents yeah. of Shield. I love watching Big Love because oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, man, I wish I was Bill Paxton. He got to have sex with Chloe Sevigny and his other wives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the other wives. Yes, and finally Robert Davy as Captain Phil Heineman. Jimmy Schmidt, uh, right? The Goonies, Raw Deal, oh, no, this is, Action Jackson. This is the guy that existed before Neutrophil. This, this is for Telly. Yeah. This is brother for Telly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love him and everything he's in because he's always this like hard nosed fucking yeah. asshole. But isn't that wasn't that like the the go to like all the the chiefs and shit were like hard edge like. 
Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Get your ass in here. Go fight the crime and come back with the with he the He looks perp. like a cigarette. Everybody's everybody's yes, he is a human embodiment of a put out cigarette. You're my police boss, and you need to look like you need your face spackled. <laughs> he <does. laughs> yeah. It's a shame this is all down his Call neck. Call the city too. up to fill these potholes. Um, die hard. See your fucking jugular vein. What happens if him and if him and Seal occupy the same room? Is like everything gets static electricity or something? <laughs> oh that's, the, that's the best part. It is turns into like the moon. Their face just turns God. into the moon. <laughs> oh <laughs> and Seal. What is it? Because he he's the Fed in, uh, in Die Hard. Where he's like you. just like Saigon, and he's like, I was sixteen, man. <laughs> I want to watch this guy like. Fucking like sixty nine and with seal, so it just looks like like you know, two pieces of sandpaper yeah, fucking going at it. Horrible. Just looks like horrible. We should make fun of facial of, scars. Two pieces of porous sandpaper. Yeah, they could call that porn gapel. Yeah, gapel. Facial <laughs> facial gaping. Maniac, Green gapels. Maniac cop two. Maniac, seal, seal. Put your penis in my face, gape. Maniac cop three. Badge there's, of silence. There's probably some mukbang going on between Night the two. Night trap of them. with Michael Ironside. Cops and Robertsons. Body count. Cyber Vengeance. Oh, Shorty's Worldwide. Watch the trailer for Night Trap with Michael Ironside because, oh my God. Oh my God. It's a video game. Wait, yeah, I was about to say Night Trap was a video game. Not the Night Trap video game. This, uh, I will say this like Tax Haven Canadian production. The Sega Saturn. Night Trap. Or was it Sega Saturn? Sega CD. I I don't think I ever saw Night Trap. What is the what is the premise? I just you need to watch <laughs> of the video game or the movie. I don't remember. But I, you need to watch. I, you need to watch the trailer from Night Trap. Okay, watch Trevor Night Trap. Formats VHS first released by 20th Century Fox Home Video in 1996. DVD first released in 2003 by 20th Century Fox. Blu-ray released in 2009 by 20th Century Fox. Digital free with a subscription to Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Max. Ran our own through YouTube, Google Play, and Apple TV. Real quick, I want to talk about Kevin Peter Hall. He's the actor who plays the Predator in this movie. He played the Predator in the first movie. He plays the elder Predator at the end. He's basically like Stan Winston's dude who used to do special effects. And then he got like basically shoehorned into being like in the suit the whole time. He plays the Prophecy Bear. In, in the oh, prophecy. wait, with the exploding fucking... Yeah, the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the sleeping bag. Sli- I was going to say suitcase. Sleeping bag, yeah. suitcase sleeping bag. It's when the bear is like, getting his yes. suitcase and he's like, I need to go to the bank. <laughs> and he drops it and all the money comes out. Yeah, that I gotta return some VHS tapes. <laughs> I fucking love Paddington too. <laughs> he's in, uh, he plays the alien. I wasn't joking about this. He plays the big alien in Without Warning. Yeah. The alien! Oh, he yeah. He plays that. He's um, in One Dark Night. He is in Mazes and Monsters, which is that oh, Dungeons shit. and Dragons movie with fucking uh, Tom, Hank. Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Oh shit! And he plays Harry and Harry and the Henderson. So he's no. like a creature. God damn! And he died really young. Uh, right? He's um, what's the guy that plays uh, all the the Doug Jones? In- yeah, he's yeah. the Doug Jones. Doug, he's Doug the Doug Jones of the. He really yeah, yeah. He yeah. died really young. He's a really skinny right? dude. He's super tall, so yeah. he is a lot like Doug Jones, who's very. You have to be skinny to be, to be these actors because a lot of times you're in suits, yeah, suits that fold yeah. you up and yeah. make you look all like he was seven two. So Holy clearly, shit. Um, when you heard him talk, like when you hear like uh, Kevin Peter Hall talk, his voice is very like yeah, yeah. Like, and he died uh, in ninety one, shortly after this film, at the age of thirty five. Holy crap! I'm guessing wow. like heart issues. Wow. He, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that motherfucker had acromegaly because that that ball was big. Yeah, but he didn't have a look like Andre the Giant. Like in the behind Uh, the scenes that I watched, he's in it, and there's one point where like Stan Winston's Stan Winston's sitting on his lap, and it looks like he Stan Winston's like a fucking 
Like a ventriloquist. Yeah. All right, see, so he, he's got his you hand up know, Sam Winston's you wanna, ass. You know, want to know how he died? Because it's really oh, fucking unfortunate. No. Uh, while working on the TV series Harry and the Hendersons, Hall announced that he had contracted HIV from a blood transfusion oh. during oh, surgery no. for injuries he had sustained in a car accident. Oh, wow. And he died from AIDS-related <sighs> pneumonia in April of 1991. Oh, a no, month short wow. from his 36th. That's I know, so sad. I mean, the similar story, uh, it turns out the dude from, uh, what is it? Uh, Freddy's Revenge, Freddy, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. What's his name? Mark? Mark uh, Pattinson? Yeah, or yeah, Patton? Yeah, Mark Patton. Patton. He's like... Oh, what the whole... He had the documentary. He's in the hospital yeah. now because he has HIV <gasps> oh, and he has COVID. No. So, like, it's just like... I saw that they were going to doing a GoFundMe or something for yeah, him. So they're, doing, right? they're doing a GoFundMe uh, for him. Yeah. Reagan's ignorance was the plague. That's so sad. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, but having like combination of those things is like... Right. That's really and tough, that's man. what he's saying, too. It's just like... Uh, and he lives down in Mexico, I yeah. believe. So like... Oh. It does. It's not like... Uh, right. They don't have like the health the, system that right. we have here. And yeah. he, I mean, I'm waging a bet he doesn't have insurance. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's terrible. That that documentary like just was the best. It was fantastic. I think Americans... Wasn't all, it? Also, not to go on like a political rant, but like I feel like Americans, like as much as we bitch about like how much the healthcare system sucks here is like hospitals are prill, pretty rather... <laughs> for the most part, like accessible, where like in other countries, you can only imagine how fucking terrible the weight must be for a lot of yeah. things. The know? healthcare here is if you can you get, if you can get it, it's really. Good. I was like, yeah. I was yeah. talking to my coworker who's from Russia, and she's lived here for a while, but she was like telling me like in Russia, the hospitals don't even have names; they have like numbers. So you'll just be like, you go to hospital one. You go to hospital too, and I was like, "Why do they do it that way?" She's like, "Because there's not that many hospitals, yeah. yeah. So they don't even go by like names. Right. Like here, it's like Penn, Jefferson. You have like blah, health blah, blah, systems, blah, right. yeah. It's like no, it's hospital Kaiser one, Permanente. Or you go to yeah. hospital two, yeah. or you go to three. It's a double edged sword though, because we found out during COVID that all these hospitals systems don't talk to each other, and trying to figure out, you know, who could hold what patient and do all this kind of crap sucks. You, you yep. go to hospital sixty nine. Oh well, hell and, yeah! And yes. there's a big difference between if you live in an, a rural area versus an urban area, because yeah. the Area you're going to get in, in a rural area is not the same you, if you live in a major city. You, you go know? to Hospital 96. No, I don't want to eat the butthole. <laughs> you, you go to Hospital 420. He lifts up his sunglasses, his eyes are red. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, trivia. The filming of the alley scene was very troublesome for the filmmakers due to the due to the rough neighborhood. The alley was littered with garbage, most of the of which was used in the film and plagued with large rats. Sure. See now that's funny because I looked at this alley so, and I was like, this looks fucking fake. But in the behind the scenes, <laughs> why is there so, so much cardboard? In the behind the scenes, the guy, uh, the director's like, yeah, he's like talking about it so nonchalantly, like it's just normal. He's like, yeah, you could never do what we did like in the nineties as far as filming today. He's like, we had helicopters. Like landing on streets where we didn't even have the streets. Oh closed. my god! He's like we were filming on rooftops, and he's like, we like that roof. The, yeah. the, the scene on the roof later, right? He's like, that looks like it's a set. He's like, that's not a set. They, we were actually thirteen floors up. Oh my god! Danny, that's that's how I want to know. Like when they're hanging the on those fucking pipes. The, uh, yeah. When he jumps, they look the... like it's right next to the street. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, Danny Glover was actually harnessed, right? <gasps> he's like, and then the scene where the predator falls. That dude actually was a stunt. Um, he was a stunt guy that they flew in, especially for this, because the predator gets his hand cut off. Yeah, yeah. So it was a guy. He was with, amputated. So it was yeah. a guy with one arm, and he's like, "Yeah." And that motherfucker fell the whole time. He's like, "That was the scariest thing ever." He's Holy like, shit! Because like, we used this rigging we never used before, where it was like a, basically like a bungee cord, and he would stop right before he hits the ground. Oh my oh, god! Like, and we filmed that, and he was done. That's crazy. And it looks amazing. It does look great. Um, yeah. Local residents angered by the noise created oh. by the film. What? I'm sorry. Film. I wanted to say. The yeah. whole point of me saying that was you're talking about the rats. Yeah, yeah. The director's like, yeah. So what they would do was the crew thought it was real fun to get 
the rats and put them on leashes and have, <laughs> and have races no! with them. And they'd have alley rat races, like with the, all these rats on oh. leashes. Meanwhile, I'm like, that's not normal behavior. No. Mean, meanwhile, yeah. in, in the movie Deadly Eyes, they're taking dachshunds and putting rat fucking yes, coats right? on them. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. Where were these fucking LA rats that they could have grabbed? <laughs> Have you ever seen a Philly but, rat? Because they're also ducks in size. Like, he's like, yeah, we filmed on real location. He's like, we even had the crypts. We had the crypts that were protecting us when we were down there. So it was because it was so like violent. Oh, I, I totally Holy believe it. Nineties LA is no he's no like, place to fuck so with. So we mm. went in these alleyways. He's like, they were actual alleyways. We had to clean them up because they were full of shit. He's like, yeah, we found some bodies. Oh, what? <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You just found bodies. Yeah, like it's not they a thing. Had they had race riots in LA two years later. Yeah. So it's yeah. no wonder that uh, they were dealing with well, some there shit was, down there. So in this movie, when this movie was made, I guess they did like um, the news came one day and was filming them. And during the filming, the director was really hostile towards the guy who plays Jimmy Schmitz. And, <laughs> and, 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 Ruben Blades. <laughs> Yeah, he was really Wait, like Ruben Blade. Ruben Blade. Right, he was really derogatory towards him, and he was like beloved at the time. So all this like kind of like pre-internet like cancel culture started for him, where they're like cancel this motherfucker immediately. So they had to go on Good Morning America the next day. And literally, he, and yeah, he, but literally what happened was because I read the trivia on this, and I was like, I'm gonna cut it. It was it was literally like he went out and like in the background was like. All right, everybody, back to work. And he yelled out like really loud. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah, and and they they had a whole like cancel this motherfucker immediately. So he had to go on a Good Morning America and apologize. But he said that before they were like going to go on Good Morning America, Jimmy Smith was like, "Yo, we <laughs> should pretend fight on here." So it looks like we're fighting to get more buzz for the movie. And he's like, "I don't want to ruin my career." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So they like, just, I guess, like he was like, yeah, we were just like messing around. It was a fun time, oh just fun stuff. God. Holy shit! Um, yeah, so local residents angered by the noise created by the film crew would throw bottles and paper bags full of feces from windows <laughs> oh, at shit. the crew in the alley below. Worst of all, the film the film crew found a dead body hidden in uh, among the garbage. The most horrible places I've ever had to film in were the alleys in downtown Los Angeles. Shane Mahan commented. And Predator 2 was shot in an, a lot of those disgusting, I'm sorry, disgusting alleys. They were dirty and depressing and gross with people peeing on walls. We'd be rigging something and there would be rats there. Can you imagine how annoying it is, though, to have a fucking movie filming in your area? Because remember when fucking Adam Sandler was oh filming my God, that, so yeah. annoying. that Netflix movie in Maniunk? Yeah, in Maniunk, yeah. And I tried to go down the one street, they're like, this room's, this this whole road's closed. And I'm like, why? Like, bitch, and they're like, I live here. They're like, we're filming a movie here. It's Adam Sandler's new movie. And I was like, well, I so? live down here. They're like, well, you could park in the the movie parking garage and we'll shuttle you shuttle you to yes. your house and i'm like Buggers. yeah so as bad as parking is in maniunk they had entire streets closed and they were like you need to park in this lot and take a shuttle to your house and, and it was apparently it was that for adam yes sandler. and then they spit on your face and say pee on, <laughs> yes. pee on. it was like that adam sandler netflix thing where he's like a basketball coach yeah, yeah. or something yeah there was a couple years where they were doing a lot of movies in philly and like all the fucking well they did um they did well, uh, Night Shyamalan did Brad a bunch. Pitt, uh what's the zombie movie world war z yeah mm-hmm. well now atlanta is so, the place that go what'd you say atlanta it's like a huge hub <laughs> in georgia i didn't understand anything that came out of your mouth i, I just forgot like, oh. benny was on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> benny several, wake up. several <laughs> of the hunting party members were played by players from the los angeles lakers danny glover was a big fan and when the production needed several very tall people to play the background predators he asked them to help out 
The brief uh, scene with Hunting Party was the most expensive to make in the entire film. It does say that in the documentary. Stan Winston's effects team had to build nine additional unique Predator suits for just a few minutes of screen time. Besides the City Hunter and the Elder Greyback, the Los Angeles Hunting Party Predators consisted of Boar, Boff, Guardian, Hippie, Ram, Scout, Snake, and Stalker. And if you, those and if are you predator want names. Yeah. yeah, and if you yeah. want all those Johns, NECA put out each single one of them as a figure. So the Greyback was made, um, the director talks about it with the special effects guys, the Greyback was made with the original Predator masks mm-hmm. mold, and then they added like these little like special things to it to make it look a little different. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and you see the Xenomorph skull. Yes, that was really awesome. We'll talk about it. It's in yeah. trips. Stephen Hopkins said that Arnold Schwarzenegger refused a supporting role, not because he didn't like the script. He refused because he didn't want to postpone the filming of Kindergarten, Kindergarten, Kindergarten. Kindergarten Cop from 1990, which started filming in October. Hopkins said that he was relieved because if Arnold was ultimately on board, massive script rewrites would still have been there necessary. There was cool stuff for his character to be. It's like if they did do it, it would have been cool, but it would have yeah. been a totally different movie. But also, like, they cut out a bunch of stuff from this movie because it was supposed to be NC-17. Um, and then they were like, well, maybe we should make it rated R so we get more people in the seat. So they had to cut so much shit from it. But, like, also they cut a lot of the background with um, uh, Gary Busey's character. Gary Busey, in the first movie, when they go there and they find all these people that are dead, remember Arnold's like, I don't know, they're not supposed to be here. I don't know who sent them. Well, in Predator 2, they cut it out, but there's a whole scene where he's like, I'm the ones who sent those those guys to go investigate the Terminator, but they ended up cutting it out, but it was in the comic that this was based on. That makes makes sense, yeah. Um, The Jamaican voodoo posse gangs seen in in the film were based on actual gangs that were terrorizing Uh, New York City and Kansas City in the mid to late 1980s. Show me the evidence. (laughs) Show me the evidence. I want to believe. I fucking want to believe so fucking bad that this is true. This feels like satanic panic bullshit. It does. It does. Because like, I wish today there was fucking voodoo gangs. Voodoo gangs. Speaking of, I would be like, fuck That's like you saying, wait. All right, hold on. We got to derail the entire (laughs) podcast for a second we gotta stop because we have to have an intervention with Benny that I completely forgot about until right now. All of us watched Heartland of Darkness at New Year's. It's a 10! Well, we tried to it's watch it. It's a fucking it. 10! Oh my god, no it is not. It, it was not good. It was a work of art. Insufferable. I fell asleep. Listen, <laughs> Benny's fucking uh, opinion on many things is up for debate since Halloween ends, so I'm putting him it's, in a box. Well, I watch it the next day to finish it, and I'm just gonna say Benny. You guys just don't understand the art of right, SOV. Listen, listen. All right, <laughs> Benny me, is an art tour. Let me tell you what a good Satanic Panic movie is, John, that I just watched and that fucking Vinegar Syndrome just put out uh, for the AGFA. It's called Satan's Children. I fucking used a huge sample of it for the new Simon Gamora. I, I bought intro. that too. Ooh, I'm going to watch that now. That shit is fucking horrible, but also massively enjoyable. It's about a kid who has to do chores, and he's like, fuck these chores. I'm gonna go out, and I'm gonna go to the bar and drink. So he goes to the bar, and he gets a Wait, drink. Wait, how old is he? Oh, yeah. He's like 10. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I'm gonna go to the bar and drink. He's so not he, 10. So he, he's drinking at the bar, and this guy comes up to him and starts talking to him, and this other guy shuffles him away, and he's like, that guy was a fucking fag. You don't want to talk to that guy. He was just trying to fuck you. Come on back to my place, and we'll fucking drink beers. And he's like, hell to the hell, yeah! Hell to the hell, yeah! I'm 10! And they go back to their bar, and he's like, man, we're 
where are your troll dolls at? And he's like, we ain't got no troll dolls here. We only got brewskis. And he's like, that's better than trolls. So then they start I don't drinking. Think this is how this happens. They, they start yeah. drinking. Right. They start drinking. And the next scene, they're, he's in a car. He bent over the front seat going, no, it hurts. No. And guys what? are train raping his ass. And what the he, fuck? He wakes up in a field the next day. And this, and this fucking people are like, oh man, he's hurt. He's injured. But these guys, they fucking Satanists. And they fucking were like, the one bitch with horse teeth is like, I won't fuck him. He's beautiful. But his ass hurts so bad he can't walk. So they're trying to nurse him back to health. And they sacrifice all these people and he escapes. And at the end, he ends up going back home and killing his parents and then sacrificing them to the Satanist because he wants to be a Satanist because he wants to be the lead in charge of the Satanist. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> Heartland of Darkness was a big fan. Second of all, the Jamaican gang in this is pretty much the next step after them is in Batman Forever. Remember Coolio's in that fucking like Dayglow ba- like gang? All I remember from the fucking uh, for, uh, Batman Forever is when Batman Robin takes the Batmobile to the alley and he gets out and all these people are like, "Yo, black lights are cool as fuck." That's right. That's right. We're gonna fuck you. I just oh, remember is that the one with the nipple suits. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. The yeah. only thing I remember, is, I remember is Jerry Bruckheimer that. was like, "We need to have the nipple Wait, suits." Wait, well, who plays Batman in that? Dr. George Clooney. Okay. George Clooney. Dr. Right. Dr. George- in the first one, then George Clooney's George Clooney. in the second okay. one. Okay. 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 I get it. <laughs> remember that era of Batman? Oh, not good. But not no. good. Best Batman movie. Batman Returns. Yes, fucking yes, yes hands yeah. down. I mean, Danny DeVito is the fucking and penguin. The first I mean, also bring back Art Deco, please. Yes, please. God damn, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, mm, right. right? Bring back fucking Tim Burton when his asshole was like pure and supple. Seriously, before fucking Johnny Depp was in there just well, fucking dumping his drunken cum. I mean, he was. Uh, he has. Uh, <laughs> I will say the new Wednesday series that he's uh, got his hands all it's over. It's actually really good. It's so good. It's really good. So good. good. It is good. Yeah. You didn't like it, John? No, it's really good. It's I'm just so saying. Good. I watched good. it. I was surprised. That well I actually enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, it so enjoyed much. It. it defied all expectations. It's, I would say I mean, okay. for me, it was chicken soup. It was a chicken soup series that I fucking needed at and the time. Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester. Uh, he was oh, fucking ten. Right? Fred Armisen in anything. I yes. fucking uh, I just love him because the thing about Fred Armisen is that motherfucker always looks like he's having fun. Yeah. All the time. And I just feel like the cast thing was like just a time. It was he's, just he's, so he's always like when Fred Armisen does something, he's like, I don't care what you think, but this is what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what else I like about Fred Armisen too is when he does shit, you can tell he kind of is doing it on purpose. Like he right. goes over the top yeah. on purpose, but it works. It's kind of like uh Tracy Morgan. I like Tracy I Morgan is like Tracy the king Morgan. of bad acting, but good acting. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, it's a good bad acting. There's, a, there's yeah. definitely a self self awareness. It's in there, a very a much a self awareness yeah. to it. Yeah. Force and Thirty Rock. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Whatever you say, Liz Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I got and I gotta tell John, dude. John was telling me forever to watch fucking Vice Principals. I fucking finally yeah, watched Vice Principals. Yeah. That fucking show was a goddamn 10, John. Did I, you get to the I episode was, where they take bro, uh, acid yet? I just gotta say, I was salty watching that because I was like, this is the fucking best shit ever. Is I, it better than Righteous Gemstones? No, 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 it's not. But it's like a it's no. like a bridge between yeah. like Eastbound but, uh, and Down and Righteous ben, Gemstones ben that you really, need to see. Like, said the right thing. He's like, some of the moments in that TV show are fucking surreal, and it really is because like they do shit and there's never any consequences. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like adult babies like you're just, in charge of other babies. You're just supposed to believe, like, yes, this is how this works. <laughs> It's <laughs> completely normal that would happen, and then things that happen that you're like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. they're like, "Yeah, that happened." And also, like, I love his fucking relationship um, with the—I can't remember the actor's name, but baby, 
Baby Billy, Uncle Baby Billy, Uncle, Uncle Baby Billy. Billy. His, I, I love their story arc. His fucking the, the, the rivalry, and, and they it have. drives me crazy. Also, because I'm like this story writing in this fucking series is as awesome as Halloween ends. Through, I know through two <laughs> seasons. Like I love the first season, and the second season started. I wasn't sure how I thought about it until it ended. I'm like, they did a fucking amazing arc with this show. Like they may never do anything better than this. Like, oh my god, I, I, I haven't watched it. Yeah, yeah I haven't. I, I, don't, I, I think Righteous Gemstones, based like episode by episode is better, the writing's better, and the moments are better, but, like, the story arc in Vice Principles was fucking awesome. And, oh I like, God. by the end, you love Baby baby Billy Boy <laughs> and fucking uh, Danny McBride so much, dude. Oh it's, my God. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's an amazing show. And it's fucking hilarious, dude. Some of the scenes, I'm just like, why the fuck did I... Why did I sleep on us when right. I should have been bussing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> bussing. <laughs> bussing to where? Oh, my God. The film was recut over 20 say. times, according <laughs> to Stephen Hopkins, because of more graphic shots of mutilated bodies and decapitations by the Predator. The film was initially given in an NC-17 rating, which we just it's, said. Oh, well, is it NC-17 or is it NC? Michael Bean. NC-17. NC-17. This is what happens when I drink. Like you can see Steph's brain break in real time. It's what happens when I drink too much. God damn it. You're the PC reboot. Dun, 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 dun. I have so much to read on here. It's like intimidating. Oh God, goodbye. Reading. You've got mail. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Reading's hard. Welcome. Reading. Welcome. You've got. Goodbye. The subway attack scene was directed uh, directly. going? was directly goodbye. adapted from the first Predator comic book series. The producer JPEG. Okay. Thought it was 80%, cool. 90%. Goodbye. And wanted to use it in the film. In a backstory explaining Duchess, the hero of the first film, absence from the sequel, Keys had learned of Duchess' encounter with the Predator and tracked him down to a hospital. Duchess was being treated for radiation sickness, thought to be a result of exposure to the Predator's self-destructive device. After hearing uh, that- Yeah, self-destructive device that fucking Danny G- just fucking cuts the arm off and it and deactivates. Yes, yeah. Well, no. he cut the he cut the device through the forearm. Could've he didn't been cut his arm off clean. I'm just saying, could have been important. helpful to Ar- Arnold Schwartzy when he was doing that, because he could have just cut the arm off and been like, done deal. But he, instead, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 450 pounds, had to run two miles and jump. <laughs> and he fucking blew out his ankles, <laughs> shattered him, wasn't able to walk after this movie. After hearing Dutch's account of events, Keys and the OLF team were sent to the... J- I'm sorry, to the jungle to investigate. I don't well, know. Basic words. Did you say L O F T I'm sorry. Otherworldly life forms. Team. The elf team. Sent to the jungle to investigate. And studied the site where the predator detonated the, the device. I know this. They- <laughs> I know this. This is predator shit. Ha! And Alf's walking around in the fucking jungle like he's like the trail hunter. When can I eat these cats? <laughs> right. Look, this is predator scat. Ha! Somebody has to put the predator <laughs> Stalking around to the elf music. (laughs) (laughs) They found evidence of a spaceship launched to the jungle and the deceased predator ship had automatically returned to the predator homeland. Um, Dutch later escaped from the hospital and vanished and Keyes believed he was still also, alive. Also, Alf was like a sex offender because he Wait, was always, he was always <laughs> trying to sneak in the shower to see the mom naked and he'd be Wait, like, so I saw your fucking pussy Majora! Ha! Did pussy I sleep? <laughs> so I saw your mom's pubis. What of it? <laughs> pussy Majora! <laughs> and 
Fucking Zelda, Pussy Majora's Mask. <laughs> okay, let me get through this shit. Jesus Christ. Steph, you're your own worst enemy here. I know. John McTiernan's fee after Die Hard 1988 was two million. That's why he declined to direct this movie because the executives wanted to keep the budget the same as on the first film. He instead went on to direct The Hunt for Red October 1990 oh, wow. with Sean Connery. Yo, listen, I can't wow. believe that book Hunt for Red October is a classic. That is a white person's 10. I'm like, oh my God, there is something. That is a Tom Clancy white person's <laughs> yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. You could say it was the progenitor to the Yellowstone of the white people today. No, it was the progenitor to the Da Vinci Code. And I was like, you better solve this code, Tom. <laughs> I like it when white people solve codes in other countries. <laughs> With more time than the original Predator those 1987. Crackers, listen, those crackers, they, they calculate and they can decipher. Wait, what was Crackula? Crackula. I want to know what a Crackula is. The name is Count Crackula. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I do love crack. <laughs> Man, you leave these Crackulas with a little bit of time, they're going to solve the crime. <laughs> Stan Winston, Stephen Hopkins, and Lawrence Paul came up with the ideas and designs with more exotic weapons, such as the retractable spear, the, detac- the detachable pinchers, the smart disc, Pin- the net, etc. for the, the Predator oh, oh, to use good. Oh, that good, oh, we to, love that net. to differentiate this film with, from the previous one. I mean, listen, I like it when those minorities yo. get killed by the Predator yo, like that. Yeah, and then yeah, not, yeah. That net, I feel like um, a Mortal Kombat. Ooh, Three, yeah, Cyrax or like exactly. you know they were Cyrax. stealing that shit. They were like, "Yo, we're gonna know Cyrax." Oh, Cyrus. I'm the FGC guy. Cyrax. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> down, Daddy. Stay down. Yes. Calm down. Uh, Yo, did he just put his dick up on a table? Yeah, I think say? so. He did. I'm the Mortal Kombat. I'm the Mortal Kombat author. The original storyline of the film was to have taken place in New York City, but Jim Thomas and John Thomas quickly changed it to Los Angeles because of budget concerns. The scene where the Predator raises the skull during the lightning storm was to have taken place atop the Chrysler building. Yeah, I don't understand that scene when the Predator's up there and he's like, yeah, this is cool. He's like, and a lightning strikes him. I was I like, know. that motherfucker would die. He wouldn't be like, does he harm? No, is, is he an no, ex- no. Is, is Predator an X-Man? He's an alien. That's why he doesn't die. He like, just came out of space. Right, you think a little fucking He also gets like super horny when he does that shit. He does. But yeah. my point is, did he ask for God to send him the electricity? Or like, was it like? Did he asked for God. Like, I, I mean, assuming there was a he, God. He, I like the idea of the predator polishing well, a skull and taking out a sir, King James sir. Bible. <laughs> How do you know he didn't call on the the predator God? To yeah, do oh, right. Shit. It's, it's yeah, the God you're, of the you're being a little. Yeah, it's the God of the hunt, the thrill of the shunt. Exactly. I, I, I prayed. You're being a little bit white I over wish, there. Wish, Thank you. I wish predator was up there, and he's like, I prayed to Crumb. But he seldom listens. <laughs> You're at like real Count Cracula, right? Yeah. <laughs> the plot is largely based on the first Predator comic, Concrete Jungle from 1989, which also moved the action to a major city during a heat wave. Mm-hmm. New York, originally intended as the film setting, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that already. Um, but started, it is, it is a time before like sports clothes were like a thing because people are just wearing shit that's not appropriate for hot weather at all times. They are not well, I think if you do, if you live in LA, you generally just dress like weird like a crazy person yeah, yeah like you don't dress for the weather in general like people wear long like danny glover's just basically wearing like long pads on his whole body this whole fucking movie <laughs> yeah. he's wearing like, a winter suit even, is what even, you're trying to say like, even bill that? paxton's character's wearing like a full suit and tie the only one, leather jackets the and only shit. one that tops them is when fucking uh 
uh, Egyptian sarcophagus teeth gets out of like his RV and he's like, and he's got like Legion of Doom elbow pads on because his fucking suit has like the sharpest points. Those lasers they wear look like they're made of drywall. Yeah. (laughs) I love how that drywall contours to your body in no way at all. Okay. So the original. You're a character in Goldeneye 64. (laughs) So it starred a police officer and featured shady government officials trying to cover up the existence of the predators and, and acquire their technology. In the comic, the official was General Phillips from the first film, and the lead character was the brother of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Just which, which would have sucked. I don't know why they. I'm glad they didn't do that one. Um, yeah, it's good that he's not in this because he just would have sucked up too much of the limelight. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly, I want this to be a DG a DD joint. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it is. And it is. King Willie, um, played by Calvin Lockhart, is he's set fucking, to practice voodoo. The voodoo hoodoo you don't dance to people. Yeah. Yet voodoo is not commonly practiced in Jamaica and actually comes from Haiti. Haiti. I feel like you're talking down to me right now with these facts. King Willie is more likely a Rastafarian, which is common uh, religion in Jamaica and would explain his dreadlocks and the fact that he calls Harrigan Babylon. Babylon. A Rastafarian term for the justice system, um, which they see as oppressive and motherfucking corrupt. But wasn't Bob Marley like addicted to Coca-Cola and he drank so much that he got diabetic feet and he got an infection in his toe and died? Is, I don't is that true? Did he die that way? Don't look at me. I don't, I don't know. Bob Marley was I half white. I don't know. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I, love, I don't know. I how every white person looked at me and looked, and looked at me like, <laughs> don't, like didn't Bob Marley have diabetes? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I was expecting you to like the cola drinking. No, 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 I don't fucking know. I, I thought, <laughs> what was Jimi Hendrix like? Kion's <laughs> <laughs> the ambassador for all black people. All the black people in no, the world. I thought Rastafarians lived like they were vegan and lived like a very like natural I just thought Rastafarians smoke weed all the time I just remember the uh, that's all I know about Rastafarians I can't remember it was a Mad TV or SNL skit where it was the Rastafarians and they all had like 16 jobs and if they had less than 16 (laughs) jobs they got yelled at Kion did ask me like a really ignorant question before we started recording he asked me how Bette Midler likes her pussy licked I'm like I don't know just cause she's white I don't fucking know I was like she's an old white lady don't you know come on get your life together bro kind of swirl that bitch get your life together um, Elpidia Carrillo, who played Anna in the first film, was, has her name listed in the sequel's credits, yet doesn't seem to appear in the actual film. Shane in that movie. Look carefully during the scene in, inside Peter Key's mobile headquarters, and you will spot her. When Keyes um, describes how the creature activated a self-destruct device in Predator 1987, you can brief, briefly spot Anna on one of the video screens. Carrillo filmed a debriefing scene in which he talks to the camera and describes huh. the events of the first film, Whoa. but it was cut from the sequel. Oh. We don't need They that. talk about, the, the director talks about how literally this movie was filmed and they had like like no time to edit it and they were trying to get through all like the fucking, um, to get it rated for like a rated R that they were just like jumping through everything so fucking fast that like. He's like, we edited it and literally it was in the movie theaters like the next, we edited it on a Friday and it was in the movie theaters on a Monday. Holy crap. That's how like close it was to like. And yet it yeah. doesn't feel like that. Because no, it the doesn't. Movie kinda, the movie's in almost two hours long and it goes by and it feels like it's been it five flies, minutes. Man, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Elder Predator suit was made from the original Jungle Hunter outfit from Predator 1987 with different armor pieces applied. The Elder's head was likewise recycled from the Jungle Hunter's outfit and was modified with foam latex appliances to alter its appearance. 
According to special effects artist uh, Shane Mahan, <laughs> we changed the structure and look of it a bit and broke a tusk on it to make it look older. You know what's funny? The, um, the director of this uh, sounded like he was Australian or something like that. Australian's kind of like the white person, like Rasta guy. <laughs> when you think about it. It really is like that. Clan, is that true? That's the Rasta Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Australians are... The white rosters. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. started as a prison colony, so it makes Clan, sense. Is it true that some motherfuckers are always oh. trying to ice skate uphill? <laughs> Yo, some motherfuckers be trying me. That's what it is. <laughs> the Craculas. The Craculas out here. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a Rasta, man. We call it Cracula. Wait, and then isn't it funny how, like, if you think about all the movies in the 90s, all the bad guys were typically like Rastas or Jamaicans, like all yeah, the fucking what... Steven Seagal movies, well, they were all Jamaican bad boys dudes. Too. Bad boys, Jamaicans, like, what the fuck, y'all got problems with Jamaicans? The for, only bro? thing this movie's missing is, like, comedic relief, so I kind of wish, like, George Pesci from Lethal Weapon was also in this movie. Looking George like, Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> no, they couldn't afford Joe Pesci. You know Jorge Pesci. <laughs> no, George Pesci. It's a, it's a, it's Costanza mixed with Pesci. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Joe Pesci. I'm getting, I'm really high right now. I'm also pretty, I'm pretty tipsy uh it would be great if he was in here looking like like because in lethal weapon he had that like white he had, hair like, blonde he had the blonde hair. He had yeah. the blonde it was fucking yeah. white i, I mean, mean i guess you know bill, like he was king koopa in super mario Brothers. <laughs> uh, i would say bill paxton's character is trying to do that yeah, but yeah, also sure. this movie is so campy that like what comedic relief really is necessary <laughs> you're right but it's serious camp though it's not like it's well, true. i mean you well, got camp camp it's you, judge you, dread camp. you got danny yeah. glover yelling oh god and oh well, jerry i mean we love bill paxton here on this podcast and he um he said this was the movie he was like most like excited to do because it was one of the few movies he didn't have to actually read for so he just met with the director and the director had already known him from like aliens and everything like that and he was like i was expecting he had a call back to do a reading and they're just like you're hired and he's like, I never had, to, I never got that really for any movie where they're just like, we want you, you don't have to come yeah. into the reading. He's yeah. definitely Paxtoning, Paxtoning. And he's it like, up. and he was talking when they did an interview with Bill, Bill Paxton. It was awesome too because he was talking about how much he loved Danny Glover, and he's like, Danny Glover's just such a great actor that like you'd be in a, you'd be like sitting in the room with him, and he'd be acting, you know, and you'd be like in like a small like when we we're doing the police like uh in the police station like um uh, scenes or whatever. He'd be like, he'd be talking, and I'd be so into the scene. And I would just be standing there, like staring at him, and I'd be like, and they would be like, "It's your line, Bill." And I would just be like, "Bogus," because I was just fantastic. <laughs> and he's like, "I just was mesmerized by tungsten steel ass cakes, 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 cakes." <laughs> um, at one point, Patrick Swayze was approached to star in the film, but was unable because he was injured no. during the filming of Roadhouse yeah. from 1989. I can't imagine all those roundhouse movie. kicks, man. Yeah, yeah. roundhouse kicks. Fuck the you only up. other people I could picture in this movie to replace Danny Glover, if we were going to go with a white boy, would be Lance Henriksen. Maybe, um, maybe Jim Belushi and uh, fuck, I had another guy on the tip of my tongue, I don't remember now, but it would have been Lance Hendrickson or something like that. I can't, you got to get someone that's like, I would have liked like Lance Hendrickson doing like his his bit from Terminator, yeah, in this movie would have worked. Mike, Michael Ironside, too, is kind of one of those people you associate with. I would have liked Michael Ironside actually in Gary Busey's place, yeah, 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 he's definitely more of like a villain, he's a smarmy government type guy, but I mean, but. But Gary Busey, you, I mean, you're, you're working with like the best for that particular role. Yeah. He's just into you it. You keep man. putting your nose in my goddamn business. I like him too. I like his haircut too because Gary Busey's got like a little buzz cut, like tr- like faded up the sides in it. it I don't know. 
You like that? <laughs> I just like his Aryan, his Aryan race G men that yeah. fucking follow him He's around. He's like if like vanilla ice was made out of teeth. No, bro. I love how they're wearing the fucking like silver sweatsuits that people wore when they were trying oh to shed my pounds. God. My oh, dad, yeah. my dad had one of those. Did, your dad had one. Yes, for right on the treadmill. Yes, my God, Gary, Gary Busey's like I'm in craft yeah, work he now. Had, he had the same suit that they wear in Christmas vacation. Holy shit! Your dad probably looked like a gummy bear. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Um, Stan Winston's team created several extraterrestrial skulls for the Predator Trophy Room. Most of them unnamed alien species sprung from the SWS artist imaginations. However, in a fun nod to the Dark Horse comic Alien vs. Predator, John Rosencrant and Shane Mahan decided to include an alien warrior skull so cool. in the Predator's trophy case. The skull was uh, sculpted by Kevin Hudson. That scene, it's I, so cool. I, I remember when I saw that scene, it made me. That was like the first time I was you like, creamed. "Oh shit!" You cream. The worlds are fucking connected. Like that was the thing that was like, "Oh shit!" The Predators That's is like out a, here fucking everything. It's up. A definitely a thing done by nerds. For yeah, for nerds. nerds, definitely. It's and like it's, nerds that understand what the nerds. Exactly. exactly. Before exactly. Marvel and all that. Yeah. Shit, yeah. All that yeah. Shit. yeah. Connected. And it's like, also holy um, shit. that was the first time I felt that like oh wow I remember a big thing. well this I remember a- to to that point when the RoboCop vs Terminator game came out and like the you know again the nerds you only had to talk to your friends in school or you get information from a magazine and you'd be and you would hear be like yo man I hear they're making a RoboCop vs Terminator movie yeah no shit really and you'd be like yeah, you would like hold yeah. your desk and you'd be like hold on a second hold on hold on and you, and you, and you would try to talk you would try to tuck your little hard kid dick up in your elastic band so no one knew you were hard but you no, would try to what, do it like, unch- like nonchalantly is there was always the kid you knew who was like oh I have a print of that I'll bring it in tomorrow Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's that, that, that was Jeff Gennady. That was Gennady Zero. Mm. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, that movie. I have ten copies. You can borrow one." Because <laughs> <laughs> if even if I let you borrow one, I got nine. That doesn't more. sound like him at all. Oh yeah, no one up my ship with him. Oh, you wanna you wanna borrow Count Cracula's Return? Yeah, I got five copies of that. <laughs> Among Greyback's um, trophies is a sword, dog tags, and a patch from the United States 2nd Infantry Division, which is on his left arm. The 2nd Infantry Division was involved in some of the worst fighting of the Korean War, especially during China's Winter Offensive. If this predator did kill an American soldier during the Korean War, that would imply that the predators are not strictly attached, uh, I'm sorry, attracted to heat and conflict. Though during the summer, South Korea is known to be a hot and humid place, which you would yes. know because you've been to Korea. Yes, it's very. I want to know, and humid. like, yes. what's the criteria for like the predator searching out the most hot and heavy areas? Because you're talking about planet Earth, there is conflict happening uh, uh, at all times on like a large scale. So, like, did that motherfucker do his research? And he's like, "This is the place. This looks really cool." You know what? Too, I think the what I like about what the Predator series has turned into is this. He's fighting the best of the best, right? Yeah. They're, they're hunting the top tier of the top tier. So you're saying so America like, is the best? No. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. America is what But what I, I do like how from the first movie to the second movie, it created this thing of like, especially that last scene when you, when you see all the predators and you yeah. see the fucking trophy room, you're like, oh shit. This, so he's just out here just... Yeah, fucking everybody that, up and he's just going for the best that was kind of like the aliens moment for this movie where like you know james cameron came in and was like okay the first movie had one alien what if we had a jillion right, aliens right, yeah. and then this is like what you know there's one predator that we keep seeing what if we actually had there's multiple the, and, predators and that's, i like how that's been a recurring theme and throughout what, all and, of and the and movies john kind of nails on the head because this movie if you think about it, it takes a lot of points from fucking the success of it aliens. oh yeah like, like oh, hell it, yeah. it is like trying to do the aliens thing um, but it fucking works, man. 
And the final bit of trivia. The film's critical and financial failure dissuaded uh, 20th Century Fox from the continuing the franchise, and it was put on hold to instead focus on the potential crossover film Alien vs. Predator 2004, which lingered in development hell for years. For a long time. I remember just being like this kid with like the forever boner that would never go down, just yeah. the, 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 the movie that would never come, you know? Sitting in my room, just being like, oh, it's just predators well, all I have." Yeah, this this franchise and like the gap between Terminator Two and Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines Two was like, "Oof." We yeah. used to, we used to talk in school all the time about like they're gonna make another Terminator movie at some point. Yeah, they're gonna make a Terminator. No, movie. and our we did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We did yeah. the same thing. We're like, "Oh no!" But it's gonna be like John Connor in the future, and it's that's gonna be the entire movie. You're that's what see happens, all though, right? I mean, it's it's interesting because that's what happens. Like when things end up in development hell for so long, nine times out of ten, like nothing good is really gonna come of it. When no. it does, like when it does eventually reach its conclusion, because you've waited too long to like nurture this thing. Where I.e. Like, Terminator Three. Terminator Three is not good. Return to Sarah Connor or whatever the fuck. It yeah, is. And I don't think that. Shit. I don't think that movie's gonna age well. Oh, like, it is. Dark, it, dark, it, dark it isn't at all. Movie. Yeah, and. I, I, and I, that was also the time period like especially what we're talking about now it's like just at the inception of the internet but not quite there yet where people didn't beat this shit to death speculating yeah. like they well, did back e- then even when i went back e- even when uh, aliens vs predator eventually did come out i was super still super hyped for it oh yeah and i was like my god this is going to be the best and i remember my disappointment sitting in the movie theater where i was like this is not like tickling any of that like nostalgia oh, like, yeah. of alien and predator that i wanted it to and it felt really corny and hokey and I like thought they did some things really good, but then at the end of the day, like if I if there was redeeming factors about that movie, it would have been like the practical effects, but there was none to speak of because it was just overshadowed. By it was CGI. the it was kind of like the Freddy vs. Jason thing. Yes, it was, know, by it was by the time you like saw the these sequels to shit that you were waiting so hard about. That's when like that whole IP shit started to become yeah. a big thing. Yeah. So it was more of a product than a film. Exactly. And, and the other issue is like the, there's like um you kind of need a connect like. The Alien franchise, at least through the four movies, had Ripley and Sigourney Weaver and this like pedigree with it. They where, tried like, to, to if, make it cohesive. Yeah, and like the Predator as itself, using that creature, but just jumping films, it needed that connection with either Dutch or H- Harrigan or something else. Where like I could like when I was watching this again and like at the end, um, where it kind of like leaves you thinking that like okay they're gonna they're gonna bring this back again. I thought like okay well the common sense thing is to bring back Harrigan and Dutch in the same movie, both well, having survived predators. I also right? think like it's like almost the polar opposite of Aliens in a lot of ways too because like you can keep redoing Aliens and have it be in sci-fi and like high tech and it could still be cool. But like with Predator, I feel like it's always gonna be most successful the more primitive you make it because the odds feel always more even. So like that's why I really like the Prey movie because like it felt yeah. like okay the odds yeah. are stacked semi evenly and it felt more compelling to me and it felt like the Predator was more of a threat. Where and then going back to like the props and stuff like that, you know, you see the gun at the end of Predator Two that the person ends oh, up yeah, getting really at cool. the yeah. end of Prey. And I didn't even realize that the first time I watched it until I think John may have said it like, oh, yeah, he gives him the gun from Predator 2. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't pick that up the first time. And also, too, I think if you when you look at the comparison between the Alien movies and the Predator movies, whereas the Alien movies over time have they've kind of evolved the story. So like with the Prometheus movies and the whole. Yeah dust in the nose creates the fucking chest bursters. And that's how they actually start out. So like. They've actually taken time to kind of try to world build, world build a little bit more yeah, than yeah. the Predator movies. But I think I like with the last movie with Prey, 
how they are kind of creating this world building of like, and, oh, these motherfuckers have been around. They've right? been fucking but shit up like, for years. They basically took things that you already knew from Predator 2 and and basic and the comics and yeah. kind of grounded it in a very that's why I like about Prey is like it's a very grounded movie and it is what you think it is and yeah. it doesn't try to achieve anything beyond that kind of just bridging the gap between the other two movies but we'll be back after this brief intermission <laughs> your brain already full of mush you want to pollute that worthless mind of yours even more seek out the devil worshippers and to purify their spirits by burning them the man has gone berserk while watching a double feature horror program love and lust are the same to him like being raped by the devil his kind of love can only bring you sin and his arms can only Beyond the limits of mortal fear, outside the realm of imagination, there's a place where every nightmare you've ever had comes true. Pleasant nightmares, friend. <laughs> Greetings, loyal listener. It's your old pal, the Pickerist here. You must have done something really awful to end up in a place like this. Let me guess. You were burnt at the stake for practicing witchcraft. Nah, too old world. You were fried in the electric chair for cannibalizing your neighbors. Nah, too many calories. I got it. You're in league with Satan. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, the Spirit of the Demon, my God! <laughs> it's like my mother always used to say. Get a job doing something you love, and it'll never feel like work. Well, let me tell you something. I was born to do the devil's work. Now, where is that infernal soul extractor? Mm. Aha! <laughs> you see, people think the soul leaves the body when you die. But that's simply not true at all. It hides. And it's my job to find it! <laughs> right now, you're probably asking yourself... Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a lower-level corpse. Ask no more, my unindoctrinated friend. You can visit our website at sayyoulovesatanpodcast.com <laughs> There, you can buy the latest in Corpse Wear. Leave a voicemail to be featured on Spill Your Guts. Or support the show directly by becoming a Patreon member and supplying Satan with cold, hard cash. Send your hate mail to sayyoulovesatanpodcast at gmail.com. Join the devil worship on Facebook at Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast or 
Follow the Congregation of Degradation on Instagram at Say You Love Satan Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to be automatically entered to win a free t-shirt. <laughs> and before you go, there's just one more little thing I'll be needing. It won't hurt much. <coughs> <coughs> All of the mutilations, bodily dismemberments, and cannibal rituals were performed by seasoned professionals. Please do not attempt any of these stunts at home. Put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply.
has thermal image vision, optic prism body armor, laser-guided smart weapons, all-terrain mobility, hazardous atmosphere compensators, and this Thanksgiving, he's in town with a few days to kill. Predator 2, rated R. So the movie opens to a black screen, but the subtle sounds of the jungle permeate. In the that dis- monkey sounds sick. In the, in the distance, a, a sick and diseased Pauly Shore cries out for help. But wait, we see the transition of a jungle canopy, but is that a road? And then suddenly... The camera pulls up a hill, and we're we're greeted with the Los Angeles skyline, 1997. Oof, right the far the, the far future. Right off the bat, that is a fucking good opening, bro. Right, right, like, then, just, just gets you primed for and it. And then Predator vision Troll. of the the thermal skyline, and <laughs> which which the video game tries to do, but it just looks like uh, it just looks like melted uh, rocket pops. I love this movie too because, like, nowadays in Predator movies, you have to have like the opening is like Predator in his ship, typing in coordinates, CGI, nothing created in real life, just a guy sitting on a fucking plastic chair in a blue screen room, and he's like, "Oh, let's find the autistic kid planet." The autistic kid planet, written by written by Shane Black. It's just an autistic kid's like fucking like big head, and he lands on it. Yeah, actually, when uh when when Danny Glover falls through the uh, the elevator shaft and into the the alien ship, it's actually the forehead an autistic kid that they're using. (laughs) (laughs) I smeared my poopy all over the walls today again. (laughs) Mort, Mort, get out of here! The autistic kid's landing the predator ship. You don't need crowns when you got poops. More, more, get in here. It's, it's disgraced actor Tom Jane. <laughs> Thomas Jane? 1922, I saw Predator. Came in here. Oh, man, it. the crossover we never knew we needed. I murdered my wife, and suddenly there's a Predator in these cornfields. I murdered my wife. I threw her down the well. Next thing I know, Codpiece Central. I was like, holy shit, you made all this technology. You got a fucking stainless steel codpiece? Can I become a Predator? And they're like, no way. And he opened up his crab mouth. And I shot him. <laughs> Yo, Dust Bowl Predator is depressing. I went to Chickies uh, and Pete's and I ate me a Predator. Cracked his bones open, slurped out the, the, the succulent meat. So the Predator vision, like, eventually focuses on a street corner, and uh, you can tell that there's, like, human sized silhouettes of people firing guns into the air, and then it 
boom explosions and then suddenly Kalaka-laka. suddenly you're in the set of robocop and it's detroit and it's the ocp versus the thugs up um and uh somehow there's uh reporters and news vans and uh tony pope's there with the hardcore oh. news morton downey his, jr his fucking uh I, I like did a little research into that actor his sister was like one of the last people that was lobotomized really in, in the 70s he's, yeah he's got a real um he's kind of like an ocp tabloid guy he looks like uh, remember hard copy from like yeah. the 90s yeah. uh it's funny because i watched uh kill anybody watch killer sally on netflix Mm-mm. It's like the documentary about like killer. Uh, oh yeah, the bodybuilding bo- chick that killed her husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually an awesome documentary, and it really captures also like '90s tabloids and '90s like e- hard copy was basically like a video version of like tabloid magazines at the time, and it was really interesting how they like portrayed just. Uh, I guess like in the '90s, it was really big to like. Oh, we have to focus on like women that are killers because it brought in a lot of like traffic for them and stuff like that so they would immediately no matter what the facts were were paint would paint like these like women in like uh like basically like they were guilty before the trial even began and so with her like their headline on hard copy was like i remember when i watched it they were like she used to lift weights but the last thing she lifted was, was a, a shotgun <laughs> the, the shotgun that took her husband's life oh damn wow. and you're just like oh shit but did she do it though for real so uh, we get like I, I really like this transition because it kind of gives you the police, it gives you the thugs that are shooting everything, and then it gives you there's an undercurrent of like the press in this, and they're trying to figure shit out what's going on. But the press are basically like fearless, and that they're like really next to the cops. There, the bullets are flying back they and are forth in the middle of it. It's very much <laughs> like when you're when you watch this opening, it's like comfort food for the soul of like a child of a child that was born on like 80s and 90s yes, action yeah. movies. The, you're just like you're just gobbling this the up. end of a death wish movie is the beginning of this movie exactly yeah. yes and um so we don't really ever get introduced to harrigan per se he basically just takes his unmarked squad car barrels it up the the, the street <laughs> it hits uh it hits the corner of another car it stops he gets out as if that's just how he enters a scene no matter what always property I damage wish- be damned. <laughs> i wish that was the way he drove home every night after work he just like back and forth he didn't stop his car just drove it into the living room and his wife had it like his little like tv dinner, TV dinner yeah. for he just sat there and he was eating and his wife didn't act like it was I just, I, at all. I, this movie goes so fast and i kind of wish you just got like one brief respite of that Downtime to see what these people's lives look like when they weren't getting shot the fuck. Yeah, just give me one, at, for like thirty seconds. Give me one scene of like Danny Glover at home and like in a foot bath, and he's just soaking his feet, and he's got nice <laughs> bubbles in there, and it's like a like, nice a, like at least in the Crow, you got to see, um, you got to see they eat uh, hot dogs. Yeah, they eat hot dogs, and he goes like into his house where he's in his underwear and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, doing well, like, a, that. like a normal thing. Yeah. You want to see? Yeah, give me that. a scene of like Danny Glover just washing his dick after like, well, a long I want to see yeah, like walking dick and balls in the a wet wipe. He's wet wiping yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Wet wiping the tip. He's like my wife then, likes it when, then, I wet, when I wet wipe my dickhead. And then but. you find out his boxes are also made from pure canvas. <laughs> <laughs> he peels off his like whole like his clothes like in one like thing and he, just, he kicks it at the wall and just goes sk-sk-clunk, and it just sticks to the wall. Skusklunk. Skusklunk. He's got underwear made of drywall. He just punches it open. So that's the funny thing though. We know that it's like a heat wave, right? Yeah. Yeah. But everybody is not dressed appropriately. No, they're all wearing like, the like trench coats and shit. Yeah, yeah, even like, the even the gangsters are kind of wearing I mean, typical come gangster to, come clothes. Come to Philly in the summer, 
People are wearing the barest the amount of, of clothing. Yeah. Like, when Danny they Glover get. goes home for the night and he gets in his shower, he doesn't have to take off his clothes because they're turned into like like weird like, <laughs> like paper mache mush. He just I washes. Just he washes them all. <laughs> it is the late eighties, early nineties. So giant blazers, power suits, fucking yeah. huge ties. And, uh, you know, slacks that just continue on for days. Yep. Pleats. That's um, why I think the pleats. predator doesn't kill Danny Pleasance because he sees his pleats and he's like, Danny Pleasance. Holy shit, <laughs> Danny Pleasance. You got fucking pleats for days, bro. So they do a really cool, like, uh, storytelling through the press and stuff. You find out that, like, these motorcycle cops got caught, like, in a sting operation at the wrong place at the wrong time. They're down in the middle of the street, even though, like, 30 cops are dying to get to rescue these two cops. For some reason, these two cops are very, very important and somehow they're still alive. And then, one of the guys has a grenade launcher and he's shooting it. And then you're awesome. like, you're like, you know what? You know what's better than just like showing you all these explosions? What if we had a slow mo explosion right at the beginning of this film? So just so you could just like jerk it a little bit and get a little beat to come yeah. before everything else. <laughs> I, want about that to well, I want that beat. I want that The MVP in this scene for me is there's one guy with two Uzis that he's like not even aiming. They're just flying into the air <laughs> and he's shooting yeah. both of them. And there's a part in the amazing film everybody should watch called MacGruber uh, where he's like. Oh, I just use these gadgets and like he gets handed a gun. He's like, why the fuck was I doing gadgets the whole time? These are awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Actually, uh, go back and watch MacGyver. That shit holds up. Mm-hmm. The new MacGyver? No, the old MacGyver. The old MacGyver. Okay. There's a new MacGyver? Yeah. Oh, fuck this. Of course. Fuck, this, a new every fuck thing. this mortal existence. Just like the new fucking Quantum Leap that shouldn't exist. And the new MacGyver has a mullet, too. No, I'm sorry, he has a, like now a you're just modern forcing mullet. It. Oh. Modern um, mullet. So, so Danny, uh, Danny, who we get introduced to very quick, we get introduced to everybody except Bill Paxson like, right away, and they kind of like buddy up together, and you it's find like out rag, that. Rag tag and team. the, um, you know, Tony Pope's like screaming, like, where are the competent police Can officers we? at? Where's the mayor? He's in Lake Tahoe this? right now. He's not even in the city. What are they going to do? And I'm like, distracted by his chiclet teeth. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy trying to say? It's like when Katrina happened and everybody's like, where is George Bush? And he's like, mm, <laughs> we're still teaching him how to read. There needs to be a fucking teeth off in this movie with uh, Tony Pope and fucking Gary Busey because uh, their fucking teeth could go to war. <laughs> let's put Robert Davi, Seal, Tony Pope and Gary Busey in a room. Well, let's see who comes out on yeah. top. The which crater one, or the teeth? Which one will run the Dick Tracy gangster game? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, when you're done, it'll just be like a bowl and it'll just be like teeth inside of a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so they modify, uh, they modify Harrigan's car, even though he crashed the shit out of it to get there with uh, body armor and vest. And then like, uh, uh, you see, you get the introduction to the trunk arsenal that every cop, you know, uh, at to. a certain pay grade, apparently in Los Angeles has. You don't um, have that when you go to work. You don't open up your trunk and it's just like got all your. All no, your, all, I don't. Like, um, devices. It's so no. great, too, because, you know, like if he was like an operator, he'd open up like a suitcase and he'd have them all in like a little like foam area. No, they're yeah. just like jammed in. No, there. no, he's it's literally. Like, this is my favorite action figure. This is another change. When it's it's literally around. like if we went, you know, like in Terminator, when he breaks in, in Terminator 2, when he breaks into the, uh, to the army Navy store yeah. and he basically wraps everything up into a blanket mm-hmm. and takes it with him. He, they, he took that blanket from Terminator 2 oh, yeah. and threw it in the fucking trunk <laughs> of his car and whatever fucking accessories ended up where they were. It's that's the what he used. CU. So he his whole uh you know uh twenty thousand level IQ uh thing is to drive the car up sideways, barrel out of it with no door on, and uh give buy time for the SWAT team to come up and grab the two guys that are uh, that are but uh, did on it the work? street. Uh, because of plot armor, nobody was shot <laughs> in the in the rescue of these two motorcycles. Well, the funny cops. thing is, like they're, they're like he's gonna bleed to death. He was barely bleeding. No, no, there's, there's right? actually there's actually. 
For this scene, as many bullets as are flying and explosions are happening, I don't think there's any blood. Yeah, that one right, guy had, he had some blood on his leg. That I was can it. imagine. I'm surprised there hasn't bit, been a, a Blu-ray with like, the uncut version of this movie, because how much the director says they had to cut is just like if, insane. If, if they save the elements. The yeah. fans have to request but why it. Does, like, I know like the Predator is like, attracted to like you know uh, conflict and stuff like that. It just seems like a weird thing, though, because like, when you're hunting, like say a regular hunter is going out to like find a deer. It's not like the hunter's like, I gotta find two deer that are fighting, to, then I'm gonna hunt <laughs> right. that deer. No, he's fight. gotta yeah. find the strongest, hardest deer in the wood like, that's gonna try so to, he's like... he's gonna find... He wants to... Predator wants to find gangs. He so, wants to find I mean, you, like, some crypt kind of deer. Yeah. It sound like, like when you're going hunting for deer, you're looking for the deer with the biggest, hardest dick. Like, <laughs> that's not true. You're, yes. not, you're not, like, looking for like, that deer. I mean... Yeah, I mean... That's why you're hunting for the buck with the biggest antler spread, right? Because they've lived the longest and they've got the fucking... Doesn't nice mean it, rack. Doesn't mean they have a big cheat cheat though. No, but they got no. mega sperm. They got okay, mega things are blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the ranch, things are heating up. Um, yeah, so uh, so they rescue the two motorcycle cops, and um, the gangs, the, the gangbangers, kind of retreat into what you think is like basically like a laundry sewing place it's from the sweat, outside. It's a sweatshop. It's a sweatshop, and um, and they're in there painting neck. Meanwhile, meanwhile, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, Careful. no, no, you better paint these predators. Paint them better. They keep complaining that the joints are snapping on all the NECA figures. <laughs> paint faster! Meanwhile, Jesse's like, how do I pose these figures and make them stand up? <laughs> Everyone will ridicule me if I, they don't stand up. I hate the boss. He's so mean. He's only 10. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. This is when, like, Harrigan kind of distinguishes himself because he, like, gets the jump on, like, a bunch of guys that are all facing in one direction and shoots, like... Shotguns down like five gangsters in a row. Awesome. Um, and uh, Charles Bronson is somewhere crying because he couldn't have been a part of this film. Holy shit, dude! Can um, you, that's what that's what the predator is too. He's almost like Charles Bronson vigilante. He's going in. He's trying to stop this bad situation from happening by breaking it up and not having any police ca- casualties. And I want to see that movie where you want to see Charles Bronson versus Predator. No, I want to see a that movie. would be amazing. You guys remember the Pred Alien? Where it was like predator aliens. Yes. So what if oh, no. what if what if a pre a pre, a pre-, a pre- alien? What no, what? no laughing at that when I said Praetorian alien, you were like listen, meh, 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 meh. listen like a pred alien face hugger implants the eggs in Charles Bronson, so that when the xenomorph comes out, it looks like a pred alien Charles Bronson, <laughs> and he has instilled in him vengeance, vigilante justice, and he becomes like a vigilante, and it's pred Man. Bronson <laughs> alien. I really w- I really wish I showed you the the ending cutscenes from the from the PS2 Predator. Con- Concrete Jungle Game because that's basically what comes out of the transpod was a fucking it looks like Steven Seagal mixed with a predator. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm just imagining Bronson fighting a predator and being, you know, like one of the taglines would be like, oh, he's an alien, not an illegal one. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine when the pred alien Bronson comes out till he has like a little mustache? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I like chicken. So the gangbangers, uh, they they run into the they run into the sweatshop, which you find out is an armory. And then just as as Harrigan and his team are about to pursue, uh, the SWAT commander, who's also in Lethal Weapon, runs up and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! We got we got new orders from Robert Davy. He says you gotta wait because there's a, a federal task force that's on their way, and they got jurisdiction over this." And Harrigan's like, "Bullshit!" And he runs <laughs> in the building with everybody. Actually, no, they look from the outside and there's an explosion all of a sudden that happens on the outside. And they're like, and they're like, what the fuck? What's going on up there? And then we get all the guys that are in the armory and they're armoring up and they're grabbing all these weapons from like every action movie known to man. 
uh, the skylight busts through. Well, my favorite scene is the guy who snorts the entire yes. chalice so of coke. Has, the entire. <laughs> he, has he needs all the coke. Like yes. a 1920s lighter full of coke that he snaps open, takes all the lines, then he goes, Come and get it! That's a missed opportunity in the movie, too, to have the Predator being like, What is this white stuff? And the Predator's trying to sniff cocaine, but the Predator doesn't have a nose, so it's just like going like in his between his eyes. He's just giant mouth. He's just got a giant mouth. He's trying to see, he's trying to sniff. He's got no nostrils. Because I don't have you seen a nostril on the Pred? I don't no. think he has he's no. got a, like a clitoris for like a nose, so I don't really know exactly. Yeah. I think the newer ones do. Maybe he has to finger his clit to get stuff in his nose, so he would just finger the cocaine into it, and then he just goes <laughs> on a killing rampage because he's so hyped up on the yayo. Yeah, imagine like I don't even know how they how they drink because it would be like Gimli trying to well, drink something. It's like there's got to be like hella drool. It's like yes. it's like later in the movie where like uh, Gary Busey's like he likes to eat steak. Bullshit! He ain't fucking eating no steak with them little. <laughs> like he ain't that. That's crap. Also, now, we needed bro. we needed like a we we definitely needed a, like a montage of the predator trying to eat like slabs of beef yes. in the slaughterhouse <laughs> and like heating it up with his little like Bunsen burner. It's <laughs> 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 fucking little meth. <laughs> Like, no, he's chops up. He's like, I like beef tartare. Yeah, <laughs> and he's trying to chew it. It just keeps falling what? out of his mouth. Steak tartare. Mm. Mm, steak tartare. Right, big explosion. Windows blow in. All right, yeah. So, uh, so Harrigan and his team enter the building, and they're kind of like they're they're checking rooms, and they're they're finding all the illegal Mexicans that are making fucking NECA figures at a discount. And then um, one gang member bursts through the fucking door, all fucking bloodied and dis- disheveled, and they uh, light him up. They uh, he lights up a bunch of fucking SWAT guys, and one of the guys falls through the wall, and he like they have to go protect him. But Harrigan goes uh, and pursues the guy up into the rooftop, and the guy turns and spins and says something uh, in Spanish, and he's like, "What? What?" Because he sees the pred up there. What? And then Harrigan says, "Drop the gun," and he pulls the gun out, and he shoots him. And there's a you know we get a slow we get our first slow motion for Booga off the the building, but really what the guy saw was the predator behind Harrigan. And Harrigan turns and spins and does a really nice, aggressive, crouch-shooting stance. It was great. And the Predator and Harrigan kind of look at each other, and Harrigan's like, Nah, it's just a heat mirage. I ain't, <laughs> ain't seen nothing. I'm having a stroke. But, like, why doesn't the I'm Predator... I'm 35, looking like I'm 50 in That's this film. That doesn't make sense, because, like, he's got a gun right there, too, so you think the Predator would just light him up immediately, but he doesn't. Maybe but we because- find out. we find out later that this Predator is a trickster. For reasons I'll I'll explain <laughs> well, later. I think because he smelled Danny Glover's musk from his wool pants, and he was like, "This is a man not to be fucked with lightly." Yeah. Well, when, when he went into a shooting stance, the predator's like, "Peep those steamed hands." Well, because <laughs> Danny Glover's like, his dick is so sweaty that boy fixing to make a friction fire in his pants from the wormwood. It's just so, rubbing uh, around, beating on them nuts all day. The mahogany, the tu- the fucking the, the, the tungsten. <laughs> The tungsten. This gets you. The tungsten. This gets you. <laughs> it's, it's just a word salad of like insanity. <laughs> it's like going into a black hole. Okay. The tungsten contrivances of Danny Clover's pants. Wait, I have a question though. Was the was the predator when he's in his uh, camouflage and he's like invisible? Yeah. Was he this visible in the original movie? Because he's hella visible yeah. in this movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the same that they use the same kind of CGI in this with the like, refracting light. Yeah, and like exactly. even, And in the first movie, his eyes glow at one point when they're like, mm, boogers. Well, unless you're Ray Charles, you're going to know something's up there <laughs> because like you could see like the shit reflecting, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah. And then you figure in the urban environment, there's going to be a little bit, probably be a little easier to mm. spot him than in the jungle. So, uh, 
everybody runs upstairs and like it's right after the guy for boogas and they're all like Harrigan's like acting like he's um he, he's afraid of heights he's afraid of heights a which little bit which comes plays in the play later which plays in later which yeah. I didn't actually pick up in the multiple watches of this that he was actually afraid of heights at the time because he like very nonchalantly says stuff and no, then like he's Danny like, he's like get me down from yeah here. Danny Danny like well he kind of mumbles lines throughout like I had captions on but. Um, Danny, oh, he, well, Danny helps him out when off he's the like, rooftop. And he's like, Jimmy Schmitz, get me down from here. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I got you, bro. <laughs> Bail Organa, could you get me down? No. No! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go back down and inspect the bodies downstairs, and um, there's shell casings everywhere. There's blood all over all the fucking walls. Um, and uh, they're all, all their chest cavities are fucking blown open. And then Danny finds, uh, happens to look up and sees a body hanging uh, naked from the skylight that's like kind of getting dressed out. And he goes, that's about 35, 40 feet. No rope, no ladder. That guy weighs 190, 95 pounds. You couldn't carry him up there looking at tungsten ass fucking Danny Glover. <laughs> Which I think Danny Glover could have could have hoisted But you see, that, you see the hanging tookie? And well, it's like a well, nice little tookie. It just pulled up because the predator was at appraising At one point, it. like, the, like uh, Jimmy Schmitz is like, I want to go up there and look at it. And he's like, okay, cool. And he and Danny Glover puts up like a thick rope between his ass cheeks and grips it and throws like the line over like the fucking <laughs> oh, over, like, the rafters. God. And little Jimmy Schmitz climbs up there and he looks at the body. Little Jimmy Schmitz, <laughs> by the way. This sounds more and more like an episode of Ren and Stimpy than Predator. Powdered <laughs> toast. So it does. They, they go downstairs and um, you can see Ren having the fucking with the rope in his butt, his little butt. <laughs> and the butt picture is all detailed. <laughs> so they go downstairs and that's when uh, Robert Dabby shows up to chew out Harrigan and they have a they have like basically the stereotypical nineties insubordination talk. Insubordinate. Uh, give me your badge and gun now. Insubordinate and churlish. And then Busey shows hey, up. Hey, Ron. Busey shows up in a silver Airstream helicopter, and all the G-Men get out, and they put on a big show. And then we get to, uh, again, this is a, a scene out of fucking RoboCop, where we go to the station, and the station's overrun with fucking people. It you is know? chaos. And there's graffiti outside. because awesome. awesome. everybody was getting arrested back then in the 90s. Because it is everybody. last action hero, Judge Dredd, RoboCop right. precinct. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a million people waiting to be served out front of the Bunch police station. Bunch of prostitutes just locked yes, up, always. chained to chairs. Yeah. Um, everybody's desk is in a common area, and there's no wall separating them. I, I don't know how they actually heat the place or provide any sort of AC. And, you don't um, need AC where fucking Danny Glover's sitting in there just exuding heat from his fucking crotch. You know what? You know what? Police station is very reminiscent of this. Malignant. malignant. Oh, malignant. <laughs> right. Mm, you ain't wrong, girlfriend. I know. Oh, yeah, but there's a lot of blue filters in uh, that police station. Because You know why? A Jew broad. Prejudiced against Italians. That movie's the best. That's why. Um. So this is our introduction to Paxson's character Jerry Lambert, who's there, who's always telling a joke to an unwilling ear and um this is a reason for um basically the captain to, to captain pilgrim to pull harrington in and uh basically tell him like hey i know you spoke to robert davy three seconds ago but just to let you know the feds are taking over again they're really interested in this war that we have the war on drugs perhaps you've heard of it and the feds per are taking over. Perhaps. Which means you're cutting off my dick and shoving yes. it up my ass. True that, stuff. You might have heard about this thing called the war on drugs. I mean, winners don't choose drugs. I mean, all the video games told Dare. me back in the arcade. <laughs> Thanks to Dare. me, mommy. Don't cross the Italians. Don't put a horse head in your bed. So, uh, Keys, <laughs> Keys comes in again and uh, introduces himself to Harrigan. And you can kind of tell that there's a lot of sexual tension in the room. 
while that's happening and uh harrigan acts like a nice person for like a whole three seconds in this movie when he's not being hostile to everybody else he needs to come Harrigan's well, just like you know how much nut i got because my wife won't just ex- excavate it it's dried up it's desiccated it's dry i need this dry sperm slime out of me <laughs> oh like i think straight well cooperation is my middle name <laughs> uh, maria and, conchita um, get over here Chiquita, my banana. Cheesy, uh, so, uh, I swear. Danny and, Danny and Harrigan start talking, and they think that maybe like King Willie is making a move. King Willie is a is a I love gangster how, that we haven't seen yet, bro. I love how his name is King Willie. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the most. It's it's not good, bro. You should have worked on this dude's name. You could have gave him something evil. Shit, sounding. It's not like, like a threatening name at all. Like you got Thulsa Doom, and you got King Willie. Who's winning? I like fight? the idea of them being like. King Willie. All right, we'll replace that with something in the final draft. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> King Willie. The guy's like, oh, great idea. King Willie. Good. So uh, Lambert. Um, he looks like a Willie. Lambert uh, is being like super sparmy and he kind of he goes over to Cantrell to uh, tell her a fucking joke. And uh, Danny and, and Harrigan are kind of watching through the office window and they're like, he's fucking barking up the wrong goddamn tree with Cantrell. And. Sure enough, she sexually harasses uh, Bill Paxton and also sexually gropes him it's by hot. grabbing his fucking nuts. Yeah, yes. That was the norm back then. And that is fucking sick. She should have been fired on the spot <laughs> for sexual harassment. Listen, she, she lives in a man's world. I love She's got to act like so a man. You're, so you're apologist for women who grab men's yeah. genitals I'm without consent? She, she should have been put on the sex offenders <laughs> list and should have been disbarred. Yeah. But Glover is a great line because uh, I guess Paxton's named like the Lone Ranger and he's like, like Paxton comes in with this, like, this big yuppie Miami Vice energy and he's like, that Lone Ranger? I thought he was here to fix the air conditioning. <laughs> so Lambert uh, hobbles his way in to see Harrigan, and uh, he's like, God damn, is that bitch on the rag or what? Oh, yeah. And Danny Glover <laughs> looks at me, he's like, beards are gross. That's fucking <laughs> gross. <laughs> I don't want to talk about no pussy blood in my office. So, so Harrigan's like, you're in this shit now, choir boy. <laughs> Your Metro Commander's a war zone. We're fighting a war here. And he basically, <laughs> he basically sits Lambert down on his knee and says, like, there's no I in team, so don't you go be, be in a showboating boy. This ain't lethal weapon. There's no menstruation in men. Menstruation you know is an abomination. Fucking sick. Uh, so uh, and he goes, hey, kid, welcome to the war. And I like how they keep referring to it as a war because basically it is a war because they have military grade equipment. It's what, yeah, Ronnie, it's yeah. what Ronnie Reagan wanted all along, and he made America so great. I, I mean, this is like an arcade beat em up that was just like, this is like Streets of Rage Narc, made flesh. The movie. Yeah. It really is. And I love it. Uh, so at night, we're, we're, we're gifted with the LA oh, skyline again and best. a zoom in to a skyscraper where it's Pound Town City, boy. That, that bitch is riding it like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It is the loudest moaning and screaming ever. Bro. I, Yo, I then remember at a very young age, there was some fluid discharge from my wheel. <laughs> and they're fucking in that decommissioned Chi-Chi's. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> and, he, and she's like, fried ice cream. You fry my ice cream. And he's like, I don't know how you fry it and it doesn't melt. It's a secret. It's Chi-Chi's secret. <laughs> my Chi-Chi and their Chi-Chi. <laughs> So uh, the guy's getting his 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 dick on, and um, <laughs> he's getting on. his dick on. Uh, and uh, mid coitus, uh, shit gets interrupted because a bunch of Rastafarian dudes k- jump in and uh, they Rastaman. they uh, string him up and put him upside down, and uh, 
he's like, oh man, I got money. I got two million. Here's my I got two million in a suitcase. I'll give to you, man. And uh, this is when Jessup utters his line. It's not about the money. It's about the power. And it's also about if someone's naked, hanging upside down. <laughs> and go. you decide, I'm going to gut this ball. That dude is piss peeing all over your fucking face. <laughs> like, you're getting pissed Yeah, there's, all there's over some you. dribble. There's some dribble. No, I, I'm more concerned of the fact that they took the time to construct a voodoo altar below his body Yo. and light all the candles. It's the ritual, Yo, Steph. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta fucking go with you the You are history. Fucking history, goddamn puto. And, and all the 90s movies like that, I feel like they went out of their way to let you know that Jamaican people did voodoo. Oh, they did. Like, oh, yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. went yeah. out of their way to make you, let would, you know I would go, Jamaicans do voodoo. I would go as far <laughs> as to say that 90% of the movies that came out in the 90s had a black voodoo in it. Yes. Okay. Even like yeah. the James, even you know. the J- one of the James Bond movies had fucking voodoo in it. Oh, so like, that one on. did not age well. Even Call Me Cleo was like, is this bitch into voodoo? Because she <laughs> might be. Miss Cleo? Like, yes. all I knew back then, it was like, they're decapitating chickens and there's chicken blood. That's all I knew as a kid back then. Is yeah. like, this is, oh, voodoo is, like, I had never associated like the zombie shit, but the that's zombieism all, like, shit. It's, like a, it's like, like a melange of fucking white people not getting that shit because like Santeria has that type of shit yeah. in it too. But like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't, doesn't matter. This is cultural appropriation. The movie. Goes, it yeah. seems like amber is the color of their energy. My, gra- <laughs> my grandma used to tell me like, uh, whoa, <laughs> what'd you just say? <laughs> my grandma used to tell me voodoo is a gateway drug to marijuana. Jess, <laughs> all I knew, all I knew, and Jesse mentioned it earlier, is about the voodoo hoodoo. What you done dare do, people, and that's all I knew about voodoo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Pack> the planet. <laughs> King Willie says, "Not only do I have to kill you, but I have to take your soul." Voodoo magic, fucking voodoo magic, man. I love Shit the, happens. I love how the guy when he's like, the, like the guy who's about to be disemboweled, he's just like, "You're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> what about the trimps?" <laughs> he, is, he does. He does say it. Like, he does actually say it. Like that. He's like, "You fucking crazy, man." <laughs> What about the chimps? <laughs> um, and then the predator makes his entrance, and we get a really cool like shootout sequence. And he's uh, using his fucking gadgets and his so darts. And they his shoot out hat. every window in that apartment. Everything. When the girls running away, not only do you get the titties, but you get Mega Muff. Any yep. fucking movie that's going to go full bush, I'm on board with <laughs> which, that. Which nineties <laughs> movies back then were always they good all about. Did. They they, they yeah. had to have the exact same uh, rectangular. Uh, <laughs> landing strip, yeah. right? There was like no, there was like there had to be vaginal uh, escaping conformity, right, and right. it had to be no, no, no. it had to be the rectangle. God forbid your puss hair connected with your legs. Like they did not want to see that. It needed to be uh, its own contained vaginal area. Vaginal area. But yeah, he gets to use all his toys. It's really fucking sick. We get to see the net that like tightens and choppy. He busts out the claw net. again and claws a guy through oh. the back and lifts him up. He get all this Anytime shit. Anytime I was a kid after I saw this movie and I was running through the woods, I imagined I was the predator with my little predator claw fucking shooting the nets that would suck people in except my victims were like my wet moldy porn magazines I had hidden in the woods. I was about with, to say, and my li- I was like when is this going to be about the woods porn? And I didn't see heat vision, my red pricks all like porn vision and it would just know where the moldy porn mags were. I'm just so, imagining Jesse pretending he has heat vision. Gotta come, gotta come. I love, gotta come, gotta come. I love the escalation here because in the in the opening of the movie and the, the attack on the armory, we don't see anything happen. We just see the aftermath here. You actually see the Predator doing all his things, using all his gadgets, and killing everybody. And then the press and the cops arrive. Tony Pope's on the scene. Oh man, it's Pope. That parasite must live in his car. And so that's when Harrigan 
uses Lambert for the first time and gets him to distract Pope. And uh, while he and Danny kind of uh, not hear the radio transmission to stay away from the federally jurisdicted and protected scene. So they go up to the, to the, uh, the penthouse and just like we saw that one body in the beginning of the movie hanging naked. Well, now we've got several fucking bodies hanging that are naked and the blood and the shell casings and all and the they're aftermath. they're all skinned too, aren't they? They're all skinned except for the, the, main, the guy that the was killed guy, yeah. in, the, in the ritual killing. Um, they took his heart out. Terror tactics, man. And then they find um, the woman that the Spanish guy was banging and she's, she's mumbling, El Diablo vino por elos. The devil came for them. Uh-huh. You know what's interesting about this movie uh, is like, so the predator comes down, right? Does the predator have like a quota of how many things he needs to kill? Like, what is the predator's ultimate goal? Does he just keep killing until he is like almost killed, or like what is his point? Because I like, think he's baiting Glover the whole time. He's, okay, he's trying to find the ultimate. So to him, like Danny Glover is the ultimate. The yeah. pinnacle like the apex is like yeah. the strongest. He, he watched him fucking wreck house at the beginning. Because like, like, that's like my yeah, point. yeah, yeah, and that's, like, yeah. I, you think like that like you know, Predator, with all their technology, like, at this time, they would have had, like, their own Google, and they could have just searched, like, specifically a person's name, like, who is the strongest human being, and found that person and fought them. Or, like, at the very least, fight an elephant. Or, like, try to fight a whale, because they're, like, going to be tougher to kill. Like, <laughs> oh a Predator God. would take a week to kill a whale. Well, unfortunately, in the Predator's universe, that's where Ask Jeeves became the, the wanted oh, search Jeeves. engine, so everyone's fucked. We hate Google! <laughs> Ask Jeeves rules! <laughs> What was the other one? The Yahoo didn't Yahoo have a search bar? To <laughs> me, Netscape. To me, if they wanted Netscape. to get the best challenger Alta ever, Vista. they should have yeah. fought. They should have fought Ray Charles because Ray Charles is blind, <laughs> so it means he's really in touch with like sound, and he's probably like a great warrior. And he could have probably oh like uses really, echolocation. To yeah, find he, his, pr- he probably his does. He no, probably, they, he it probably like goes like this. And the sound bounces. <laughs> now, off, now you make me. Back and now you make me want to see like the Ruckert Hauer. In Blind Fury, fight a predator. No. <laughs> I just like the idea of a predator appearing in a corner with Ray Child just going, Come on, one guy! <laughs> coming out. Me and, stuff and, then, and then the predator just basically mimicking his voice back yeah. to him, and, and you're just so, like, Two Ray Charles going back and forth. Talking about Ray Charles, like the other, the other day, I was like, Steph. I had this like thought in my head of like commercials from like growing up, and I was like, Steph, do you remember George Burns? He was the oldest motherfucker. Like, I remember being a kid. And commercials with George Burns would come on, and I'd be like, I don't know who he is, but he is the oldest yes. motherfucker I've ever seen alive. He was, the, he was like a hundred back in the day. And he was like the spokesperson for Little Caesars. Remember, he was the Big Cheese for Little Caesars? Yes. So it'd be like a little girl being like, hi, Big Cheese. All I really want is a Little Caesars pizza. And then he would be like in his mansion, he'd pick up the phone, and he'd be like, okay. And he would fly his helicopter to like the kid's house, and he would show up dressed up as Little Caesar, and he would sit down to eat the pizza. I don't remember And he this. would take off the Little Caesars puppet hat, and they would be like, oh, you're not Little Caesar? And he'd be like, I'm George Burns, kid! Let's <laughs> eat! It was the weirdest fucking commercial. Why Why did they gear George Burns towards kids? Kids don't care about George no, Burns. No, no. That's all. 80s kids did, though. Did they? 80s kids love George Burns. <laughs> Because I don't remember that was, shit whatsoever. He was always smoking a stoke. You don't remember yeah, the whole remember. He, Did he have round glasses? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, I kind of know what you're talking about. And he looked like a straight up chimpanzee. Like, I, I confuse him with the guy from Rocky. Um, no, 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 no. George Burns, you would know if you saw a picture of him. Yeah, Martin. I know who you're Martin talking about. Balsam, is that who you're thinking of? No, the, it's not over yet, Rocky's Rock. coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fathom Ballsack. The guy from the Sentinel. <laughs> that guy, He's yeah. in a bunch of other shit. 
And I'm, whose name is escaping me right now because it's a really weird name. <laughs> Fat Man Ballsack. Um, so they so earlier in the in the police station, Danny and uh, Harrigan were speculating that King Willie's the one that took out the guys because they were rivals at the armory. But here, King Willie's men has been killed along with the guys from the armory. Uh, the guy that that, that they were uh, shoving the knife in. So they think there's well, there's got to be another new player in town because King Willie's men is dead. And that's when <laughs> Danny. Danny looks up uh, through the skylights, skylights, uh, ceiling, ceiling, and sees that the little tiny spear gun tip is lodged in a vent. In like a vent, yeah. In like a vent, and he's the, like, oh, the, we gotta, we, we gotta look at that, we gotta get that, the that's thing evidence. The best about that is, like, he sees that, right? And then, like, literally two seconds later, the FBI comes barging in, special tactical unit FBI silver pants brigade and they have all this technology they bring into this room and they're literally inspecting this room for like 16 hours and they don't find that thing that that dude just had to look vertically up and see right and so that's when key shows up <laughs> right right yeah and uh they lock down the scene and keys goes you got a big nose and you're sticking it too far into my business yeah this is my crime scene yeah, I mean, you can't have a, like a, a, a 90s police Listen, slash uh, sci-fi slash horror movie. If you're Danny Glover. Without some like jurisdictional yeah. cock-stroking. Cock yeah. yeah. If you're Danny Glover and you're like trying to like get a hold on a scene, right? And this motherfucker walks in looking like Lord Humongous in Demi Borgir. You're going to be like, yeah, bro. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm piecing out on this one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Harrigan tells Danny, like, look. We're going to come back here. We're going to check things out. We'll come back at 1 a.m. Look, no hero stuff. Don't go in without me. I'll be back later. And he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. He goes, all right, Danny boy. And the predator goes, Danny boy. Turn around, turn around. (laughs) And uh, so Harrigan meets with Lambert at a bar and he says, look, I want you to surveil keys. And uh, Lambert tells Harrigan that the, uh, the female survivor that they pulled out of the penthouse, he tailed her. She never made it to the hospital. They took her away in a helicopter. That boy trying to get some strange. Because he 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 licks his fingers and slicks back his hair. Did your mom ever used to give your face a spit shot? Oh my god. I used to hate that because I would then I would smell her spit. My mom would spit in her hand and like be like, You got chocolate all over you. Again, Jesse and butter. (laughs) She'd wipe it all off and I'd be like, Thanks, mom. Now I won't look like a little softy in front of the boy men. The boy men. (laughs) Not the boy men. Uh, so so uh, Danny, Danny obviously decides not to wait for Harrigan. He slips into the, um, he slips back into the penthouse, and um, he uh, realizes that the feds missed the dart. Uh, Jesse was mentioning earlier, and he climbs up. He climbs up one of the Aztec columns that are there, and uh, we do see like what looks like like blood splatter, but it's actually hand marks yeah, from the predator yeah. going up into. Ruben the- Gladys is like a little spider monkey. He climbs up there. Yeah, he goes up there and uh, grabs the grabs the spear tip out, and while he's doing that, he hears "Danny boy," and it startles him, and he kind of like semi falls, and the predator catches his leg, and he pulls out his pistol, uh-huh. and uh, his necklace breaks, and it falls on the floor, and we're not really greeted with a kill, except him screaming and going, "Oh, oh God, please don't!" It, it, that's a necklace that the pred gives back to him later, right? Yeah, that's why he's a trickster, Jesse. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Deputy Chief Heineman and Captain Pilgrim. Uh, Can you do that noise every time you're going to transition uh, scenes? <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my predator. Like I'm a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, Deputy Chief Robert Davy and Captain Pilgrim uh, 
do the speaking speaking spell uh oh my god this is about history uh-huh. uh, histrionics of all the property damage uh-huh. all, uh-huh. all the fuck ups this that guy, has done. this guy is a total loser <laughs> he destroyed one car he is insubordinate and churlish did not did not wipe ass and replace toilet paper on toilet roll in stall three subfloor one bathroom in 1983 it's like, uh, it's like demolition man every time they curse they're like and you have five credits for cursing blah, 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 blah. five demerits it's yeah. like Glover knocking open the toilet bowl or knocking open the toilet stall and blowing apart the toilet with a shotgun. And he goes, World Star! <laughs> no, they're like, and he has five assaults on toilet bowls for his tungsten ass contrivances. <laughs> so there's like a huge time jump here because they're basically like, look, you need to fucking stay out of Keys' way. And if you fucking keep pursuing this, we're going to fucking hang Danny's death around you for being insubordinate. So don't fuck around and don't fuck with Keys anymore. And then, uh, so he's leaving that fucking exchange, and then he spots fucking Keys walking out of the room of the station, and he fucking, they both, uh, touch dickheads, and they're uh-huh. like, look, look, man, this is my jurisdiction, this is my war on drugs, and he's like, no, it's my war on drugs, I've got the bigger dick. And then Gary Busey just, like, kind of, like, shits on the floor, because he just had a traumatic brain injury, and he has no <laughs> idea where he's at. <laughs> he's like, I thought this scene was supposed to shit, raw shit, right on the floor, and they're like, yeah, no, it's not what you're supposed to do, Gary. So Lambert and, and uh, Contrell like uh, talk to Harrigan. They're like, "Yeah, we, we've been surveilling Keys. He's been kind of putting these weird radar dishes all over the the town, and he's installing five G to control everybody. <laughs> you better get a hold on this and spread the COVID. There's only one man we need. He's spreading JFK the COVID Jr. with the five G. I see them. <laughs> COVID's coming. Um. So Lambert uh, said he's like, he, like I've been t- I've been uh, tailing keys all week and like I, I I've I've lost them in the slaughterhouse district every time I have no idea what's going on in the slaughterhouse. I think he's district. going to do cruising type gay sex stuff there. Um, <laughs> they're setting up a rave, uh, a spot on rave like there. I don't, know I, don't know, I don't know if the Fred's into gaping, but it seems like there's a lot of gaping places in this jurisdiction. Um, so we had a shot of keys and they're setting up some really crazy audiovisual equipment <laughs> with uh, guys that are wearing thermal suits and they're like really into like slabs of meat. And we don't know why. And then we get some police procedural drama where Harrigan and Lambert pay a visit to the medical examiner oh who God, is an expert in all things. She's like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You have a fork there? Let me put it in my easy bake oven. What is she using? <laughs> what, what is she using, Stan? <laughs> what is it? I don't it's like know. It's like a spectrophotometer. Yeah, oh, you know, like, like every lab like, has one of those. I thought it was like an electronic microscope. You didn't know that? This bitch puts a fork, fork in an easy bake oven. She's like, beep, 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 boop. And that's like unknown, 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 unknown. And she's like, oh, yes, as I suspected, as you could see here, 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 and here, unknown. <laughs> and, just, and Al Pacino as the predator over here that old bitch is uh, Mother Superior from uh, oh Silent Night Deadly Night yeah oh really really yes. Yes. I thought you were going to say Sister Act and Sister, no. and sister Act <laughs> yeah yes yeah, the only nun movie most of us any of us grew up with it, whoever we know because it was always on uh-huh. syndication yeah, yeah. She, she was in Sister Act but in this movie she has white face on but so. if you were there and she did some sort of molecular testing and was like, oh, it's nothing we've ever seen, you'd be like, oh, aliens. But they're like, what could it possibly be? Well, that's the thing. They they continue to believe that this is a man doing this. Well, also, like, remember, th- ben, three quarters of this, this movie. This is before ancient aliens. So people, people's yeah. minds yeah. weren't open yet to yeah. the possibilities, you know, of ancient aliens. Um... I like, I like her line. He was bone like a fish. I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, oh my god, you're so scientific. I know, but also, like... You're telling this guy's like partner, you know, that he was boned like he was, a fish. He, he died in the most. Oh, is this, yeah. yeah, is this somebody that you were really close to? Uh, you have a picture of him with your badge in his wallet. Uh, well, uh, 
He was he bone, was boned like a fish. Have you ever been to bone 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 uh, bonefish grill? <laughs> I mean, he was boned. <laughs> you know, your partner, she, it should have been deboned like looks, a fish. You know, your partner looks a lot like uh, McRib. He has no bones inside his body, but he looks succulent and delicious. And I was thinking about nibbling on him. So uh, Harrigan's talking with Lambert in the street, and then uh, the the zebra print Cadillac pulls up. That was you know, it's like. The stereotypical it gangster is. fucking yeah. vehicle. And that's why I love this movie. Oh, the Wombat Mobile. Um, and, uh, and Lambert's like, all right, I, like, we both got our fucking hats on. That means we're doing some undercover shit right now, right? And he's like, no, no, no. Lambert, you stay back. I got my hat on first. I'm going in the car first. I like how he's trying to write down the license plate, too. And he's like, ah, fucking son of a bitch. So, uh, if they fucking open up the door, and of course the fucking uh, everything rolls out, and uh, Kion's extended family members pull him. And he, you want some ganja, man? <laughs> you want some ganja, sir? That was racist. <laughs> <laughs> extended <laughs> family members. Well, and the whole time the predator is watching this. That's like, what we I, get. Yeah, like predator right. vision. Like, right. Predator is a creeper in this movie. Yeah. He's like, oh, Danny Glover, where are you going now? I mean, Glover, he's a creeper cemetery. in every movie. Yep. If we're being honest, he really is. He's kind of like just. Do you think he like everybody. when he's invisible, he watches his prey and he's up there jerking, jerking it? Like, it. He's just beating it wild. This is your pad, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like jerking it down like off the trees. Like soon you'll be my victim. Oh, soon you'll be my victim. <laughs> oh my god! So the car pulls up to a uh, stereotypical CD alleyway where. There's a literal piss and shit probably all over the place, and the uh, the dachshund sized rats are frolicking in the trash heaps. And uh, Harrigan steps out coughing. He's like, you know, you guys really got to cut that out. And uh, we get introduced finally to King Willie. King Willie, who comes out from behind a dumpster. All for like two yeah. seconds. He's like, King Willie. What's going on with this whole thing? I'm the dumpster king. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I got to consult the stinky bones, man. <laughs> he pulls like a bunch of like rat bones out of his pocket and throws it on like a fucking dumpster. <laughs> there, are, there are some thin racial characterizations, but fucking Baron Samdi over here was like, consult the bones. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. They say they were always consulting the bones in every <laughs> fucking know. movie. It look alike. Look at the bones. Danny Glover, it look alike to me. I don't know why he's Italian. <laughs> it look alike. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, a look-alike, Danny. you might be in trouble. Let me tell you, a look-alike, first of all, you're going to be infiltrated by the Joe Pesci. Next, in Lethal Weapon 4, going to be the Chris Rock. What you going to do then, Mark? <laughs> Consult the Gabagool. He throws a bunch of Gabagool no. and just splats <laughs> on the floor. No, splats. That's just wet that's spaghetti. Right. No, no, he's like, Consult the Manicotti. He pulls, like, cold Manicotti out of his pocket and <laughs> just splats it. <laughs> that that would have been the move, bro. That would have been they say you want to talk to me they say you offering me favors tell me why babylon mr policeman oh man i wish I, I wish he got into a car with italians to go to this location we went into the back of the car they were all snoring like parmesan cheese you know, he opens the door and spaghetti spills out he's like slipping <laughs> and they're all doing lines did you watch like, did you play the two ps2 2005 uh, concrete jungle game holy shit the spirit world man you see it always the same there's no stopping what can't be stopped no killing what can't be killed you can't see the eyes of the demon until it come calling. I ain't gonna lie. That's making accents. This, this is dread, man. Sheesh. Truly dread. <laughs> but uh, uh, can I just say, watching this through the lens of like 2023 eyes, I'm just like, yeah, this is doing some things. You're like, like, yikes. <laughs> but, when I, but when I saw this in the 90s, I was like, this shit's dark. <laughs> and, these, and, these, and the people that inhabit this world are fucking evil people. They're like, evil as fuck. Like, I loved it, you know? Nothing else here for you, policeman. Time to go. Prepare yourself. And also, like, living in, like, in, like, basically, like, the fringes of the city in Philadelphia, I was always like, 
It's a crazy world out there, Jesse. One day you're going to have to walk among these people and make and make a living. How are you going to do it? <laughs> are you going to consult the bones? You going to ask this motherfucker to consult the bones? I don't think so. You're going to so, shrivel up and die. So uh, Harrigan leaves a basically no. <laughs> Jesse's like, sir. Do I need to consult the bones? My name is Barack Obama. I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of need a little bit more of that though it's like every we overanalyze everything how about we just roll some bones and just figure it out as we go i mean <laughs> all right yeah it could be good it could bones, be easier way dice you know um sports betting sports uh, betting yeah uh, but also the speaking bones, of our new sponsor for the no, i'm just kidding but like the, <laughs> no. the bones they gave this poor motherfucker are legitimately like like they had the crew eat kfc chicken and they're like give him the bones to consult <laughs> when you're done like clean this i'm shit pretty out sure this probably got thrown out a window at them at the crew and they're like you know what these bones would be a good spot for the sketch <laughs> <laughs> and they crossed out on the list consult the bones prop and they're just like got them <laughs> <laughs> all right we're Check. done with the fecal matter Check. we just stop gary Busey keeps eating it i just saved us a dollar on the budget <laughs> gary Busey keeps eating the trash could you please stop throwing it out your windows at us? No, they were going through all the bones and like, too much meat on this one, too much meat on this one. All right, go to Gary Busey's chicken, because it's probably picked bone clean, and they're like, he actually ate like 75% of the bones. He sucks out the bone marrow. We've never seen anything like it. And in the next scene when they were trying to film, he just had like huge Gary, turkey-like bones. Gary Busey's just sitting in his trailer going, nothing like chicken bone marrow, nothing like it. <laughs> no. No, the, the woman's doing that, but she's doing it with Gary Busey's dick in her mouth, and she's like, I'm <laughs> I want the predator to find her skull because her eyes have receded so far back into her fucking head. That bitch has turned into a xenomorph. <laughs> Nothing like it. She opens up her mouth and another mouth comes out. Nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> a little mouth eats it. I feel bad that people pay her basically cameo wages to fucking say shit. It, again, it's cringe culture. Oh my god, it is totally. And I don't feel like people are in on the joke on themselves. I really don't think they are. Listen, no. sometimes you got to no. work with what God gave you. He, God didn't give her much of anything, <laughs> so she's flipping the script. She's got like a she's like evolution game. Her far receded eyes like a chameleon. Yeah, she's like I she's, got chameleon eyes and a toadstool head. She's, <laughs> she's switching the flips, as they say. Switching the flips of DNA. Uh, so uh, he uh, Harrigan leaves in the car, and then he he throws the bones once more, and they're kind of different than they were uh, three seconds ago. And uh, something splashes, something falls off of off, off one of the rooftops and I splashes, and he turns and looks as a young ball. And uh, he kind of like looks down the alleyway, and then the predator splashing, splashing down on the down on the ground. He, he pulls so out force. his he pulls out his cane sword with the albino snake on it. And he he puts it up, and he's like ah. And then the transitions to his decapitated yes. head, perfect, pitch perfect as the predator grabs it. And it's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. But again, that was like that was done. That edit was done specifically because they had to cut so much gore out. And it happens later when they're in the meat packing oh, thing. I'll, okay. I'll talk about that when it happens. Um, so uh, th- this is when we get to see the predator kind of like, get some world building here. The predator using his tools to basically bleach the skull and clean it and polish it. And, uh, you know, because you want to put it up on your shelf so where people come over that they see yeah. it. There's so like, much care put into I gotta this. put my Slurpee brain straw in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things because people on Etsy, they're not going to buy this skull. That's what I was going to say. It's his Etsy shop where keep, he preps his skull. This, this is an artisanal cool. skull. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is artisanal. Um, so back to special report hardcore Tony Pope live from LA the city of fear the psycho vigilante killer continues his daily diet for murder bodies strung out bodies with the skins ripped off the hearts torn from the cadavers 
And that's when um, Lambert kind of gives Harrigan the, the, the deeds on Keith's background. He was an Air Force guy. He did all this kind of secret squirrel, G-Man type shit. Like Chippendale's Ratchet Skew Ranger? And then they kind of... Squirrel? They, they, yeah. yeah, they kind of put the... They kind of, Chippendale uh, squirrels. They, they finally put two and two together and realized that like this, the, that whatever's going down is going down in the Slaughterhouse District because that's where they, they keep disappearing to. So that must be where the G-Men are located. And um, that's when uh, we get some on the nose Harrigan looking at a taxidermy fucking window shop and going, mm, buggers. Oh my God, the director thought that was like the best. He's like, because you know, we hunt these creatures, but it's like the roles are reversed this time. And, every- and I'm like, everybody knows <laughs> it's called the predator. predator, bro. Holy shit. He's um, like, I was considered Ari Aster before he was considered himself. Meets meat and a predator's got to eat, right? Meets me and <laughs> meets me and <laughs> and five clicks means. Uh, meanwhile, so meanwhile, the predator's like go invisible mode. All right, where's Danny Glover at? Fucking shit, he's an hour away. Okay, how many buses do I gotta take to get there? All right, I'm gonna need two trans passes to get there. It's gonna be five Earth dollars and sixty cents. Hmm. All right, fuck. How much? Do I, I gotta go to Citizens Bank, I guess, to get him withdrawal. <laughs> All right, let's go to Citizens Bank first, and maybe I can make it to the cemetery in time to meet him. But that extra, it's gonna cost me at least six fifty to get to the cemetery from my distance. It's like two miles. I'm tired as shit. I just want to go back to my fucking spacecraft and sleep. So, in a in a scene that seems kind of cut out of everything else that's happening in this film. Uh, we see a family uh, in a cemetery and a kid playing with a plastic Uzi that would have got him shot like 600 times hey, today. Yeah, you scum-sucking dog! <laughs> um, I love this kid's dialogue. Is the and, uh, you know, Harrigan's going to visit Danny's grave to put, you know, the picture that they shot five minutes before they filmed this movie uh, with and his badge. And also to leave his badge. Like, right. would that happen? No. No. But uh, this, this scene is the best because this is when you go back to the mind games, this predator... But this predator is like the parent that didn't beat you physically, but like fucked with you like, like emotionally, mentally. like yeah, Steph's yeah. parents. Like Steph's mom would come in. <laughs> well, when my st- mommy and daddy too. When Steph was just being peaceful, <laughs> Steph's mom would come in and just drop kick all of her like toy horses and crack them in half and mm. say, clean your room, it's messy. Pick that shit up. And she'd be like, it's so clean though. <laughs> <laughs> Steph laughs in restraint from childhood yeah. abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. Emotional damage. Yep. Combo breaker, emotional damage, damage, damage. Finish her. I'm already finished. You can't finish me anymore. Pick up that My Little Pony. What? What? Are the, like what are the like uh, last year or so like that? I squeezed Steph's cheeks and made her like her lips go like. And she's like, don't do. When I like had her cheeks squeeze with her mouth, she's like. Don't do that. It reminds me of my mommy. <laughs> and so I, oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> yeah, you're going to Hold on to that. Hold on to that feeling. Um, yeah, this is when we get the what, want some candy line because the, the kid kind of sees the predator in the, uh, in the tree who's stalking. And, uh, and then he kind of mimics the line, want some candy. Want and then, some uh, candy. He fucks with Harrigan by leaving okay. Danny's broken necklace hanging from a tree, and and Harrigan sees it, and he's like, "Umbugus," basically. Um, and then we get uh the subway. This is my favorite scene. Yeah, this uh, is good. and I think this see, I think the scene, this whole scene and sequence, I remember most from my youth. 
Same. and seeing this in yeah. syndication because it's like a, such a, a like a frenzy. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. Um, yeah. So it, from everything from where it's shot to the light pieces, everything. Is yeah. Really so dope. so can't so Cantrell and Lambert uh, confront some local street toughs that are like harassing people on the subway. Then you find out that like people don't need rescuing in this this hellscape version of L.A. because everybody's packing heat. Yeah. Everybody's got yeah. action hero shit. Yep. Um. All right, man. Okay, everybody. Just take a deep breath. Loosen your sphincters. We don't need any rush hour Rambos here. Am I right? <laughs> uh, he's got to chew. Uh, like, like, look, uh, yeah, Paxton's got to chew out the lines when he's got them because he doesn't have much time. But this left. is my thing with this movie. Like, the Predator is somehow everywhere all at once. Oh, yes. All the time. Like, that he's was like, my, like, he's in a scene. And then you imagine he has to run to get to his next appointment. It's like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Where does fucking- he teleport? He teleport. I mean, I, there's, I think there's some slasher tropes here, right? Because right? he's everywhere yeah. all at once. He's definitely everywhere all at once. Well, what it, I always got, I mean, I think the impression we're supposed to get is that he's killing he's, all of yeah. Glover's team to enrage him. Right, but it's just like funny how he's always conveniently he's everywhere. everywhere. Like, yeah. he always well, knows where everybody is. You know what it was? he's hunting everybody simultaneously. It was, the, I guess they were, tr- their mission statement was to try to get that feeling of like, is he behind me? Yeah. Is he, but then they were like, just put him in the scene. Yeah. He, he just throw I mean, him in I there. don't have a problem with it, but it's just funny. Yeah, yeah no, it yeah. is funny Maybe as fuck. Maybe he's like taking an Uber Black everywhere. I imagine he's like, <laughs> he, like Predator's looking at his Apple Watch and he's like, I'm already at 150,000 steps. <laughs> he's doing so good The today. little fireworks come off. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah! <laughs> so we're greeted with the sound of crunching metal as the Predator enters the train from the roof and he, um, he kind of uh, immediately as the, as the lights are flickering, he immediately goes up like the long the the tallest uh, street tough that was harassing one of the commuters and fucking guts him. So good. And um, this is the best too because like the, I love how when they're on here because it's such like a cliche of like when you're on subways like in the eighties like they always had like the lights strobing all <laughs> yes. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like you're on the train and once in a while that happens, but for the most part it's pretty brightly lit, you know. But in the eighties it was always like and it was like dark more than light. And they do that in this scene to like awesome effect. And they and uh, part of that strumming effect, they're doing like these vignettes of the predator kind of killing uh, what, each of the commuters one by one. That has yep. a that has a firearm kind of stilling in your head. The reason why he's doing that. And then uh, Lambert kind of calls to Leona over the over the chaos that's going on, telling her to like get all the people to the front of the train and and uh, and to get out of there. He's going to distract them. And. Uh, you know, that's when Lambert kind of back, basically backs himself up into the the very back of the car, which is the last car of the train. God, he goes out and so... He, I feel like he goes out so quick without like having much in, much in the yeah. movie at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this movie, again, moves like a fucking fever dream. It's an hour and 48 minutes, and yet it feels like... It's fast. It's, it's a blur. Yeah. 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 Well, to it's me, a, if you guys follow the parallel of it being aliens, this is the scene where all the Marines get taken out. Yeah. You know, the scene where he's like, oh, you were always an asshole, Gorman, that type of shit. Yeah, well, so. Well, and also the scene when they're in the meatpacking plant feels very aliens, like when they're fucking watching the Disoriented and, and yeah, they, like, they send everybody in. And the guy monitoring the cameras is basically Gorman. Right. Who, mm-hmm. like, freezes at the, at the most important moment. Yeah. So, uh... Le- yeah, Lambert confronts the Predator one-on-one. He's kind of shooting his his gun directly at the Predator, and nothing's happening. And um, that's when Let's Predator... Let's dance! Predator- Jesus Christ, what are you? And then the the, the one some candy line comes out again. Um, and then Leona pulls the fire alarm, which brings the train to a halt, and everybody kind of uh, d- uh, disembarks off the, off the platform. And then she kind of um, runs to the back of the car real quick, and she sees Lambert already strung up and hanging um, with his clothes on. Um, in the middle of the train car 
And that's when uh, the Predator grabs Leona by the throat, but using his thermal vision, that also sees through uh, skin and oh, bone and, and uh-huh. everything. He sees that she's pregnant. I wish when Danny Glover got this information that the Predator doesn't kill Pregos, he should have just went on a cream cream pie spree where he was just like trying to get every bitch in like oh LA pregnant. God. He was just creaming so much. He's like, I just need... Give me a sandwich in five minutes and I can cream again. <laughs> and then he would just like, he was power creaming. Turns out, you know, the Predator's like, I'm pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> so the Predator's like looking through the, all the wombs and he's like, oh, that baby's going to be autistic and that baby's going to be autistic and but that also, baby's going to be autistic. The Predator's not really doing like that much research. He's just doing a thermal search. So if you're smart and you're Danny Glover, you would be like, I need every police officer to go to every pet store and give everybody a hamster or a guinea pig and duct tape it to their belly. And then you just have people walking around with guinea pigs and hamsters <laughs> oh duct taped to their belly and they're invincible to the predator because he's like, oh shit, they're all preggers. <laughs> and then they're all like punching him. He's like, bite your preggers. Like, hey, a predator has pigs, a moral code. Okay? Guinea pigs he are biting their stomachs. And, and I do like that they're like, 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 like Kyan saying, like there's like their subtle world building with the predator's mannerisms yeah. and his behaviors and stuff like that because uh, some of that's hinted at in the... um. The uh the original Predator movie with Anne, like like she's like a non combatant and so therefore she's kind of ignored right. by the Predator. And so they're kinda of like they're iterating on that, right? That like Well in that movie I was more like it was more like the Predator being like, You live in a patriarchy, you're weak. Well, and Harrigan figures that out pretty quickly because when he goes there and he sees all like the dead uh gang members and the commuters and he's like, Well, they were all armed. That's why they're dead. Yep. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he he's putting the pieces together more than like these people in silver sweatsuits are. Look, bureaucracy is a bitch, and uh, you know everybody with the same mode of thinking is this, is this can't think the, outside the box. So is this when the predator's on the building and he's like screeching, coming, yeah. and he gets yeah. shot by like no, Lover, no, this, that's before pissed. that. So basically, uh, Leona gets snatched up, and then Harrigan arrives on the scene super late, and everybody and their grandmother is packed onto the street. And um and then somebody you know, you know mentions to him that like oh there was a confrontation on the subway oh, and, he goes and the killer's down. back and he's like oh god and he runs and then he sees Leona and the stretcher and and the, the medic is like oh I we got to detect gotta. a fetal heartbeat yeah and they're like oh <laughs> shit that's an actual live child right now full grown child in this woman's womb yeah, it's, it's got full rights and immunities. <laughs> Where are they at? Kentucky? And I forget where they're at. And the baby's like, I vote Trump. And they're like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Another baby lost to the darkness. Uh, And he's like, um, buggers, she's pregnant. Um, We never know, you know, where where that came from. Where do babies come from, stuff? I don't know. First of all, the the guy, he's got to have a chubby. Well, it's funny because she does mention. Maybe quarter, maybe half. Burn at least a quarter, put it inside. Earlier in the movie. Make the cream. Stir, 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 stir the mommy up. Earlier in the movie, she does make a reference to her not (laughs) feeling well. Right. But she thinks but it's she could have been PMS and it could be she on the rag. No, she thinks it's the heat. The rags. That's because she's pregnant. Hashtag stir the mommy up. Yeah, yeah. hashtag stir the mommies. Yep. So <laughs> every mommy needs a little bit of cream to feel and, like a and again in a in a scene that stayed with me forever after I saw it. Harrigan Harrigan gets down there. He's he's uh This is one of the coolest parts. He's he's kind of circ- circling the uh the, the, the park subway car and, and kind of turns a corner. And looks, and just in time to see the Predator silhouette rip the head from Jerry's body from a distance. With the spine. With yeah. the spinal column. Uh-huh. And, and basically ragdoll the body down onto the subway tracks. That's as, a cool shot. As, he, cool. as he yells, oh, Jerry! <laughs> and he runs, he runs headlong. Like, I can imagine how sad little John was, because John loved Bill Paxton from a young yeah. age. He's like, no, not Hicks, you son of a bird. The guy that's not Hicks, that's an alien. Hudson. Hudson, god damn it. Hudson. I mean, if you think about it, that, that whole... 
uh, act of the just the the skull and this the fucking spinal cord hanging. That just that it's like a core memory. Well, for, for there's me. also cool like special effects that you hear like, like yeah. it's kind of like yeah. a sucking. It's like, a very visceral scene. It's, it's very if visceral. If you ever put your peepee in a flashlight, first time, first shot, it kind of sounds like a spinal column being ripped from a body. Yeah, oh, it does, does it? Just yeah. like it. Does it? Just, so Harrigan, just like it. Harrigan hauls his fucking dumper, big ass dump truck. Uh, after their cloaked predator, who gets out to the, they get out to oh, the street level, and he watches tungsten contrivance. Yeah, he his his tungsten contrivance, and he watches he watches the predator basically scale a fucking building in a span of like five seconds, and Bro, he's like, no, holy shit! And then the last scene with Tony Pope, he pulls up, and he's like, hey, Harrigan, more victims, more mutilations, and that's when fucking Harrigan turns around and socks the fucking camera. He would have corroded his face in with with that fucking punch. Um. So he's able to like get into a car and basically somehow follow the predator as it's yeah, jumping right, rooftop right, right. to rooftop. I wish it was like this, like and it was like predator taking like the elevator to the thirtieth floor, and then, like Danny Glover taking the another elevator to the thirtieth floor, and then he gets up at the roof and then he tries to run. He can't jump over the thing, so he goes back down to the first floor, goes to the next building, goes up to the thirtieth floor, but the predator's on the fourth building, so he has to get down to the fourth. Breathe, building. breathe. <laughs> no, so, keep going. Uh, so uh, he's he's still chasing. He's kind of distracted by the predator jumping rooftop to rooftop, and he's looking in his car. And that's when uh, a giant pickup truck careens into him and knocks him almost unconscious. And that's when the G men get out and kind of grab him, and they take him. Turns out they're in the slaughterhouse and, district, and, and yep. they're like, "It's time for the third act. We're going to tell you everything we were because planning." There is there is like I don't know. You may have said it. And I might have just been bullshit and not paying attention. But like when they do go to that like bitch with the easy bake oven earlier, she's like. There was like slaughterhouse chemicals all over yeah, the blood, shit. Yeah, oh, blood and steroids. Yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah. She, she, yeah. Why she did she tells, say G? Yeah, she tells she tells because it's like, LA. She's urban trying to be LA. urban. <laughs> it's urban. The, the medical examiner stuff is crucial because they were like, "What?" He's like, "He's at the slaughterhouse." They're like, "Oh, okay." Listen, Harrigan, I'm cool like you. Check out and this my is, fubu um, jeans. Right, right as right as he's brought the keys, this I is was when. just listening to Fantastic Voyage before you came in here. <laughs> Come on and ride on the funk now, you know what I'm saying? And the Quad City DJs, they're kind of slamming. <laughs> like, I need my gas slam. And you just saw, like, fucking talcum powder queef out of her vagina when she sat down. Oh, she's getting cancer from that. Yeah. My, asbestos in yeah, there. Why not? Sure I don't is. have to sit down anymore. It's like sitting on a beanbag from all the lumps exploding <laughs> oh from my coochal. <laughs> my coochal conch shell. Coochal. It's like sitting on a hermit crab shell, <laughs> but it's my vagina, all things considered. This is when the uh, predator, we get the iconic shot of the predator kind of celebrating his kill of Lambert in the subway car um, and raising the skull up as the lightning strikes. And we uh-huh. get the gaga, 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 but really, no, we don't. There's no that. reason for that. I don't understand why he has to get struck by lightning. It's but it's cool. iconic. It, I mean, is it? It's iconic. I mean, it is. It's a callback to uh, Highlander. <laughs> I guess it is. But I'm also just like, but why? There can be only back. one. It is. Yeah, it, it can, can only be. A be it's a, it's a at least he could have been back. up there, and they could have did like a predator, like a, like a little like sermon he was doing, like shaman hood, hey yo yo yo, and he's like calling for like the lightning gods to come and <laughs> okay, and they okay. shoot. Okay. You know, then no. I would have been like, okay, cool. So this is when we get like he's the huge. Touch. He's in touch with the gods. This is when they kind of save the huge exposition <sighs> jump, uh, dump for keys explaining to Harrigan, like, hey, sit down and enjoy the show. We got an extraterrestrial alien here. He's been hunting. We did this thing in the Perf Predator movie. Where he killed that, he killed the special oh. forces team, 
in Cambodia and he had a fucking uh, uh, self-destruct device that blew up in Cambodia. 300 city blocks with the explosive device and like imagine the, the technology that we could harness with that. And, and he's like, but by the way, we want this technology, but the best we can do in this situation is we got Freezy Mick extinguishers and we're going to spray this ball down. McFlurry we're is gonna, I think what he was looking we're for. We're going to McFlurryize this motherfucker. So I just want to say that he's like, McFlurryize? That I work with liquid nitrogen and if there's a, if there's a leak you die. Yeah. Because it it well, you can't breathe. Well, well, like, so Buse, spraying Ga- liquid nitrogen all around well, is probably Busey's a really bad like, idea. Gary Busey's like, we flooded the room with radioactive gas. And I was like, why? But now we're going to freeze them. And he was like, oh, we have these like radio, like, yeah, they have like these radio opaque fibers that they threw into the fucking air. Like, they <laughs> just like, pretty much they yeah. asbestos into the whole yeah. room. Uh, but also, there's a drop we line the room in, with in, in, in real life. In real life, how many carcinogens do you think were in this fucking scene that they filmed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And meanwhile, Danny Glover's in there with no mask, just like... <sighs> well, Busey apparently, like, talks about his character, and he's like... He, or, they, or when they were giving the info dump about him, they're like, yeah, he went to Cornell. I'm like, Gary Busey did not go to Cornell. Yeah, no. I went to Cornell the Cobb now. They asked me, how much corn can you eat in an hour? And I said, at least 100. No. And they were shocked to find out I could eat the Cobb and all. I did not say Cornell. I said I went to a Cornell the Cobb eating <laughs> contest and I won it. Well, this whole thing about pheromones and scent molecules. I ate the corn. Yeah. That's why they were putting yeah. these radar dishes yeah. out throughout the city. That's how they tracked them. I yeah. ate the corn. I ate the plate. I ate the whole goddamn tent that the festival was held in. And then I ate the soil that they laid down that I stood upon. And when I was done, I was like, I'm hungry for more. It was a catastrophe. <laughs> when I shit the next day, the little um. petrified force <laughs> straight out my ass. <laughs> so dry. So after the dry ass, uh, <laughs> Keys and his team suit up and they move into the slaughterhouse. And, um, you know, we're given all this exposition of like, we think the creature only sees an infrared. And so that we've, we've set all this up so that we're, we're going to be blind to him. And um, uh, the predator's in there, and he's kind of like, he's, he's about to feed, which I wish we would have gotten a scene yeah. of him feeding, I, I want to know how that boy eat. This is when, basically, DG, he's like Ripley. He's like, no, you stay behind. You're not going in here. And they lock him in there, and he's with, watching with, them with all the, die. With Gorman of the Baldwin, one of the Baldwin brothers, who I don't remember whose name. Yeah, that's my matter. Head. And, they're, and finally, he's like, I, I know they're going to Baldwin. Die. And they die, so he has to go in there Wasn't it Steven? Was it Stephen Ball? No, no, it's no. not Stephen. He's in Firefly and a bunch of other Garbo shit. Oh, he's, yeah. usually the, he's usually the ball one that's like, wait, wasn't it a ball one? They call me it's just Garbo Stephen Ball. He's actually, he's actually, I actually like the, I actually like the actor, but he like, and, and he doesn't really do much for this. My nice name's movie. Garbo Ball. When my brothers so, are always jealous because I have twelve chromosomes. Well, the thing that's funny is they know that his technology is so advanced, but they underestimate the technology because they're like, oh, he could only the see the hubris of the, man, the hubris infrared. of man, yeah. Steph. Yep. They spent all this time stalking him and observing him, I'm and yet they. I'm Baldwin. I can eat corn too. <laughs> and he's just standing over there, like eating like uh, thumbtacks, and he's like, "I love chips." <laughs> oh my god! Gary Busey's like, "Let me give me some of those, goddammit. <laughs> I love these thumbtacks. They're so chippy. <laughs> this isn't my favorite brand. There's, there's, like spitting, there's like spitting blood in the corner of the scene. These thumbtacks are too greasy. I like His the other thumbtacks. Director's better. like, "Get the get the blood pail again, Gary Busey." Gary Busey he found the thumbtacks from wardrobe. <laughs> Shoot me in the mouth with the McFlurry gun. <laughs> Get the other blood pail. He fills it up again. This kid, <laughs> is like, this kid wants to give me a blowjob again. He keeps talking about my penis as a McFlurry gun. 
My name's Gorbo Baldwin. No one shoots cream like Gary. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, so there's a flurry of shit that happens Ooh. in this scene. So, <laughs> again, Keys and his team go into the slaughterhouse. They think they're, they're overly prepared. And uh, they're, you know, they're even tracking uh, the Predator on the motion sensor. So they, they kind of know the general area where he's in. And then one of the guys bumps into something. And they see the fucking Predator react and like back up and, and stay still. And then the Predator goes through multiple yes. fucking vision modes, <laughs> yes. right? Until the point where he sees the fucking light sources from their fucking shoulder lights it's and their fucking cool. weapon lights. I, I, remember, is, I, yeah. I love that scene too when I was a kid because I was like, oh man, he's what is he doing? Oh shit, I see what he's doing. He's trying to find them. He did that in the first Predator too, didn't he? Didn't he like cycle through? I think you might be right. The, yeah, I can't the, remember if You could do it in not. the video game, I remember. Yeah. You had multiple cycle. But my whole thing yeah. is like, so they knew a lot about the Predator at this point, and their best their best choice for this, and they didn't have a p- plan B, by the way, was to just go in there and freeze them. Why didn't they already know he likes steaks? So why didn't they just like set up a big cage with like a steak with garlic butter and wait for Predator? Oh, to come like in, I have a heart trap for cats. Go, and he goes in there and they, 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 they close it on him, and he's like, "I just wanted the garlic aioli." I mean, I, what, wouldn't you just um. I don't know if you knew the, his actual food source. When you just put put like, a sedative in there, when you put like a cat, like, like tranquilizer, you know, an, elf- an elephant's dose of fucking sedative in there. Well, what we did, we emptied out this outback steakhouse and we set up a single blooming onion. <laughs> but then I ate it, <laughs> and it turned out it was broken glass, and I ate it anyway. <laughs> Gary Busey talking, and his teeth look like pieces of the blooming onion. <laughs> his gums are just bleeding on the interview. But the funny part about all this is like Harrigan's watching it, and he's the only one that picks up that like. Right. What's happening? Like he can see these guys get them out. Because he's there. the only competent person in this yeah. film that we were trying to allude to. Mm-hmm. I think it, overall, it's just supposed to be the hubris of these fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so Harrigan kind of like uh, chokes chokes one of the G men out and uh, gets out of there while the the Gorman analog freezes up and doesn't really do anything. And uh, I mean, and the guy kind of likes it because he's like, like oh, oh, harder, daddy. Oh, harder. <laughs> oh. I mean, look. I mean, Danny Glove's got some fucking big ass fucking mitts, so he puts them around you, and it's like. His thumb is like on the tip. We of already said nose. how muscly that man was. Yeah. He's got movie. sizable dick beaters. So, and this, and this, it, this is how long it takes him about thirty minutes to suit up from his trunk arsenal again. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, the fucking predator drops from the ceiling and basically starts destroying these fucking dudes. Uh, and um, at some point, uh, the hose line or something's damaged, and Gary Busey For takes Keith, his fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All Danny Glover had to do was just get like an overhead attack on the Predator and just do a tungsten ass slam right down on the Predator's head <laughs> with his fucking hard ass, and it would have fucked. Because this Predator shattered every bone in his the, body. The Predator in this movie is more forehead forward, where like this, this Predator <laughs> is like the Christina Ricci of fucking Predators, where his forehead's like five times bigger than the first Predator's. So he could have just cracked that shit open, yolk be dripping down and everything. Yolk. <laughs> so uh, Harrigan uh, really attempts to rescue Keys here, and he blows open the door to the slaughterhouse and enters and confronts the Predator, and there's like this whole... Well, the Predator, at the time that he blows the door open, he shoots Keys with like a rocket. Right, right. we got yeah. like a yeah. first-person shot of like rocket. Keys through a camera, like getting blown up, and uh, the whole, like, the one part of the floor blows up. And then... um. Uh, the the predator like after the door blows open the predator tries to cloak but the sprinklers from the slaughterhouse are are triggered yep. and it malfunctions and, it, and malfunctions his uh, cloaking it's device cloaking. and uh, so then Harrigan is like blindly firing into the stacks of meat and it manages to luckily destroy the predator's uh, shoulder cannon um, and then predator returns fire and hits uh, Harrigan directly in the chest with one of his rockets but 
and he frabuga's back and he, and, he, and he falls back but luckily he's wearing like this thick ass fucking flak vest which really is just the material from his pants yeah that he the put whole, on, the whole like, pants, on a yeah. like polyester <laughs> vest he's wearing yeah you're uh, gonna like the way you look I guarantee the, it the 800 thread count vest holds the predator rocket it's an alien technology that blows open the chest of anybody else in this film yeah, they were on sale at um, Sears sir he, first off he would be Sears. so concussed from that blast that his like his fucking noggin he'd be looking like Gary Busey afterwards I will say whenever he's using like the plasma caster and he lights up those like Jamaican dudes at the beginning, the effects of their like chests blowing up with the like the sparkly squibs. They yeah, pretty much yeah, yeah. Well, maybe awesome. yeah. maybe he doesn't get hurt from that because maybe his whole body, his all of his bones are made from tungsten, not only his ass. Like so, he's like Wolverine. <laughs> he's Danny Glover's like Wolverine, but he's made of tungsten. <laughs> sure. Are you are you in the pocket of big tungsten or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you keep going back to that, his that would be his stuff, name, man. tungsten Tony. Jesse's like, I, this is the only metal I know right now, and I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna <laughs> stick with it. Jesse's meeting in like a parking garage. The guy's like. Nobody cares about tungsten anymore. He opens up a suitcase full of money. <laughs> Make Jesse's it happen. Like, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse's Make like, this will do my third floor podcast wing tremendously. <laughs> Meanwhile, flaky headphone man will continue to exhaust. <laughs> flaky headphone man. Oh my God, it's the best. There's oh a meta podcast you there. Nobody else is going to get. Flaky. <laughs> <laughs> Let them flake. <laughs> Let the flakes hit the floor. Let the flakes hit the floor. Uh, so uh, the so he thinks that he thinks that he killed Harrigan, but then Harrigan starts. Uh, he he has this like fucking really cool. You only see that for like a brief second. Like his uh, he has like a shot off shotgun pistol. Shot off a shot off shotgun pistol that he shoots back at the predator, and then we get slow he motion him, like, like eight times. Yeah, we get yeah. slow motion like predator getting shot in the limbs we and get the to chest. See like goo blood shoot everywhere. That yeah. blood's cool. cool because it's neon blood. Yeah, the director was talking like they had to keep like basically applying that like nonstop, and they would just get like rave glow sticks, crack them in half. Makes sense. Pour really? them in a thing and mix them oh. with Vaseline, mm. and they mix them with Vaseline and cake it on there, but it would only last for so long. So they were just constantly making it. So he splays the predator out, and uh, the predator's motionless on the ground, except his. Um, uh, you kind of see a little bit of movement, and then he Harrigan goes up, and uh, you know, like everybody would do the first time meeting an alien, he removes the predator's mask, and we get that up close face reveal, and this, the, the little the mandibles are kind of like twitching a little bit. Just for one second, the vagina he, mouth. <laughs> just for one second, I wish he stayed asleep. I could put my pee pee in there. <laughs> Yo, if you pause it at that specific moment, that mouth does look like a fucking yeah. vajage. Yeah. It, it literally, it's all like a pleasure It palace. has wrinkles and everything. Yeah, it's in got there. vajay off. So you're, guy, saying that you're saying the Predator's mouth is a soft cleaning machine. It's an Atlantis <laughs> oven. Sam Winston said he was like, I was eating my wife's pussy for three hours one night and I just got, I got, like, I, my vision just got, it got burned into my eyes like a TV that had a picture on it for too long and it was just pussy all the time. And when it came time to make the new Predator, I was just like, my wife's pussy gonna fit the bill. If you Google Predator mouth, it shows. It, it pops up. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to put that in my yeah. search history. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he does look a little bit different than our other Predator buddy from the first movie. He's a little spikier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, that's how they described it, too. He's like, you know, there's different... He's like, snakes are snakes, but there's different species of snakes, and that's what this was supposed mm -hmm. to be. And I was like, yeah, we get it. It's we're all cool. building. We're all building. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so that's when uh, Harrigan utters the line from the original film, or tries to, you are one ugly mother. And the Predator chokes him. <laughs> And he finishes the line, motherfucker. I fucking laughed out loud at this scene. Yeah, because he turns into... It's so funny. Because the Predator turns into Alex Jones, yeah. basically, like his voice. Yeah. 
The gay frogs. Uh, Keys jumps in and saves Harrigan at the at the precise time, hitting the predator with the nitrogen gas and the um. And Keys is a little looking a little um. He's all burn up, burn up, and and, burn. and desiccated. I love when Gary yep. Gary Busey shows up. And the aliens are in the podcast, po- the pocket of Big Tungsten. <laughs> and then when he when he shows up, he's like, "I got this. Just go away. I got this." And like literally immediately. He's fucking killed by Again, yeah. uh, another oh, super good. iconic scene that stays with you of him throwing the disc and it's slicing the slabs of beef and then it gets to him and it fucking and it's cool how that just his lower legs drop. It's cool how that ended up working out too because like they said uh, the reason that it was slowed down was because they had to cut so much of this for to get an R rating that the only way to keep that scene in and have it look good was to slow it down because originally it was supposed to be sped up and you were oh. supposed to see you were supposed to see him cut in half. And all of his entrails. So, like. so you just see the beginning of blood, but yeah. then it was all entrails, and then it was Gary Busey's whole body that fell down. But they said it's too much, so they cut it just so you saw the blood come, and then it cooked, got rid of all the rest, so that everybody was always weirded out by that, and they were like, "How come we don't see Gary yeah, Busey's where's the rest body?" Of his body? It Which just leaves wild. it to the imagination, yeah. and, I, and I kind of like the it. The implication like that. is really fucked up. Like you can you hear a little bit of splore chapping, splore. and you're like, "Oh, I know what happened." Yeah. I love, I love yeah. splore's chap. And then the, the, yeah. seeing that Harrigan is like, "Oh my god!" and he starts scrambling <laughs> for the exit. <laughs> Um, and he flees onto the rooftop of the slaughterhouse, and that's when we get, you know, yeah, every every uh, city '90s movie needs a good pigeon jump scare. Yes, you all, there's always you pigeons on every. If rooftop. you don't get if you don't get a cat in the alleyway, then you have to get a pigeon on the yeah. rooftop. Or apparently, <laughs> those are just the rules. Owned pigeons oh, yeah, on yeah. the roof, and they had a little pigeon like roost up there. So there's like a little yeah, bit. Of, it was Lawrence Fishburne. So all <laughs> all of the, the the frantic shit that just happened in the slaughterhouse, everything kind of slows down for a moment, and like uh, there's a, a cat and mouse where you know the predator's kind of taking a couple puffs from his mask, and um, you know Harrigan's kind of looking around the rooftop, and all of a sudden he kind of he throws the fucking combi stick at, at uh, Harrigan, and it lodges into a vent. It's such and, a cool they made that literally for that one scene where he just throws it one time, and then that's really it. It was used. He uses it in. Um, he uses it in the penthouse too because you see yeah. it collapse, oh, or okay. no? He uses it in the slaughterhouse because you see, you see it collapse after he stabs a couple of the dudes. Um, Harrigan like instinctually just grabs the the weapon and lunges at him, and they and he kind of like body checks him. He doesn't really stab him with it. And they both kind of plunge off the edge of the fucking building, and you're kind of like left wondering like what happens. But then you see that Harrigan's like on the lip of the building on a ledge, and the predators ha- grabbed onto his beefy fucking bicep and holding on to uh It's hot. Mm-hmm. hot I, already, I already mentioned it earlier, but they really are like 13 stories up. But the thing that's even funnier about that is like once I secured Danny Glover in the scene, he was just laying face down. But then there was like guys that had to come out on the ledge, like uh, effects guys that were like tied to like these things to like put more like um like um applications on the predator oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking uh-uh. way. No fucking way, dude. They're sitting there, they're like harnessed. Yeah, they're in shit. the union. They're fine. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they got side credit. What do we what do we want to do? Um but also uh, you could do that scene easily with just like a um scaffolding just build up, but they're like, nah, fuck it. Scaffolding's like three hundred dollars. Um, too much. So this is when we get uh Kion's line. Okay, pussy face, it's pussy your move. Face, it's your move. And then uh the predator mimicking King Willie goes the shit happens. <laughs> and he starts he starts arming his self destruct device. He doesn't beep, do beep, the, beep, I wish he did the evil laugh like the predator did in the first beep, one. I wish beep, he went like beep, 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 He's, oh. a, he's a trickster in a different way, though. He would probably say, you want some candy when it was about to explode, but yeah. uh, 
before that could happen, Harrigan reaches over and like grabs the. No, before he died, Predator would have been like, "Dots are the best Halloween candy." <laughs> <laughs> <No>! <laughs> and then he grabs it. He grabs the disc that's lodged into the to the ledge, and he uh, cuts off the Predator's arm and the forearm device in half before it can detonate. And uh, the Predator falls, catching a drain pipe on the way down, and 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 basically cartooning himself into it's the probably. into the it's, building. It's the best yeah. too because when he goes in that building, he like gets his bearings and starts patching up his like wounds with like that little kid he has and with like drywall i was but always poor- fascinated by the fact that he was like punching the fucking mirror and like crumbling yeah. using crumbling the fucking shit and in like there. pouring the blue it the was blue very, goo. Much, goo, very yeah. much reminded me of like the terminator scene where he's like taking his eye yeah. out yes like, yeah connects with that shit but like i love this scene too because like he's taking his time doing this the predator and meanwhile, poor Danny Glover's trying to shimmy down with his little tungsten ass. Uh-huh. Like, and he's taking like 20 minutes, and the old it's, bitch is in there like, like, Herb, somebody's in the bathroom. I kept saying more, but I think more's funnier, but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, well, it's like falling off a log, a 30 story log. Mm-hmm. God damn. I'm, I, I'm like such a sucker for old lady freaks out about a monster. I mean, she's so, she's got her night slip on, she's yeah. got her hairs up in curls, she's well, got her slippers grabs, on, and they're watching grabs, Jeopardy. She grabs a broom. You know she grabs a broom. Yeah, she grabs a broom. reminds me of because like, the predator punches through like two doors and not just through the door like through the entire frame, frame of the yes. door. and basically walks through the second door it reminds me of the beginning of fucking uh howard the duck when he's like in his chair and he gets like uh sent through space and he's smashing through all the ducks apartments and one duck's like getting a bath oh and my god tits. yes the best I mean, the duck. that's also like a cartoon element where, like, it's not the door that fucking goes out; it's the door and the frame, uh, yeah, right? yeah. Like, comically, <laughs> and it's just a perfect silhouette. So Harrigan gets down. Um, you know, the the, the predator salvages its wounds, and we kind of get a little bit more. You know, like with the with the the bleaching of the skull and stuff like that for the trophy kill. We kind of get a little more of the kit of the gadgets that the predator has, and like but his Bunsen burner, his Bunsen and, burner. And yeah. You kind of kind of see not only is it healing the wound, but the, it's almost like his limb is growing back, like he's a fucking lizard, which is kind of cool, and. um Harrigan gets into the apartment just as he busts through and uh, he runs into the lady that's there and he's like, it's okay, it's okay, I'm a cop. I don't think he gives a shit. Fucking broom, she's gonna fuck him up with that broom. Um, Harrigan now uh, runs down the hall and finds out that the Predator went down an elevator shaft Uh so he's starting to climb down the elevator shaft and that's when he uh, falls as as the elevator starts to move and he falls down a circular hole right on top of a pole. Ship. Autistic kids' forehead yeah. staff. I mean, come on. Haven't you been tracking this the entire time? <laughs> um, and as you do, when you fall into an alien spaceship through a dark hole, you just instinctually want to go into in. that. You yeah. want to go and into You want to search it. Like, I love, that, I love that matte painting of the fucking it's spaceship, great. too. It's so. And I remember seeing, when I saw it, I said, this movie was like, always, as a kid, not so much now watching it, but like when I was a kid, it was super dark. And like I, that ending, this ending is one of the coolest it fucking is. sci-fi endings ever because it was always so cool to me that like, they're in a major city, but somehow this spaceship is like under the city and somehow. Rules. And not just that, the fact that you see other predators. So you're just like, oh, right. fuck, there's yeah. more of these motherfuckers yeah. out here. They're going to fuck well, everybody and up. And I like the whole, I like how smoky it, it is in there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't the really well, they, see. The, the set and they, design is fucking And they talk yeah. about that at the end because he's like, you know, we were like a big movie, but we weren't like a huge movie. Like, so we had to be very, very select, selective when building all these like sets to make it like cost effective. So we ended up going with like Mayan an Aztec like yep. uh, design for the inside because they were always like hunters and stuff like that and it fucking looks awesome it's so yeah, cool it so awesome. the, it's like yeah. an ancient hunter yeah that's what, that's what I wrote I wrote it looks like Aztec by way of Giger shit mm. yeah it's uh, iconic mate as they Very say Hellraiser-y too just the way it's lit and he goes in and he's got he's basically he, he, he lost his gun um, 
going down the drain pipe and and falling through the apartment. So like he's he, the only weapon he's armed with is the disc that he kind of stole off the predator. And um he's kind of like looking around and you got the trophy you get the trophy wall in the background mm-hmm. kind of setting mm-hmm. everything up and it's just contextual storytelling, right? There's nobody that's like yeah. there beating you over the head or a narrator that's saying, "Okay, look at this shit." Um and uh it, immediately he's uh he's set upon by the um by the predator and uh the, the the netting weapon again that we saw earlier in the film shoots him up against the wall but he's got the disc with him and it cuts right through it because it's alien technology versus alien technology because now the flips are script and uh it's uh, a level playing field now very, as we very say. easily you could think the predators are like meatheads because like they're just all about like guns and like lifting weights and shit like that but then <laughs> There obviously are some predators that are really good at, at interior design because, like, the inside of the ship is fly as fuck. It is. You know, so it there is. has to be, like, some predators that, like, I and don't want to fight, I want to decorate. The way the skulls are arranged on that wall, I mean, it's... Meticulous. It is. It's design, bro. It is. It's yeah. design 101. Yeah. So where's the predator? Where's, where's predator? <laughs> well, they, got that, they got that trophy system. They got that trophy uh, set up to display cabinet from Ikea. Yeah. But it's Ikea Predator. Like, Actually, it would look better if you put it more to the left. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I talk. He's like, shut the fuck up. That's you are annoying when you talk. Um, and so there's like a a brief clash. You sound like air coming through a crowd. I like house. I like they don't linger on the scene too much because they're trying to like sell you with like that like yeah Danny Glover could totally you know go toe to toe with a giant predator who's only got one arm now but like they're clashing back and forth with his claws and he's kind of deflecting it with his discs and then you know you the predator gets a good swipe in with his claws and kind of rakes across his stomach and. He falls down to one knee and you're like, oh shit, you know, did he, did he catch yep. fucking Danny? Did he get his entrails? And, um, you know, the hubris of the predator thinking it's outwitted a, a foe that's less technologically superior and to Danny, them. And Danny goes, tiger uppercut. What the fuck? <laughs> and he throws the disc right through his fucking sternum and his gut. And uh, he goes, that's right, asshole. Shit happens. Yeah, and the scream, scream. That the scream's the best. So in the comic book, what happens is, oh, go ahead. Seth. I was going to say, well, when he said that line... It would have been better if, like, literal shit poured out of his abdomen. <laughs> how would you, how would you yeah. recognize predator shit, yes. though? What would predator shit look like? I mean, intestines. Like, intestines, like, yeah. intestines Steph, are full I, of I shit. I want to tell you, Steph, yeah. I was really disappointed with the lack of the predator not shitting. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the predator was like, oh, no, dookie happens, too. <laughs> oh, no, what's a predator toilet look like? <laughs> it's just like a drain. It must look like a toilet I mean, at the Cheesecake Factory. All he's eating <laughs> is fucking beef, so, like, there's no roughage in there. Yeah. You know? It's just the predator sitting down, and he's just trying to shit all the time. Yeah, because like, he can't damn. shit all like shit. All yeah. the meat's God damn, it's so dry in there. It's like when it's like when fucking Gary Busey ate all them corn cobs at the corn eating. So, one, so once again, Scott like um, uh, for the second time in like two scenes, he kind of quickly goes over to the motionless predator body with the disc outstretched, and for a second you kind of see that the the mandibles twitching again on the predator, but no, he's dead this time. So really cool. I want to say real quick, I was trying to say for like the last five minutes, but I just kept getting sidetracked. In the comic book, this was a really cool choice by the director because the director decided to go with the ending this way, which I think makes sense. But the ending of the comic book was that basically the um, the the uh, Danny Glover character in the comic book was was about to kill the predator who was like severely wounded, and the el- and the grayback comes in and kills the predator. Oh, and, and that's what happens in the comic. And the director's like, "No, nah, we have to have Danny Glover." Yeah, like, he has to be him. the it hero. Just doesn't make sense because like. That goes against like what the predators are all about, you know. You're supposed to like live a warrior, die a warrior. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we decided to keep it that way, and it's, it's so much better for it. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. And and the um the reveal of the elder predator, and then the other predators that so show good. up. Yeah, um, and it's crazy as and they said it. It's like 
they worked so fucking hard on these extra predators and they did full suits and they did all these extra trinkets so like it gave the predators it, it, character personality individuality and, like, yeah. and stuff yeah. they had they had taken from their victims stuff like that but you literally see these predators for maybe like 20 30 seconds people gave a shit and, and he's like all the hard work they put into that and it was only for 20 30 seconds it just shows you like the dedication to the yeah, video yeah. of them dancing around this yeah. pretty funny yeah and and i really wish that like uh they had made a third movie directly after this and uh, oh my because God, they, too, they clearly they, they they clearly made those suits with the intention of probably having continuity into mm-hmm. the next film and it never never happened but it uh, is a shame so, because like at least we have some good predator i mean alien movies Aside from this, and the and Prey, well, Predator one and two, and Prey, that's all we got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, I want, and I want like as much as I liked Prey, I want to get back to like a Predator with all his little toys. So to finish the movie, uh, the the other Predators come out, and Harrigan kind of like quips, you know, who's next? Even though he's clearly exhausted and and his clothes are shredded and he's beat the fuck. And then the uh, Predators go over, think, ignore him, and kind of pick up like the body thought- of the Predator. But the thing I didn't ever understood about this was, like, when I was a kid and I watched this for the first time, I thought they were, those motherfuckers were, like, stargating. Like, they were coming through, like, a stargate mm, and going, and going mm. to a world. And then when they disappeared, I thought they were going back to, like, their world. That's what I thought as a kid. And I was like, oh, no, they're it's on just, a ship. Dude, it's just and the ship takes off smoky. and it leaves. Yeah. So I was like, so they never told, like, they never, never, never like, get out, dirty glover. <laughs> like, if he would have stayed there and went back to their home world, would they have been like, you're a warrior now. <laughs> Here is your bride. And oh, it was, fuck. And, and it was like a pred bitch. And she was oh like, my I'm God. gonna suck it all night, <laughs> With my <laughs> pussy oh, mouth. penis is clean. <laughs> Put it in my pussy mouth. They do. Um, you are gonna be in a new tribe that tungsten ass they, they do do that in the the books and the comics they do have a uh, female a human mm-hmm. female that ends up going with them and uh spoiler I, alert yeah. the predators don't treat her well because she's a human woman and she has to prove herself essentially in their hierarchy and their caste yeah. system that they Is, have which they go into a lot of world are there female predators in the yes. comic books yep Yep. They, they they say in the comics as you read like further along like there is like a lot of romance between like the preds and the humans and the predators their penises also have like a crab head at the end when it, when it, when it spits up. I was going to say, they have, like duck, they have like a duck bark penis, I have to imagine. Yeah, when, right? when, the, when the predator's like, I'm gonna come! And then like the predator mouth opens up like on their penis and it's like, It yeah! comes out of their mouth instead of the dick. So, uh, at the very end of this film, the elder predator um, throws a pistol at Danny as a trophy from 1715. Awesome. and uh-huh. And that is says, a, I also forgot that he actually goes, take it. Uh-huh. I yeah. forgot that there was actually that a line a under there. That is such a cool little addition to the movie because, like, as a kid, you're just like, holy shit, these motherfuckers have been around forever. And that's, you know, the subtle world building that they're doing throughout this film. And then uh, Danny runs out and and his tungsten ass shields him from the fucking he basically sits, inferno. He sits on his butt and he just sleds out of the whole, like, like tube that they're in. Like, he's like, wee! I like I like how he's completely covered in like dust as he's stumbling out. He has to suck up so many carcinogens uh-huh. in that fucking I did scene. Not, I did not appreciate this the, this white face that Danny Glover's doing at the end. I was like, I don't think so. I'm not. No. 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 I thought it was just really disrespectful to 9/11. I thought it was. It, it was. Oh. And I was like, hashtag, yeah. hashtag 9/11. And then the uh, the Gorman analog comes up in the helicopter and goes, "What? The, what the hell? We were so close, man. You fucked everything up." And he goes, "That's okay. They'll be back or something like that." Wait. No, can we have, just say to the he's like, sorry asshole, they'll get another chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> my whole crew is dead. Yes. <laughs> and and not to mention, too, uh, like, to put the uh, slaughterhouse, I felt like that was such a dope kind of, like, a, a, a dope area for a predator to be yeah, in the slaughterhouse. They definitely picked their set pieces very well in this movie, I must say. Like, there's never any, like, we are, like, there's no downtime in it. So, like, very easily you could get caught, like, in, like, like, 
like John said, it's like almost two hours, but it feels like this movie's moving at like a breakneck yeah. speed where like there's no like meetings in this really. It's like you get a couple scenes where they're sitting in a room together, but it quickly moves on to like more storytelling. It's not like you don't get just You're not exposition dumped like throughout the whole right. fucking it's thing. It's just really, really fucking well done, man. John, it's your pick. You go first. Yeah, this, obviously this movie is a ten. It's criminally underrated for me. It has the just the right amount of early nineties camp. Everything feels like a comic book. Um, I had an argument with my coworker all the fucking time because he's like, "Oh, I don't understand." Like, you know, you know, there's they don't make it believable enough that Danny Glover could kill a predator, but I feel like they do for the way shit transitions and the way shit transpires by the end of the movie. And if that's your only conceit with this movie, go back and watch this movie because it's enjoyable. I don't, I don't get that at all. I think it's, I think it's no, and I think you needed that uh, in juxtaposed to the the original Predator movie. You didn't need a hulking muscle man, fucking action hero type guy. You needed somebody like Danny Glover in the second movie. He's like a regular dude, and like the way I think he wins, it's just like the way the situation unfolds for him is the reason he gets the upper hand. It's just like a series of events that happen, and he gets the upper hand. It's not like oh, he's actually beating the Predator's ass like on hand to hand combat. You know, he's like. He falls and he get you know it's just i don't know i think it's well done yeah i, I think it's awesome i think uh it's a memorable fucking movie that sticks with you it is a fucking crime this movie did not do well at the box office yeah. and did not do well yeah. and i don't remember it, it was up against other movies that i think stole its thunder a little bit but like i think, I think color purple came out during the same period of time i'll take all your viewers in the lake minnetonka but um, that's, that's purple I don't know what else can be said. Like that's it's, purple rains. It's, it's also um, you oh know un- until we got the later Predator movies. It's also you know the the final hurrah of all these practical effects and all the all the shit that they did with that and the gore and it, it, not enough can be said about Predator Two. And I just wish after watching this again for the first time in a long time, I just wish they got those people together again to do a Predator mm. Three shortly after this in the mid 90s and unfortunately we didn't get there and now we have cgi bullshit and yeah. thank god there's prey now but like my god it's been a desert yeah, it has it's been, been a desert, desert and I'll i've go. been wandering for a long time jessup i'll go next uh yeah i i, I watched this movie for the first time in a long time i want to say it's probably been like at least over five years since i watched this movie all the way through probably longer honestly but it's like i remember this movie just uh, from beginning to end, I remember this movie because I watched it so many times. I watched it so many times in the '90s when it came out. It was always on fucking uh, like HBO or something, replaying. And um, yeah, man, it's like I already said it, but it's basically like has all the best parts of action movies. So there's no way that me as a '90s kid, '80s, '90s kid, I grew up in the two best decades, arguably with and especially with movies and stuff like that. So it was just a movie that was made for me, and it was especially made for me at the time in my life when I just like wanted to see more monsters wanted to see more action movies it was everything i loved it's like a diehard lethal weapon has robocop in there has like 90s judge dread stuff in there and it's a predator movie obviously on top of that so there's like what's not to love i fucking love everything about this movie the set design the actors um there's i don't have any fucking problems with this movie and although i want to say predator is a 10 out of 10 and i still will like that movie more simply because it's it got, existed first. It was the introduction, right? Exactly. And it's really hard to follow a movie up that's that good with a sequel. And I think they did it, and they did it differently, and it's its own movie. So it's just a little bit less awesome than Predator. So I'm going to say it's like a 9 out of 10. Um, it's, it's fucking iconic. There's so many iconic scenes in it. I love the cover of the movie. Um, and then we talked about all the Predator games it spawned, but the Predator 2 like cover that Genesis game is also fucking equally awesome. I love the world building they did with it. 
Uh, 9 out of 10 for Jessup. I think my only misgiving is this, about what that about this movie is, and I talked about it already, but the music just needed to hit harder. It seems non-existent in the movie. And it didn't need it because the movie's still great without it, but I feel like if there was a cool soundtrack in there, it would just would have made it even better instead of rehashing this stuff from the first movie. Yeah. Steph. Um, yeah, so I I agree. Um, for me, like I think I don't remember. I didn't remember a lot of this movie because it's been a while since I've seen it. It's been a while. There, there were some scenes. I I did watch this as a kid, and I'm pretty sure I watched it with my parents. We would rent movies like every weekend, um, and there were some scenes that definitely stuck out. Like I I remembered like the scene on the subway with the with the pregnant cop and like the the um slaughterhouse you know and then of course when paxton shows up i'm like oh shit i remember that you're too. lucky enough but- nowadays to get see- to get uh, like once like to get a good scene like one good scene in a movie and this movie had like the subway the slaughterhouse yeah. the intro mm-hmm. the rooftop scene mm-hmm. there's just so many good beats to the movie the skyscraper scene with the with the chick Getting real fantastic. Yeah. When she's like, oh, <laughs> so, anyway, it's, I, I think this movie, like I've really, re- I really enjoyed this movie. I love Danny Glover. And I thought that like, I'm so, I, when I think of him, I think of lethal weapon and Always. he's like this, like, to. and yeah. he's like this, this, you know, he's like this older cop. Who's kinda, yeah. He's over it. Right. He's like, I'm, I did my time. I'm like, Oh, I'm too old for all this. But in this movie, he's like, fucking getting right into the he action. He talks about it like in, in the behind the scenes stuff too. He's like, you know, I was like coming into this after Lethal Weapon and I know they kind of wanted me to play a Lethal Weapon-y character and I tried to bring some of that but I wanted this guy to be way more arrogant yeah. than like, um, what, Murtaugh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted him to be way more arrogant than Murtaugh was and try to bring something a little different to it but yeah, still he was, doing that character He was somewhat. like, a, you know, like a badass And everybody movie. talks yeah. about how fucking awesome he is to work with. Like him... And the dude, um, Jimmy Schmidt's character, yeah, yeah. Ruben <laughs> Blattis. Like they worked together on like three other movies. So like him and Jimmy Schmidt were like this. They used to go to the Jewish <laughs> all the time. Bail so, like, Organa. Hey Ruben, <laughs> don't don't be mad at him. He can't help himself. He's like I eat flautas. No, what are you like, Ruben's bitch? fucking fan club president or something yes, over here? The yes. thing is, Danny Glover. He seems like he would be a really nice guy yeah, if you met him. Yeah. Anyway, so I agree. I think this movie for me is like eight, an eight point five. Um, I think the first Predator is like a 10. That movie is so great. Um, and this movie is really fun, but it's like not quite the same for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So 8.5. Ben. Uh, I love this fucking movie. It's a 10 for me. Some yeah. days I like this movie more than one. Some days one wins, but this movie has this like bombastic, really like hyper violent, silly view of LA. We already talked about like the near future stuff, the Judge Dread RoboCop style, which like is the the bones of this podcast. We love that type of shit. Um, Not to interrupt you, but that's like a good point too. It's like this movie, the first movie was obviously written by Shane Black, and then Shane Black went on to write like the Lethal Weapon movies, I believe, and then they got um, you know Danny Glover for that, and then I guess he helped him get involved with this, but he wasn't writing this one. But it was cool that they got two different writers and still managed to pivot from the first like the humor of the first one that was serious to this movie who's like serious in like different ways mm-hmm. with violence and everything like that and it does feel hyper realistic it, it, um to, to iterate on that i feel like if it, it um it feels like uh a, two different types of machismo there's like soldier machismo in the first movie and then there's like cop machismo uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Right. and yeah. it's still the kind of the same type of machismo yeah. but like it, it plays totally different right, right. yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's like point. a different attitude yeah. yeah yeah and it also like hits this like note of satirizing this like post 80s reagan big suit big balls like 
G men showing up and they know what they're doing, but then they get their shit pushed in, which is pretty great. I love it. Yep. Um, and yeah, what I was talking about earlier is like the problem that we face with these movies later on is you either have them trying to do like extensive world building in like the predator and stuff like that and failing miserably they over explain they have to over explain everything it is and i agree and it's almost like they overthink it to the point of over explanation where it's just like breadcrumbs bro right breadcrumbs but also they're not putting enough effort into like the details there and you have to have somebody like james cameron who's obsessed with details if you want to make a sequel to alien and make it aliens so your, your option with a sequel to Predator was either you really dig in and write a super detailed script or you make it really Redo. fucking crazy like yeah. this. I mean, Predators, I mean, we didn't mention that movie throughout this entire fucking podcast, but like, I do like Predators a little bit because it does try to do that machismo. Every person that's abducted on this planet has like their own gun and they kind of their own personality. They're all stereotypes right, right, and it right. kind of, it kind of almost pulls from Predator 2. Mm-hmm. But then they fuck it up with the CGI yeah. and Lawrence Fishburne and they I do all this stuff and it's like, oh, you almost hit it, but you fucked up. There was a lot of potential in that movie and I agree there's, there's, there's fun to be found in that movie for sure and I don't fucking hate it like I hate some of the other movies. But like you, I, I think I get more mad by that movie because I'm like, God, you were so close to doing something yeah. fucking great. That was the one with uh, Adrian Brody, right? Adrian yeah, Brody yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Danny Trejo, and like the, the Yakuza and stuff, where there's like they're pulling like they're they're almost pulling like the the strands of the time period stuff into that movie, and they're yeah. like you're almost like, ooh, you're kind of getting there with what I wanted to see, but then they just they just fuck it up with the predator dogs and the CGI bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah they do. And then like the pace of this movie is like breakneck. It like it flies. You got at least crazy diverse cast between Glover and Maria Conchita Alonso. Uh, Jimmy Schmitz, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got him. We got him finally. And yeah, there are like so many ways that this could fail, but it, it rules. Yeah. 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 Kaya? Um, for me, I, I give it, you know, the you guys have said it pretty much everything. And um, what I liked about it, now granted, coming off of Predator 1, I was a big Arnold fan. So I was a little disappointed that Arnold wasn't in the second one, but... After watching it and and seeing what they were trying to do and, and the little world building things that you didn't get in the first one that you got in the second one was I the thing that really. I just realized you're wearing a paper towel on your head to yes. get the crusty. Yes. Yeah. yeah thanks, yes. Jessup. That's the way our guests have to do. Yes, Jessup. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck you were <laughs> what that was, and I've been staring at you this whole time. I was thinking out the box. I said, you know, I, I have all this hair, and I don't want all the flakies yeah, yeah, yeah. in my hair. It's, so, it's easy for us bald no. guys. We just shave our scalp. And yeah. Gone. And I have a yeah. nice head, so that doesn't. No. Do I, and I, that's what made me do it. I was like, Steph's got the little things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go. You are right, though. I mean, like, it is hard to not feel like you're missing out with potential Arnold because yeah yeah because, a little bit because you do like especially at that time right because it's like primetime Arnold and you're like man what could it have been but for what it is for what uh, it is it really did hit the hit, hit all the marks for me um I just love the set pieces in it the 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 rooftop scene the fucking ship scene the the uh, slow everything it just fit all the pieces for me even though Schwarzenegger wasn't in it um but yeah, it's a great movie, man. I give it a nine, nine out of ten. It, the gore factor was there. The, the the camp, which we all love, you know, you love all the camp in it, and it was just a good movie, man. It's funny too because, like, I mentioned RoboCop because, like, the police whole the whole the police situation reminds me of RoboCop, and it's funny how like RoboCop one, awesome, and RoboCop one and RoboCop two kind of do what this what what Predator one and Predator two do, where like. RoboCop 2 is just like, let's double down on this like whole police like absurdity thing with like drugs and shit and we'll make it crazy. And that's why I love uh, 
RoboCop 2, but it's funny because like they tried to bring back RoboCop and they can't fucking do it. Yeah. And they tried to bring Predator back multiple times and they really can't do it. And like, you need to get a specific person who knows what these movies, yeah. what yes. the successes yes. of these movies like. Who knows what the soul of the and movie not just is. a writer either. You need no. a director because you can have the best story in the world, but if it's told through a shit director, it's not going to manifest in a yeah. good way. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, I think too, building off of what we see in the later movies I, with the Prey, I like that now Prey has given us like a a, a re jumping off point. Yeah, feel like yeah, it, yeah it's, no, I agree. it's really giving it us like, like it cleaned it, it cleaned it, the like, slate, it wiped it, and it's like uh, and it's like okay, now yeah, we can start from times. somewhere else. But, but honestly, what they really, I mean, the the cool thing about Prey is it dovetails that connective tissue of like yes. having that pistol with, with at the, the end and mm-hmm. like yeah, seeing that like okay, there is there is some some world building and setup that really is meaningful. They really do have to almost pull fucking Schwarzenegger out of retirement, I feel like, to go back to the Predator franchise, even if it's old man Dutch Schaefer and doing it in a meaningful way where, like... Well, like, he lives in a cabin and they have to go visit him and he... (laughs) (laughs) And he had sex with a human woman and he was like, oh my god, he had sex with a human woman. I've been banging this stale vagina for 50 years. I think the time jump thing, like, jumping through time and having a predator... Yeah, but I mean, like... I was thinking about, like, World War II predator. You have to... would, like, love to steal that tech and shit. Yeah, but you have to... You have to ground it in the historic franchise shit like again for me it's like it's like the fucking nightmare on elm street shit where they're like well, we're gonna fucking just kill off Hang- heather langenkamp and it's like why do you fucking do that shit you need to have some lineage you can't yeah. just have freddy trapezing it's, through killing other groups of people without hard. anything it's just hard because arnold like became more than all of his characters yeah. so now it's hard to see him as more than arnold now you know no, what I mean? I like you put him into but, something but what I, you need is like like in that predator video game the concrete jungle what you need is human stealing predator tech and the predator going into a situation that is like totally different than anything we've ever you seen need a before. predator holding a tommy gun i mean I, i'm i, I understand what john's saying but i'm kind of more in like ben's like ball court i would much rather see them keep predator low five for the next couple movies and i don't even mind it if it's just period pieces where there it's a predator going through time and and there's different stories because they're, like the they're, American Revolution, the, yeah, the, yeah. the French Indian War. We but, just go through them all. Yeah. The Civil War. The Predator <laughs> joins the Confederacy. I'm just saying there's cool, there's, yeah, no, there's cool stories shit, to be shit. told. And I feel like with the way Hollywood is right now, if you get stuck down the rabbit hole, if you're trying to make things with technology, they're just going to get so convoluted again, and it's going to be right back to the autism. It's a, it's a, well, it's a double-edged sword for me because like, are you, are you going to keep doing this formula? A predator goes to a time period and B meets un un uh, underestimated. Uh, protagonist who then C uh, finally gets the upper hand yeah, in, in the, the third thing. act and does that like you see, need I don't need that's going to be formulaic I feel like no, no, they, and, you're right, they, yeah. and you're right and you're right 100% but I'm just saying like for me I don't want too much of the predator explained because it's just going to take the wow factor and the mystique out of it for me like I don't want them going back to the predator home world and seeing like this is where the predator shits this is what he likes to eat for lunch <laughs> like I don't he has to go to a job Oh man, he works at the factory. He's oh, predators sad. file their taxes too. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe that could be an awesome. I don't know. I don't know. And then like everyone. I mean, the like, comics did it, but they also did it in the larger universe of like the colonial marines, and also yeah. that like uh, Whalen Utani was experimenting on aliens and all that kind of stuff. I guess that's what I wanted to say is those Dark Horse comics. There's so many amazing plot lines in them, yeah. and it just sucks that the shit that we got from the bad like versions of those movies for Predator and Terminator and stuff. You're like. What the fuck? You had so much shit to mine, and you picked the most convoluted shit possible. Mm. Yeah. Um, the IMDb rating is a 6.3 out of 10, and the Rotten Tomatoes is 31%. Fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes, and fuck the people that have 
voted downvoted this movie. Okay, I'm going to announce the next movie. This is a Ben pick. It's me. From the director who brought you Red Dawn, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Earl Jones. He conquered an empire with his sword. She conquered him with her bare hands. Double fisted. It's Conan the Barbarian, 1982. <laughs> oh, yes, my friends. That is strength. Warrior. Thief. Conqueror. King. Conan. Starts Friday at a theater near you. That is power! The strength and power of flesh! I'm excited about this movie. It's fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have not eaten in four days. And who says you will? (laughs) Fucking the best. I'm super excited. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. All right. We'll be coming back at you soon with another episode. Um... Sodom and, and uh, I guess Sodom and Gomorrah. No, no, I guess um, Y2 Killers will be next. Woo. And then uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And then the next numbered episode of Conan the Barbarian. In the meantime, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Please give us a little rating on Spotify. And if you want to support us on Patreon now that we're back full time, you can do that. Oh, shit. At Patreon backslash Sale of Saiyan Podcast. We appreciate it. We still have some more Blacklight posters available. We'll probably put a couple up on some tiers and the $35 tier on Patreon again uh, this coming month of February. Um, What else? What else? What else? We got the book cult going on a weekly basis. We sure do over on Discord. Ben's still doing the Dr. Benny Cinema on Instagram. Follow him over there. You can follow us on Instagram if you want to talk and chat. Steph and I, when we do the next Sodom and Gomorrah, we'll be doing it... Um, uh, video of that through discord if you want to sign up for through discord uh sign up to patreon you get a link for that or you can just if you're poor i understand just throw me a dm on instagram and i'll send you an invite link and you can join us over there and as much nerds over there talking at all times having fun uh until next episode we will see you here on say you love Satan. <laughs> want some candy Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life.